welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. We have a special guest with us today, visiting from the great land of Austin, Texas. Is friend of the show and a good friend of ours, Will Goss. Hi, hi, Will. Hi, Will. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Wow. No, Congratulations. Uh, excellent job. I really appreciate it. This is a fun time. You guys have held us over in Austin since Vulcan and I love clothes, and you just kind of don't get that video store hangout vibe anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, have that's to why import, we do it. Have to import it. That's from, us. From Seattle. <laughs> Austin, our sister city. Yes, famously. <laughs> Keep Seattle weird. You guys say it all the time. I don't think anybody's ever said that here. You get that in Portland, you get that in Austin, but nobody in Seattle was ever Seattle's like, Keep not Seattle weird. weird. No, the people were like, people were, they like, you know, were like, no, do not keep Seattle weird. They quickly cleared out the weird. I think oh, they, they have been. Don't yeah. they've, they've been, they've been doing a pretty good job yeah. of it lately. Keep, Se- keep Seattle dying is our new logo. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> keep, please keep Seattle dying. Let's keep this party going, baby. Woo. Woo. Turn out the lights, et cetera. Hell yeah. So, well, you came up to Seattle just to watch the new Michael Bay movie with Matt, correct? Absolutely. If I'm not I needed okay. to witness that with my own That's eyes. That's Tuesday, day after tomorrow, baby. Oh, you haven't Let's done go. it yet. No. Ambulance. No, you've got to build up to that. You can't just jump right in. Matt. <laughs> Ambulance. You can't just jump right into watching a Michael Bay movie with Matt. No, it's it's an acquired taste. <laughs> You'll die. Promise. Is that going to be in the theater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you seen Morpheus yet? Morbius. Morbius? No. Have not seen uh, that yet. Nobody? That might be on the dock for later in the week, but uh, no. You I should not watch seen. that the same day. That's a day, that's a movie day right oh, there. I'm telling you. It's playing that's at Majestic Bay down the street, so I might I might go. I don't know. I have no interest in that. No, I, neither do I. Anti-interest, honestly. Isn't Jared, I have Jared less. Leto? I would say lesbious. Mm, <laughs> yes. yes. Got him. That's the one. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. Got him. This is the gold I'm here for. Stung. Absolutely. <laughs> back off, Morbius. You are. Stick a fork in yourself. You're done. <laughs> Jared Leto's going to quit. Promise? Oh, uh, yeah. no. I should, you not. He should have gone out on that. Gucci, let's be honest. Right? Yeah. It's me. I'm oh, one of the me. Gucci people. It's me. I have to do I'm Gucci. I, the house of Gucci, she's burning down like a nobody's business. That's exactly what he says. That's no good, a boss. <laughs> it's the worst. But also, like, the most entertaining part of the movie? I don't know. I hate that guy, but I'm like, well, you know what? At least he didn't study at all, and it's funny. He just ate that big plate of Dingamagoo, and, uh, <laughs> he, and he, he went for it. He ate a big plate of Dingamagoo. That was, that was his method right there. Goes to Olive Garden <laughs> that, once. Tony, please. <laughs> Did he mail a bunch of condoms full of spaghetti to all his co-stars on the house of Gucci? <laughs> Like when he was a Joker, didn't he, didn't he mail everybody used condoms full of dead rats or something? Like, this That's is what the Joker would do. That's great, it's Jared. A, look, it's a joke. It's a joke. He's it's a, a joke because he's a funny guy. Johnny Gucci would do stuff like this. Or whoever the fuck I'm playing. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Stanley, he plays Stanley Tucci. House of, House Stanley of Gucci. Gucci. Very, uh, very unflattering House of uh, Gucci. portrayal of Tucci. It's, it's Stanley one of those, Tucci should have directed it's it. It's a Stanley huge Tucci's opportunity to not have Stanley Tucci in the movie because that way you can say Stanley Tucci is House of Gucci. House and of it rhymes. He should have been the house. He should have been the voice of the house. Get out. The call is coming from inside the Gucci house. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be great if that movie just the turned into a haunted house The call is coming from inside house of the house. Uh. <laughs> it's, like Mon- it's like that movie Monster House. Jeremy Irons haunts the house or whatever. And then he turns into the house and then he eats all of Lady Gaga end. haunts the house. Based on a true story. She I doesn't mean, die in it, though. 90% chance Patricia Clarkson would have to show up then, right? Sure. 90%? Yeah. I'll go to as far as 92%. Oh. Hey, 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 let's... Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just being uh, scientific thr- here. Throttle back. Throttle back. I, I ran the throttle numbers. Throttle back. Is she going to be doing it? You ran accent? the numbers? I ran the numbers. <laughs> you crunched the data? You know me and you my data. You mined all that data? I'm a big data head. <laughs> You're a data miner. When it comes to Patricia, uh, Patricia Clarkson, for sure. Well, 
<laughs> a special relationship with data related pertaining to Patricia Clarkson. That's just me. related to pertaining to Trish. related to pertaining to. I'm being careful with my language. Yes, here. you are. It's, the, it's as all, always. It's, it's all like in the data. You've got being recorded. It's like QAnon, but for Patricia Clarkson specifically. Clarkanon. 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 For people yeah. who are addicted to a Patricia Clarkson. Pianon. There's a support group. Clarkanon. <laughs> just hear me out, you guys. This all makes sense. <laughs> it does. This rambling stream of consciousness talk is what sells Patreon subscriptions. This is this is keeping us in three-digit money. <laughs> yeah, we are making three digits off of this shit. God damn it! Three figures. How how far to go till the Finchers, guys? <laughs> well, oh, we really, a, really we far. Took a, we took. <laughs> we a lost yeah, some. We lost oh, a bunch. Which shit. I like to blame on uh, the. Uh, you know, Supply chain issues. Inflation. Forced inflation. Yeah. I like to blame it on the dogma episode. Yeah, but, I, uh, I seriously think we lost followers for shitting on Kevin Smith. How, though? Like, I mean, we said we're going to do a, a Kevin Smith episode, and we've never said one nice thing about him, and then people picked dogma as the one we were going to do. I think they picked, We like they, that. I think they picked that one because they thought we would we would be like, oh, this was actually good. Yeah, but, I mean, like, did these people have ostensibly listened to one of our other ones, I don't, right? Uh, what, am I, like, what do you want me to tell you? I, I'm yeah. disappointed in them. I, 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 in all reality, I don't think it's the dogma. It's no. probably the gas prices. Yeah. But I like I like to think it's dogma because that's righteous. Like we yeah. took a financial, yeah. a real financial hit. We lost seven. Uh, but that is a gallon <laughs> of gas a month. Yeah, that's right. The, the gas station around the corner from my apartment is at an even five bucks right now. Mm-hmm. Is that good or bad for the rest of the country? I don't fucking care if it's good or bad for anybody. But yeah. I'm just saying that's a lot of that's a lot of money for gas. I guess so. But then you're, don't tell, say that to a European or they'll remind you that they've been paying sure. 700 quid or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's true. Four bob, three I've shillings. Been, I've been paying four trillion lira for a gallon of gasoline ever and since. Now that the rubles collapsed, the yeah. gasoline is, is twice as expensive in rubles. <laughs> On a single hectare of kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> 20 hectares to the deciliter. What country makes this car? It no longer exists. <laughs> Put it in age. <laughs> Oh boy! And so forth. What are we doing today, guys? Nothing. Yeah. We're gonna talk oh, about. We're doing, we're doing the podcast. We're doing three yeah. movies. We got three I'm movies. Sorry. We teased we're these last Kevin. time. We're just hanging out. Oh fuck! Are we? Are we going still? Yeah, we're still going. Man, I blacked out for That's a minute. That's why these there episodes and... are eight hours long. Because <laughs> we have these marathon, these marathon bitch sessions that just somehow spiral into a podcast. I worry about this episode and, and how long it might get. This could get long with we'll an extra see. person in the room, but that's okay. Let's just let's just do oh, our it's best. Already let's... my fault. It's, wow. Well, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's how you it's sort of all fault. Or it's sort of all of our faults because, you know, that's just how we go. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I do feel like a, a, a long-distance enabler here, and I apologize. It's fine. <laughs> this is your fault. Sort of. <laughs> no, because I actually, last your, night I was, was like... This was your idea, too. Last night I was like, sorry, we had you had to watch those movies, and then you were like, no, I, those are ones that you suggested. And so I was like, oh, well, fuck you for making say, me watch these movies. I suggested a run of, like, five complete sets, and this then is the I one had, we picked. here's Life of David Gale... Another title, Freedom Land, and then I was like, I don't know the third. And then you guys were like, we want to swap A Time to Kill for Freedom Land, which is just as well because I'd actually never seen it. Yeah. And then I was tasked with finding a third, and that's how we ended up watching Mad City, (laughs) which I had also never seen before. So that's what we're doing. The name of this episode is We've Got Issues. Yeah, because all the three of these are dealing with some sort of social issue to some degree or another. Very important So we've got uh, 1996's A Time to Kill, Mm. back in Grisham territory. Yep. 1997's Mad City. And the the real golden boy of this, uh, maybe one of the, the the most fascinatingly terrible movies we've ever done on the show, 2003's The Life of David Gale. 
I have uh, to I have to say uh, a fairly astonishing twist of events here. I, I that one was the air quotes best movie of the three, in my opinion. What did you think, Kevin? Because Ke- uh, Matt and I saw eye to eye on that. Because Matt watched, uh, watched him in uh, reverse order and earlier than I did, and he was like, "Actually, life because Life of David Gale." I watched, I th- I think I watched we can them in agree. chronological order. That's like the money stinker right there right. of those three. We're like, yeah, "Oh yeah. boy, the Life of David Gale." Oh no! And then I watched it first and was like, "Yep, yeah, that was fucking terrible." And then I watched the other two, and I was like, oh, oh but it, at least it's not God. astonishingly boring. Uh, I mean, te- technically, shit. I thought that Mad City was the least bad. Wow. I mean, you might have a point, but also... Da- da- it didn't have... Fi- like, David Gale has, well, has all these filmmaking ticks that really irritated me. Like, it, I think the actual, like, filmmaking is bad. As opposed to Dustin Hoffman's, well, we discussed well, just what like that, quote, acting. That movie, but that movie's just like, you know, it, it's, not trying, sure. it's not trying to do stuff. I mean, David Gale is... Funnier, I guess, sort I, of, but it's also way. F- it's also like over two hours. Mad City, I, you know, why I liked it the most is because it because it's a decency, brisk hour fifty five. Had the decency to be under two hours long. Sure. So yeah. you know, I was gonna say we talked yesterday about the the dilemma of Mad City being the most anodyne. It's like. <laughs> At least the others take big, terrible swings, I guess. Like, yeah, it's that yeah. relative merit of when you're on the strict spectrum of these three movies. True. No one's yeah. really coming out ahead too far. Yeah, that's true. That's I'll put true. it this way. I think The Life of David Gale is the poorest, is the worst technically. Is like a, it's a very just a poorly made movie that is poorly acted. I mean, it's just awful straight it's a, through. It's such a poorly made movie that I was surprised is, when I was like, oh, Alan Parker. But these, also, yeah. these movies all <clears throat> suck, and so at least that one is fun. See, that's that's where that's, I that landed, was my agreement. Yeah. That's yeah. where I landed with A Time to Kill, where I thought the best and worst thing about this movie is it's so concerned about being very entertaining about the subject matter. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my bottom right there. I found that's that the that, bottom of the I, list. I, I found that that one it. had I found that that one had some good parts. I would have to right. say Mad yeah. City was the one I liked the least. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, mean, I mean Mad City, well, I mean we're going to as much as I hate really, watching it's these. It's really one of the episodes where, one of these episodes where like not, none of them are good. So yeah, it's no, like, I mean whoever wins uh, we lose. I think so, this is the worst so this is the worst lineup since Tarantino knows. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But we but sure. that one we I think that one we were we were like more I don't know. That one we were more prepared to be like to be like. All right, the, and also, all three of these let's suck. also suggest that uh, there is no movie in this lineup that I hated as much as Suicide Kings. Oh, I thought uh, Killing Zoe was the one that you hated the most. Oh of yeah. Those three. Either you, way, you like uh, had Jesus. A, you like okay, but that means that Killing <laughs> Zoe was even worse than Suicide so Kings. So this this might not Suicide Kings the, uh, is my least favorite. That's movie. That's true. I did have a little bit of a meltdown over Killing Zoe, where I said that Roger Avery still belonged in jail. Jeez. I stand by that. You deemed him canceled. Yeah, he's canceled. You canceled him that day. He's canceled. And when's the last you heard of Roger Avery? You haven't seen him since. Uh, he did, from, he from, did release a movie last year, and he's got a oh. new podcast with Tarantino coming From out. Matt sharing his obsessive Instagram coverage of award screener uh, text arrangements. Yes. Very bizarre. Incredibly specific. <laughs> yeah, that was an I'm odd I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> that was an odd. Did you remember it's this? too late for Matt. Roger Avery had like a, what was it on Instagram? Yeah, and he would just take pictures of the Academy screeners that he was getting and like pointing out weird things about And because them. they're Academy screeners, they don't even have art. It's just text. So it's like, I see they put the Dark Waters logo in the center. Yeah. Wow. Like, seriously, wow. that's what it was like. God. <laughs> Other than that, he's doing great. Oh, okay. He's still got that money. He's, he's sitting on that Pulp Fiction money. God bless him. Did you listen <laughs> You listen to the podcast with him and Avery, right, Kev, where, where yeah. it's like Tarantino's going on and on about how they're doing. They're going to do this crazy podcast, and it just totally sounds like he roped Avery into this, and Avery's <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do it. I need some fucking exposure, man. He's like, hey, Roger, what are you doing? Are you busy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to do a podcast. 100% how it sounds. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's dig in. 
Uh, yeah, let's start let's at the bottom start. for me. Speaking of killing time, let's <laughs> let's tackle a time to kill. Back in Schumacher territory and yeah. Grisham territory for us. Can you, turn Can you tell us what happened? You give us a statement, sir. Are, are you in the police department? No, I am a lawyer. Are you Carly Haley's attorney? Sir, are you Mr. Haley's attorney? Yes, I am. What's your name, sir? Bergance. Jake Bergance, that's with one G. Figures a lot of people out there tired of all the raping, killing. He'd be sympathetic to a man who took the law in his own hands, even if he is black. Our society cannot condone men who take the law into their own hands, no matter what the circumstances. Jake, he shot them in cold blood. They raped and almost murdered his daughter, Sarah. Hmm. What if the same thing happened to Hannah? I'd really like to help you with the trial. I can handle the case myself. Don't change your mind. Do you think the jury should convict Carl E. Haley? I got a little girl. Somebody rapes her. He's a dead dog. I'll blow him away just like Carl Lee did. Clan would know what to do. But granddaddy, he was clan. You tell them boys we need some clan down here in camp. We've been getting calls. Do you think he was crazy when he did it? Crazy. Matt yeah. McSee's big break. That's this right. Is, his, this, this was the year of Matthew McConaughey. I mean, this was his big. This, this was his first big movie, and they were like, "This guy's going to be the next big yeah. megastar." This was when I didn't like Matthew McConaughey. I mean, when he started out, it was kind of like, "What's the big deal about this guy?" Yeah, I mean, he's obviously great in Dazed and Confused, and then it was like that guy's going to be, and he was in this t- Contact and yep. something else. Amistad. Oh, Amistad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Playing a lawyer defending a black man who was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck happened, man? And and I really find him very unappealing at this time. I don't like him in any of those movies. Huh. And uh, especially not in this. I think he's fine in this. I don't know. Uh, he's very. Yeah, I think he's one of the this. better things. But again, we're back to that relative spectrum. I mean, like, I have. Yeah, a, hey. I have, it's like one of those performances where I'm like, yep, there's Matthew McConaughey doing a thing. I don't know. It's like hard for me to. I. I. There's. I was like. I can't be. What do I? <laughs> I mean. I liked. Like, all I liked about this movie was that Ashley Judd is real sweaty in every scene she's in. Everybody. Everyone is. And no, but she, and no, but she's especially sweaty. Like she's in like four scenes, and every time she shows up, she's just like. Drenched. It's like she's like drenched in sweat, and then Matthew McConaughey comes in. And he's like, I'm just a little sweaty. That's all. But she, why got, are you so sweaty? We What's have wrong to with now your resign ourselves to giving the movie at least one job. Oh yeah, it's got to get it's at least true. one job. It's like halfway to a body heat in terms of humidity. <laughs> Yeah, almost. Like, not Wait, quite body heat. But just for it's, Ashley Judd. Is it uh, <laughs> sweatier or less so than wild things? Body heat's mm, sweatier that's than a wild things. No, body, body heat takes the... Takes oh, it. this is sweatier than wild things, I think. All right. Body, wild things is more swamp, is swampier. Oh, yes. That's as more, a Florida native, I should know. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and as know. a Texas resident, we'll get to David Gale. <laughs> it speaks to so many of my values. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're all just waiting to get to David Gale. Uh, anyway, time to kill. Uh, so it's Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher adapting. And you John hear the N word about seven thousand million thousand times. times. It's a very not as many, not as many times as in the chamber, but almost. Yeah, I don't know. It's close. and with a little less relish than in the chamber. That's what. I, yeah, a little like it, it's slightly less like 
It's not necessarily as pro the actors saying I mean, that as the chamber maybe, was. Maybe it goes without saying, but the fact that we are covering films about ostensibly important issues doesn't mean we will be making fun of those issues. We are making fun of these movies that tell oh, yeah, pretty poorly. I can't stress enough that this movie yeah. is about white people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this movie exactly. is about white people helping black people. This is this is a quintessentially I mean, 1997 fucking movie right I, here. Via, I have, via ni- the I 1940s. I serious yes. problems with the moral relativism in Engaging oh, in a time to kill. Insane. Uh, <laughs> so who wants to talk about how it starts? I will start. Oh, yeah. I will describe oh, the plot boy, of the movie. Yes, please. This movie starts please with a, a very young uh, black girl. You know, we're in a miserable southern locale outside of Memphis. Yeah, Joel Schumacher doing the Deep South. You Again, know, just you like know in, it's going to be like very in the, tasteful. Like in the client. Like in the client. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and she That's is right. attacked Look. and uh, sexually assaulted by two... Peckerwood Rednecks, one of whom is Nicky Cat. Cat. The other guy, I feel like I should know who he is, but didn't recognize him. I believe it's him. Doug Hutchinson. No, oh, it is yes. Doug Hutchinson actual scumbag. from Lost. The He's guy from Lost, Lost who married Horace a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah actual real-life Gre- scumbag. Who do you play on Lost? Horace. Oh, shit. Yeah. The right. guy who ran the Dharma Initiative yeah, 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 yeah. in the 70s. That guy's a creep. Oh, yeah, he's a real-life creep. He married a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> he very and, like, publicly married publicly, a 15-year-old Publicly, and then, like, girl. you know, was, like, this controlling, oh, miserable creep right. while they were married. Can you imagine? Courtney Stodden. All right, well, anyway. Uh, so they, would, they would put out, like, videos of themselves and stuff all the time. Mm. They didn't just, oh, like, yeah. secretly marry in, like, a disturbing marriage. They were like, everybody needs to know about how fucked up this It's is. like he went method for the role in A Time to Kill and never stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> In any All case, right, well. uh, then they they catch the two they catch the two Peckerwoods and they're what, they're gonna get basically released on on some bullshit. Well, I don't. I think they're going to trial. They are going to trial. They, they, we, get caught. they never Ch- get there. Charles S. Dutton is the sheriff. Yeah. They get like. I think that they thought that she was dead, and so they're like, we're hot, we're home free, but she wasn't, and so she identifies them. They're easily caught. Yeah. Charles S. Dutton is the sheriff. He brings them in, and then they're going to go to trial. Sam Jackson is, Her the, father. is the father. He comes and visits Matthew McConaughey because he's kind of friends. Matthew McConaughey represented his brother mm-hmm. in a trial, and he goes like, I'm going to do something. I'm probably going to do something, Matthew McConaughey, just so you know. Like, what would you do? You have a daughter. What would you do in this situation, Matthew McConaughey? Oh, I guess I, I, guess I understand that. <laughs> and, uh, I sure as hell would murder them. I, I understand where you come from. And uh, and then, and, but he doesn't. Call, up, he doesn't call anybody. I think he even talks with his his wife Ashley Judd and goes, "Should I say something that he's gonna do?" Well, every Ish. every and, conversation and happens twice. Like yes. people people talk about the thing, two and a half hours then they later. talk to somebody else about that thing later, and you're like, "Yeah, that's what they said." That's what you mm-hmm. said earlier. What the fuck? It could be a half hour shorter if you just cut. Well, no, the, when you catch it up on on TNT, you need to be filled in on whichever part. You I know, started. I know. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Samuel L. Jackson takes a machine gun and uh, this is when they're well, this is when they're going to trial. They're going they're, to they're, trial. Wa- they're being escorted to their trial. Goes into the courthouse with his with his M16 and uh, shoots the <laughs> kills uh, both of the Peckerwood redneck yeah. rapists and also uh, wounds uh, Deputy Sheriff Bailiff Chris Cooper. Literally yeah. blows his kneecap. Blows off, his kneecap right off. And he loses his leg. It's too bad. That's the only problem I had with his with because otherwise I was like I felt like his his uh, revenge was totally justified. As sure. far as the movie had had set it up, but then he he had he shot Chris Cooper too. I'm like, oof, you 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 lost me. You lost me at wounding Chris let me, Cooper. Let me just lightly suggest that uh, his revenge is 100 percent justified and completely is murder that you should go to prison for. That is the thing. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what happens. You can't do it. I mean, it's justified, and everybody will understand, and they'll probably give you a lighter sentence or something like that. But that's how the law works. Yep. 
Especially, and it's and it's and it's a fascinating choice. I mean, because it's the South, and and he's just sort of like, I know what kind of trial this is gonna is this is gonna right. be in the South. That's so it's not, yeah. but it's but it's before the trial. It's sure. they, they it's they don't even get and, a chance to he, get like a light a light sentence. Here's or the crux of my issue with this movie, and it's not merely that the movie is boring and histrionic and stupid. It is all of those <laughs> things, but that it is so loaded, like. It's not enough to have... There is no moral ambiguity presented in the case of this movie because it's agreed by everyone that what he did was the right thing to do and everyone who is doing their job of prosecuting him is also a hissing racist. Oh, yeah. So they can't just be like Kevin Spacey, the prosecutor, is just doing his job. He doesn't want to convict this man because he agrees with what he did but has to because it's his job. He also has to be a duplicitous, lying, racist lawyer. You know? Well, Kevin- The judge has to be like the literal... It's fucking Patrick McGowan who pushed his own son out the window in Braveheart. <laughs> oh, his name the is... The hanging judge. No, he judge Noose. No, he- literally his name. He pushed his son's boyfriend out the window. Okay. In- just in as good. His name is I'm Judge Noose. Yeah. It's Judge Noose. Yeah, they I'm call assuming, him Judge Noose. I'm assuming that comes from the original Grisham. Yeah, that's in the book, 100%. But, boy, that's not good. <laughs> you know, and so I just <laughs> I feel don't like... I think that's very you good. You know, and then they have like the actual clan is protesting that th- and it's just sort of like guys why couldn't we have told a story that had something to say about like incarceration and the way that race operates in situations like this but no we're just making a movie where at the end we learn that it was fine what he did it was cool they ain't gonna get butts that, and seats. i mean no, of course not i'm just these... suggesting that that's why the movie is a shitty movie it's a foregone conclusion in this movie that the the the, the killing people who who did something to your uh who uh, raped your daughter is fine. We all agree with that. Like the the movie skips past that, and no, it's I would more say like technique. not only do they deserve to die, <laughs> they deserve to burn in hell. They, One hopes and I hope they do. I completely do agree that they deserve to die, and I do hope they burn in hell. Sure. However, but like the but again, it's very important that is before they go to trial. We know that that they did it because it's a movie, and right. we saw them do it. But in in the eyes of the law. They haven't been tried yet. Like the, the you can't. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that things don't work that way. Otherwise, everyone's just going around gunning people down. Dogs all and the cats time. living together. Masses. I mean, horrible thing. People do horrible things to people all the time. And then in this movie, people yeah, are constantly just, going like, "If my daughter was raped or this, my wife was killed, I'd kill the people." If your like, daughter had to happen. listen to a three-hour podcast by these lunatics, <laughs> <laughs> well, now imagine she was white. <laughs> now, oh well, we'll get to it. Jim. I'm concerned That's about the, the equivalence part. here. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know that I signed that waiver. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good can't take it back. I don't think I did either. No, I can't take it back. <laughs> you I signed it. I, I we, had have, a, we had a notary. I said it. It's recorded. We have to. I have to <laughs> stick by it. I have to double down now. Well, we're, we're as bad as that. Is there anything to be gleaned from the fact that Kevin Spacey, Kiefer Sutherland, and Kurtwood Smith all play the worst racists? Is it just like, you got the initials, you got the job? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? That's fascinating. Wow. Are we sure? <laughs> Are we, have you it's seen like KKK and SS. It's, it's also oh. K's, K's, K's. It's, yeah. yeah. KKK, makes you, makes SS. You think. Makes you think. It does, make, it you really, think. It does make you thinking. think. Triple K's. I'm thinking so hard right now. <laughs> it's, yeah. Is it from the book where it's just like, attorney Kevin Spacey sort of shows up? <laughs> Kevin Spacey in two of these movies, by the way. Just oh, yeah. Bears, bears mentioning. Right. 
Is it Kurtwood Smith? Is he the guy in the red in the red hood? He's that the gets, Grand that gets Burned up that time. Yeah. And you're sort of like yeah. you're sort of like okay, who cares? He Good is, or he whatever. Is, I don't he know. Is burned to death on the streets by a Molotov cocktail, and it's just sort of like nobody. <laughs> it barely registers. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, which but I mean, like, good, fine. But, but it sure, is a thing too I'm where I'm like, good. Like, I guess if I, you know, you'd be like, oh man, it's. I mean, that, I guess the guy, it's a person, but also like threw, a KKK leader. So not really. There was going to be a sequel called A Second Time to Kill, where the guy who threw that Molotov cocktail now has to be defended by Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this a second time. What would you do if you saw? <laughs> what would you do if you saw a, a guy pink KKK costume? I don't know. This that is material, all right, all right, all right. I think it's all wrong, all wrong. It all was wrong. red, but then they washed it once. Oops. Oh well, no, that it was material a in pink. There. Oh, no, that material just, is really, really bad though. It, it like when it burns, it like liquefies and sticks to your skin. It's all fucked up. Oh, it's like, they designed like them. They designed them that way on purpose. Yeah. It's the last thing you want to be burned to death in. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, like there's all the, ki- there's yeah. all kinds of like stuff where like okay that I don't like that guy he's a KKK dude cool burn him to death as a movie watcher but like right. when, this movie is trying to tackle issues and like again you can't do that yeah you can't burn a guy to death because he's in a KKK outfit I, I wish we, I wish we could I'm talking about in the eyes of the law yeah uh, I certainly wish, well I don't know because because no, this is the thing that then it goes down to like uh, you burn you kill a guy you burn a guy to death in the street and go like oh you know he uh, who's a KKK guy yeah and who decides let me explain how where the law comes from first. And <laughs> about it goes, it goes back to common law, which oh. traces back to caveman times. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna go back to caveman first times. First the earth cooled. <laughs> okay, so there's this guy, he found a bone. Objection, yeah. And he honor. realized <laughs> he could use it as a Sustained. weapon. Sustained. <laughs> he threw it up in the air and it turned into a spaceship. I'm gonna allow it. But I'm going I'm, to allow. I'm, I'm going to give you a little leeway here, Counselor. But you better be going somewhere. But you, be, but you better be going somewhere. He does. He does say that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you get all the fucking uh, cliche courtroom. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Judge Hitler. May I approach Appreciate the bench? It. Just so sidebar. Much, so much courtroom shit in this. Fucking Your movie. favorite. My you favorite. You love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get it back in the courtroom. Come on. Let's do that. If all you're going to be hooting and hollering, I'm going to kick you out. Just kick him out. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Well, should we introduce the other? Like we have Oliver Platt as his drunkard buddy. Oh, it's this cast is fucking loaded. Yeah, the cast is great because it's a Joel Schumacher Joel movie. Joel Schumacher. All, he's yeah. Good at casting. And also, everybody that. knows they're going to be off in time to hit 5:30 tea time. This was sensationalist. Like this was like Grisham was fucking huge on top of the world. And, yeah. And people could have been convinced that this was important. At the, the marvel time. of its time of like this is my turn. Great. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They're and all, like, like you know, two area. of them. And in the in that area of like you know like Michael Crichton too was also like oh we hit big with us so let's do all the Michael Crichton books. Yeah. yeah. Got all of them. I fell into that trap. Yeah. Oliver Platt <laughs> uh, is his drunk friend. Donald Sutherland, who is also the, who's the father of Kiefer, is also in this movie who's, as as his drunk mentor. As his drunk mentor. They're, uh, they're team drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And what, at a certain it, point, uh, they're all drunk. What's his name? M. Emmett Walsh as a drunk, a drunk mm-hmm. d- like psychiatrist or whatever. Uh, a Sandra, Sandra Bullock as a, a civil rights activist who comes down to help uh, out Matt the, McSee. The magical, I don't need money, legal aid with a right. wondrous uh-huh. mind for this. And a thing. cute car. And she keeps yeah. on going up to Matthew and McConaughey. This is this, ugh, this movie. I hate this movie. But she keeps wow. on going up to Matthew McConaughey and going like, "All right, so I'm, I'm top of my class. I'm really smart. I'm going to work for free. My dad is rich. I'm really I can hot. Help in I'm this into way you. Another. I'm really hot." And he's like, "I don't need nobody's help." You're like, yeah. "Just take the fucking help." Yeah. Also, you're in trouble here. She ends up just being Come in the on. movie only so that she can like later be attacked, attacked by the bad yeah. guys and then yeah. be like, "I'm not going to be in the movie anymore." Bye. Thank. It was and, nice. And 
and almost like cheat what? on his wife with her. Yeah, like, it's yeah. really thing, disgusting. Awful, but also to be the uh, absolute liberal counterpoint to him to kind of bring him in his arc. To right. Justice. They well, have themselves. Oh. They have themselves a real conversation. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I told Kevin. I, I told um, Matt. Is his name Matt? It doesn't matter. Okay. We're the same. Fine, so I told fine. Travis <laughs> that that whole scene in the diner where he makes the case for what he actually believes in, I thought was him testing her on. Like I thought yeah. he was pulling her leg and just like, nah, I'd set you off. You got the passion we need. And instead, it's like, oh no, that's genuinely something he's supposed to come around on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's. If this is a sort of like, hey, you know, both sides are valid, or if the movie's on his side. Did or you what. write down any of the speech? Oh yeah, uh, I got, I've got a lot of quotes from this one. This Good. is the whole conversation that they have, and he goes, "The only problem with the death penalty is that we do not use it enough." He's like, for, and she goes, "For some reason, I thought you were a liberal." Also, <laughs> he like, goes, I am a liberal. Which what what I am not is a card carrying ACLU radical. I do not believe in forgiveness nor rehabilitation. He doesn't believe in rehabilitation. I believe in safety. I believe in justice. So spare me, your northern liberal Crimea River. We are the only enlightened ones in the northern hemisphere bullshit. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you. Do you remember oh how God. in this also, movie? Also, what? Card carrying ACLU? Uh-huh. Like, who is this guy? Let's, I don't... let's not forget that also in this movie, there's some very good find people on both sides equivalencies Absolutely. where the NAACP is presented as like these opportunists like seizing on this situation for political ends. That's unbelievable. It's like you have got to be fucking kidding me. Oh no, the sleazy NAACP is going to show up and do some what, shit oh, for I guess money. The, I guess we saw Bonfire of the Vanities it's, and it's thought that so that worked much, out really well. It's not so I much there's so, uh, yeah. good guys on both sides as there's like bad guys on both on, sides. Because yeah, it right. doesn't, I w- we will say that the movie doesn't once present the racist or the KKK guys okay, as like enough. as like in a good. I'm just saying this. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you know when Trump was like, "There's good guys on both sides." He meant that like the right. racists are good guys. You're like, no, 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 no. This movie's going like this it, movie's going like oh, but like let's you know it's it's a little more nuanced than you think. Also, there's bad there's there's bad actors on bad faith actors on the black on this side too. Uh-huh. So right, I think if anything, the big <laughs> sin that it, it that this movie does, and this is what a lot of white people did for a long time, basically up until Trump, is go like, we know who the racists are. It's the people in the KKK robes everything else yeah. is all fair debate and stuff like sure that. the marketplace like, of ideas yeah and it's just we know who the big racists are we can identify them they're wearing clan robes mm-hmm. and that's it well otherwise the, it's all it's all a fun conversation the one interesting part of the movie i think that the one part that like gets sort of at that and you go like there's kind of your movie if you were making making an interesting movie is the speech that sam jackson gives to him yeah in yeah the jail he's cell like you're, the, the you're just as bad as anybody else i yeah. like that i good. like that part yeah. and like it's no, that's really, the whole movie that I mean, should have been the whole movie it's yeah. also it's like one of those scenes that's like really good because sam jackson is one of our greatest living actors and yes. and he can and he's like you know he's the kind of guy you give him that in the script he goes yeah i can I, i'll knock i'll knock this that's out of the, the thing park. Is, i think he at least <laughs> elevates moments like that yeah in a way that the other two movies can't even offer that's, that's true. That's, that's totally fair. That's and like, true. as much as a, as much as a like, you know, iconic sort of corny moment as it is, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Fucking awesome! Oh, like, yeah, that's he, a real he movie. He can scene. absolutely deliver that shit. Like, and I, that's like, you know, I mean, it's it's like lame the way he's goaded into saying it. Yeah. But you know, when Sam Jackson says it, you go like, all right, I'm paying attention. I had never <laughs> tired seen, of these I motherfucking had... times to motherfucking kill. <laughs> 
I had never seen this before. And, I had uh, and so and I knew, but I knew that that lo- that's like the famous line. There's the two famous parts. It's this and imagine she, she was, was white. white. Yeah. And uh, and that was the only. That's all I really knew about it. And so in that part, I was very surprised at how quickly he's goaded into it. Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, was assuming got, hey, it look, be, we got to get to the point here. <laughs> this is two and a half hours. Let's just fucking go. But I was assuming it was would be after like several minutes of kind of no, like yeah. back and forth. But Kevin Spacey just goes up to him and goes, "Mr. Jackson." He goes, "Yes, I believe they decided." Oh, no further questions, no, y'all. Uh, no. Well, shit. All right, we win. It's, I always, uh, uh, I always liked also that the the corny Chappelle show sketch where it's, it's uh, Sam Jackson beer and they <laughs> yeah. do, and that's just how it ends. He'll get you drunk. <laughs> he just how it ends. with all the beer and he says, "Yes, they deserve a die. I hope they burn it out." It's very funny. It's true. The, uh, they ate me. A shark ate me. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, like the other problem with this movie is that it's like about convictions, but the movie has no convictions of its own. Because no. It's the type of movie that... But everybody is, involved in it thinks they're making a time uh, to kill a mockingbird too. Yeah, right. oh, but, it's, yeah. but it's the type of movie that's like, like you know from the start, like this movie isn't going to end... With the racists winning, right? Like whether Sam Jackson may have it may be something where he goes to jail, but like a let you know, the way it ends is is more ridiculous than that. But it's like that thing where you go like they're gonna win because otherwise, why are we watching watching this this movie? Why 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 are we make why do we make this movie? It's the kind of movie that has doesn't even have the convictions when Matthew McConaughey's house gets burned down to kill his dog. Not that I want a dog to get killed, but that he's like so upset that his dog got burned up in there, and then of course the dog comes running out of the woods and he's fine, and he's like, eh, there we go. And you're like, the movie can't even like... Everything's all right, all right, all right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Except for that uh, his secretary's husband gets killed, I guess. (laughs) And then (laughs) she's mad at him for... And had previously had a stroke. Is that that Brenda Fricker? Yeah, he has like a heart attack or something. When when they beat him up. And then he dies, and then later on she's like, you know, you thought it was right. She gives him a whole fucking speech about that and it's all just it's always just white people talking about the the thing she and you goes, never actually yeah. meet any of the black people except for sam jackson uh, yeah and his wife yeah but ba- but she but barely she's like i'm his wife and you're yeah. like oh, okay and who plays his wife is it somebody i know who anyway. plays whose wife sam jackson's wife sam jackson oh no i didn't recognize her uh, but like that, like you said, uh, we're saying the res- resolution, of course, is that the the good, you know, the good guys, uh, we're all, we're all on their their, their side win, uh, of course. Um, but the, but at the same time, the, the the lack of this movie's convictions is that part where Sam Jackson tells him, "We we ain't no friends, Jake. Uh, America's at war, and you're on the other side. You're my secret weapon because you're one of the bad guys." Yeah. And then they resolve that too. That's that seems like that's like perceptive stuff. But then at the end, Matthew McConaughey shows up at his house like we're gonna have a barbecue together. We're fr- we're gonna be friends well, after all. I mean, it's I, fine. I think the ending is supposed to be like that. Like you the know, next he's, generation. Yeah, because he, yep. he's, he's like your daughter won't play with my daughter, and he's like, yeah, but we'll see. You know, they're they're like it's trying to affect change, which I think in a better movie could could work. It would it wouldn't play as because so insincere. You, you could do that, but yeah, but the whole movie feels like. Yeah, and then at the end when you know the kids are playing together in the front yard, yeah. she got to be oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I, mean, I was so mad. We kind of went right past McConaughey's big old his speech. Big speech. Like the yeah, other sure. oh, we'll get, we'll, we can go back. Yeah, but there's there's a moment during that sequence that kind of sums it up for me, where they will cut away to a tearful Oliver Platt in the foreground, in focus, and two black women are crying behind him. Absolutely, on the focus, it's like yeah. that's the movie in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, hundred. There's like a lot of scenes where like it'll be five white people talking about this, talking about race relations in America and how and how they're all the and these are the good guys, you know, like yeah. we've got to do something to help these black people. It's just white. It's complete white savior complex. It's right. Like, yeah. People talk about this stuff in movies all the time, and I think that most of the time they're talking specifically about this movie. I mean, it's all here. 
It's really ridiculous. I mean, which is why that Sam Jackson speech towards the end is good, but also feels out of place almost because it's yeah. like it's you, way late in the movie. Because you're also it's, like it's, it's with like 15 minutes left in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, but it's like oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. What is it doing in this movie? And the thing yeah. is, I think the That's rest of the movie is so say. preoccupied with having to make this an entertainment. That yeah. too. And and so it's like every 10 minutes, it's like, here's a, a briefcase bomb that McConaughey <laughs> yeah. just very eagerly is uh, like, I'll it. put my head against this and see if it's ticking. He throws then, it like a football. Yeah, and it explodes in their front yard. <laughs> yeah. And then his That's house thing burns that down separately. And then you have yeah. uh, the, the clan riot, and then separately Kiefer Sutherland uh, taking sniper pot shots from across the court. Mm-hmm. Goes yeah, he's a cop. He's a terrible yeah. shot. That guy and that guy's never gonna walk again. That guardsman. Well, never say, gonna so, walk again. To, to go back a bit, right before Jackson goes to jail, Dutton takes him to the hospital to apologize to Cooper and be like, "Look, I didn't mean to shoot yeah. you and take off your leg." And then, of course, it comes back later when he's like, "You know what? I don't think he's guilty of, yeah. of that." And he's like, "I would have done it." I'm I mean, glad he took my leg. Yeah. I think he's a great guy. I mean, I'm also. And then they strike that from the record. Strike that. No, no, you don't strike it from the record. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask the jury to forget everything they've heard in this courtroom today. <laughs> That's always my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. They do it like three times, and it's like wipe your brains earmuffs. clean. Patrick earmuffs, McGowan has a, has a neuralizer for yeah, Men in Black. And everybody, look at this thing, <laughs> Mr. Lee Jones. Neuralize that jury. As Donald a, Sutherland, get them all too wasted to remember this. <laughs> Donald Sutherland, Oliver yeah. Platt, get the roofies, please. I thought he was dead at the beginning because he goes like, "You could have left me a better business." And <laughs> he he does a painting talk, of him, he talks and to I'm like, and I'm like, "Is that?" Like is, and I was like, "Is there just going to be a painting of Donald Sutherland well, and they won't and get comment on it?" But then he's alive. And then like, they oh. go like walking alone in this field. Uh, towards the end, he meets him outside alone outside the courthouse, yeah. the courtroom, and it's just kind of like, "Wait a second, yeah." He's Tommy Lee, or sorry, Donald Sutherland is such a drunk, but such an elegant Southern man. That he walks with the glass and a bottle, and while he's walking it, he pours it into the glass. Like that's incredible, an incredible dedication. I to wish he had a silly straw. It's too bad it's not just. It, I also like that he drinks. I mean, he drinks like good, good booze. Like again. I wish he had like a bag with Thunderbird in it that he was doing that with, like pouring it into a glass, like Mad Dog 2020, and just like, look, I'm a maintenance drunk, son. Is it a bottle of mint julep that he's pouring? It's probably like decanter. Yeah. yeah. And can we talk it's about the fact that? Anytime Schumacher called up Kiefer, it's like, do you want to play the most despicable person in the world? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm yeah. already outside your door. I- I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kiefer was, Kiefer was coming off of uh, Eye for an Eye on this one, too. Oh, yeah. Where wow. He, he's a dumpster kicking. <laughs> he kicks a dog and a dumpster. And this would have been around that uh, Freeway came out the same year, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. A movie that I like. Jesus, you guys Kiefer. Like, so. What yeah, the I fuck? I do not care about that. But I think he's, but he's more of a... He's more of, uh, humorous uh, sure. foil in that one. Literally the to. big bad wolf. Yeah, <laughs> I shot Amazing. him so many times. I still like But it's it. okay. He went on to save America about 16 times. <laughs> yeah. and Wait, he's, he's, really he, he's saved America too many times. He's frankly. our most American patriotic uh, Canadian, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, the all-American red-blooded socialist. I just saw him as a bad guy in a brand new movie. He's the villain in The Contractor. Oh, oh there you go. A movie I didn't know. A movie what, what no, one, no one will ever see. And I will. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Uh, he he's able to wrap his Canadian accent around uh, the, the southern milieu, whereas Donald Sutherland, you get the privilege of him going like, "Well, well, uh, so we're gonna find out what this is all about." He's doing like <laughs> Canadian and Southern at the same time because he can't shake the aboots. He's never been able to shake the aboots. Yeah, I that's think that's true. fun. 
real quick, I want to just go back to as a card carrying uh, Chris Cooperhead. Uh, I, anytime he's in a movie and gets great. to give a speech, I'm like, yeah, come on, this so, is straight fuck, up. I'll Chris Cooper, that. straight up great Chris Cooper. And I mean, it's corny and it's like obvious what's going to happen, but also just even that scene where Sam Jackson visits him, you're like, yeah, this is this is here's the movie. Get these two actors in a room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to go back to the courtroom. But anyway, Chris Cooper gives that speech and it's like. You know, cutting to his family going, yeah, you do it, dad, or whatever. And then it's also like... I wish they held uh, up scorecards. I like, know. All right, dad, you're almost there. You're almost there. Ten! <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Anthony Held, who knows his lane. Oh, yeah. Anthony Held? <laughs> yeah. From, he from Silence. Silence of the Lambs. He's, in, he's a, a witness for the prosecution in this. He's like... He's the shrink, right? Yeah, the shrink. The other shrink. Oh, Okay. That's pretty cool. Not the uh, statutory rape shrink. You got to watch out for those. Yeah. And then we find out that there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for that. Uh, Do we? There, no, there there really is. I mean, he indirect. So he. So uh, he. What's the fucking guy's name? M.M. Walsh. I always want to say F. Murray Abraham. Right. He's very different. Yeah. But M.M. Walsh is a national trend. And he gets like busted on on the stand. It's like, is it or is it not true, sir? That you was you was convicted of statutory rape in 1962. Uh, no, that's not true. No, I, I, I guess it is. And you're like, oh, gotcha moment and stuff. And then, and then he goes, Matthew, he, he goes like, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for why. And then the judge is like, strike that from the record. No explanations ever in the in law. And then, so Matthew McConaughey has to. <laughs> what was it? What's his like, reason? She she looked older or no, something. In, no, oh. in the <laughs> Matthew McConaughey kind of like indirectly explains it during his like final speech. Where he goes like this. This trial has not gone well for me. You can all admit. <laughs> but you know, sometimes some things happen. Like for example, what if I was to hypothetically say there was a guy who was accused of statutory rape in the '60s? But then the information that I'm not able to tell you is that she was 17 and he was 20, and he married her, and they're still married to this day. Oh, so that right was where the statutory rape. I mean, thing like, came and from. also I might have zoned out during that. Furthermore, <laughs> really? I would just like to say that I mean, obviously, this is kangaroo court that we're witnessing. Yeah. But uh, like, the first thing I would say if I was the opposing attorney and and Kevin Spacey is asking Emma Walsh if he was ever convicted of statutory rape is objection, Your Honor, relevance. Yeah. Because yes. it actually has absolutely nothing to do and should be stricken from the record as testimony. Oh, and also, he'd stricken. He'd told everybody else to shut up about the. Sam Jackson's daughter right. being attacked because like that's not relevant. Right, so you're like, course. so how is this relevant? One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> how does this? Yeah. How does this at all affect this guy's expert it's testimony? Ca- it's kangaroo or court. It's kangaroo court. And is he not able to Matthew McConaughey not able to go up after and go like, can you explain the com- circumstances of the statutory rape? Right. No. It, well, if I, he, he just legally, yes, he is. But well, we're just not, not going to do it again. In this movie. Kangaroo Court. That's, I, what, that's just I, not I like how this that movie book works. Is this ace researcher, uh, most right. crackerjack legal mind in five states, but she misses this. Yeah. yeah, and and somehow can't come up with any legal precedent to get it admi- admitted into evidence that this guy, you know, right. married his wife. She just starts and, angrily tossing law books around. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Sutherland is the one who who like gave him, who gives him this guy, mm-hmm. and he, you know, M. 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 Walsh also a drunk in it. Everyone, everyone who's good is well. A they're drunk. all at the same AA meetings. <laughs> I know, but then, but then. Uh, Matthew McConaughey gets mad at Donald Sutherland. He's like, "How did you recommend that guy to me? <laughs> that was really bad." And, and Donald Sutherland's like, "Hey, I don't fucking know. Like, it's not, not my fucking trial." He completely like dodges it and doesn't accept. Donald me Sutherland it. actually hiccuping with bubbles coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm also head. a drunk. He's like, "That was body snatching me." <laughs> I don't even know what y'all talking about. I was puppet mastered. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, so yeah, so every every five minutes or so, something is burning on someone's yard or someone's house gets blown up, or Sandra Bullock gets like attacked. It's very and, accurate like, portrait of the South. By kidnapped the way. Yep. And by the by the bad guys. And and she tied to a tree. To and a again, this is, a, this is a movie where you're like, obviously, I don't want to see what these bad guys would actually do to her in real sure, life. Of course, in a movie, but also, if you're making this movie, have the conviction to do that. Which is basically, they're like, t- they tie her up and go like, okay, we're gonna leave you here, and you're like. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like okay, the, my mind went worse places, which is you know like not maybe that's an MP not good a YP, to see, but, but also yeah. like the movie, the movie, <laughs> the movie should at least be like you know address that. I don't know. It feels no, like, I think it feels right. like it feels, it feels, it feels like feels it's very PG thirteen. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. But let's not go too. This far. is the right. kind of movie about race relations in the South where there's just the one bad cop. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps kind of covering <laughs> things up. Just one. He's got that shifty. He's got that shifty eyed look like the dog in the Simpsons of just like. All they right. do that before we find out conclusively. He does a shifty-eyed yeah. d- dog on the street look back and forth. And like, like, oh, that guy—he's one of the—he's on the KKK. He's one of yeah. You know, and then there's the one, the one uh, quote-unquote good guy in their gang who keeps call, who keeps calling in the Mickey stuff, Mouse. And going like someone's gonna die, and he's got the the Mickey Mouse tattoo, and then of course he goes and saves Sandra Bullock after they tie yeah. her up. I mean, you know, like good guy as he's like, I'm gonna do this when my other racist friends aren't around. I want to talk about. I still want to drink beer with him. I want to talk about the scene because he had sent uh, Judd and his daughter away just to protect them from the various threats in right. town, and of course their house burning down. And later when she comes back, when he's, you know, at his lowest point to console him and it's storming outside and all this, yeah. that was the other scene besides the Donald Sutherland stuff where I'm like, is she a ghost because she's saying, you are just the greatest person ever, everything is going to work out, you need to stay the course, and my daughter, or our daughter and I support you. And it's just like, are we sure she's, re-? I kept waiting for him to wake up at the desk. Huh? <laughs> yeah. My wife's been dead this whole time. This movie could use a ghost or two. It ends, in it. It ends with him imagining Donald Sutherland trying to French him, <laughs> like a <in> disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Bubby. <laughs> I mean, it's Schumacher, who's you know uh, not no was not known for being a subtle filmmaker. No, and was. <laughs> I yeah, like we've that talked there's, about even, there's, there's like this, you know, spectrum of racist characters, and then there's the spectrum of drunks where it's like, yeah, uh, uh, Platt's a rascal, but he's not Donald Sutherland drunk, you know? <laughs> exactly. But Donald Sutherland is also a good guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, and and M.M. Walsh is, inter- is introduced uh, waking up from being drunk, from, from recovering. Yep. Like, Donald Sutherland goes up to him while pouring <laughs> booze into a bottle, like, into a glass from a bottle and going like, wake up, this guy drank too much last night, that's what that's all about. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> And then Matthew McConaughey's like, better call me some of those. And then he drives drunk. It's fucking crazy, man. I mean, there's a lot of drinking in this, yeah. There's a lot of drinking. Yeah. But it's the South, and it's very sweaty outside. Actually, uh, Judd really can't take it. Also, there's that cartoonishly, there's like that ra- the racist guy on the jury. They're, they're like, we're not supposed to talk about this. And he's like, oh, I'm so racist. I'm already, I'm, I'm, I, as soon as I knew the guy was, the defendant was black, I was voting, I was going to vote guilty or whatever. And then like, even he's like, you see him getting swayed by McConaughey's That guy is so racist. He literally says that N-word is going to hang. In front of everybody else in the at jury. At a restaurant. At a restaurant. <laughs> public. And then at the end, he's swayed by Matthew McConaughey. He'd never occur- like, it never had never, occurred to him. I'd never thought about it that way. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, thought, I've been wrong about a great many things, perhaps. If I'm not mistaken, there's like the one guy who's holding out the first time. Yep. And then the second time they come back and the guy's just kind of like, all right, I'm in. And I want to say the moment he lifts his hand, there's a thunderclap outside. Yeah, no, I think, no, I think <laughs> there literally is. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. In both this and... Uh, David Gale in two of these movies it's raining and storming constantly just for like 
extra dramatic effect. Absolutely. I imagine. I, I, I've been to. I haven't been to Texas that much, but several times, and it doesn't rain that much in Texas, right? In Austin, it does when things are ultra dramatic. Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's true. So sometimes for a lot, I can't speak to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mississippi, I think it's just kind of, it's raining all the time. Sure. In but. Seattle, if something dramatic happens, you'll notice because it stops raining. You'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's <laughs> ominous. That is very ominous. Oh, no, did no you, rain? Did you not hear rain happening? Yeah. <laughs> I did hear no rain by oh, Blind no. Melon. That can't be good. God is angry at us. <laughs> uh, I wanted to point out that Oliver Platt is probably in his early 30s in this and has been married four times. Mm. He's been divorced four times. That is a very amazing track record. <laughs> two, two more, he gets a free sub. <laughs> <laughs> you should get something, I'll tell you that much. Hey, Oliver Platt, stop getting married. But isn't McConaughey's whole pitch him just like, what good are you doing otherwise? You might as well hang out with me and help take this case. Yeah, yeah essentially. And he's, he's like, like I guess this will be me. the one good thing I'll ever do. He's, he's, he's just sitting around in his white suit being drunk. He's like, not enough people are getting divorced. I guess I gotta twiddle my thumbs somewhere. Yeah. I think he also is a divorce lawyer. Yeah. In addition to, so maybe yeah. he represented himself in all those. Like, it's so easy for me to divorce. <laughs> I might as well get divorced from you, honey. I can do it myself. Hurry I get, up already. I get college credits for everyone. <laughs> but um, honey, I love you. I don't want to get. No, no, it's easy for me. I, I can get it <laughs> done gonna, tomorrow. I really got it next this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my kind of gives us really. All right, we'll get to the McConaughey. Let's speech. get to the speech. I mean, this are we? Is, I don't know. There's yeah, we're it's it's time. I mean, we've it's like the whole movie. It's like two and a half hours, but it's all that just stuff in the middle of like getting to the. It's just getting to this. It's like one of those thrillers built around this forced premise kind of. It show, really, it's just I, like, I was worried. I was concerned about all of these if they were going to be more thriller or more issue movie. And I oh, think possibly one of the most distasteful things about this movie is that, and I think Will yeah. was brought it up, is that it really is more of a thriller. Yeah. yeah. It just happens to have the N word in it a trillion times. Like it really, it thinks it's important, but it isn't. And the thing is, this movie was a giant smash hit oh, in oh, the yeah. summer. Of course, and it's it was. Like, yeah, yeah. Grisham just had that that saturation, that kind it's of really pull. And look, it's a solid cast. I get looking at the poster and being like, yeah, yeah. that looks important. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a it's time like... to kill. Wow, that's a very important time. Usually, I love James Bond. Usually, it's not. Time... <laughs> usually, it's not time to kill. You're not supposed to kill hardly ever, except during this time. It was a time to kill, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I've definitely <laughs> fucked this trial up quite a bit, and that statutory rape thing. Woo, that came out of left field. Oh, Nelly. Oh man. But let me try. Let me let me try to explain something. Let me tell you. Oh, see, time is a flat circle. You see. Yeah, that's when I like McConaughey. Is he should have done the whole speech, cutting out was... little men with beer can from beer cans and doing a whole. Hey, if he could go back in time to redo all of his movies, I bet he would. Yeah. all of them. I like when he got weird and like, and he wasn't playing just like full on, just you know, white knight good guys, and it's very irritating. Well, I mean, you know, he movies. came out of nowhere and Tazed and confused and started out like do, playing like yeah, exa- bizarre exactly. character, and you go, oh man, this guy. I mean, it's that was his Spicoli moment, and yeah. then after that, it's like, oh, but you're a real actor, and then eventually, right. once he got over the the you know obligations of trying to be a movie star and knocking out his rom-coms it's like cool you can afford to be fucking weird now and do your Absolutely. killer jokes right. just like sean penn with i am sam when yes he came back to <laughs> exactly what he did best same. exactly came roaring back <laughs> exactly the same yes. welcome back sean penn we Yuck. missed you yuck um said sean penn <laughs> <laughs> in a mirror that's every what he morning says every morning yeah <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> and he gives that and he gives that gross Sean Penn smile to himself. Any day I don't tie a person to a chair and pistol whip them for a full day <laughs> is a day that Sean Penn wins. Is that what he's doing in the Ukraine right now? <laughs> yeah, he should do Probably. that. Dude is making it worse. Sean Penn, do to uh, Putin what you did to Madonna. Come on now. 
Help us out Sean a little bit. Sean can make everything worse wherever he goes, kind of, just by being there. I think he I mean, was a, he, he supports was good causes sure. or whatever, but also like you know, does do we? It's always that thing where like, but does Sean Penn need to be here? <laughs> I think everybody I think, generally I think feels he, that way. I think he needs to be there. He thinks he needs. Yeah, yeah he thinks he needs. At to least be we there. know he's preoccupied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least he's busy doing something other than being. Do in we movies. know where he is? All right, <laughs> that's good. Fair enough. We can keep our put, eye on him. Put a bell on that humanitarian. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. So Anthony McConaughey's uh, climactic speech, yeah. and this is where it seems like all is lost. It's that real classic movie sort of like, wow, there's they, there's no way they can win this case. It's all going to boil down to a really great speech at the end of the movie. And that's really what it is. I think they, the movie is, is telling you that like basically on points that like Kevin Spacey is going to win this trial. So also it's important to point out that they're not uh, – they're not uh, trying to defend him and say he's not that he's not guilty. No, they're they're guilty, saying he's not guilty, but they innocent by way of insanity. insanity. They're trying to get him off. It's on important to remember point. that because of how the movie ends. Even yeah. though they're constantly, Sam Jackson is constantly going, "I wasn't crazy," and in Matthew McConaughey, he's constantly going, "Like, no, I don't think he was crazy." <laughs> they're just really insane. <laughs> I feel like lawyers don't ever say stuff like that. I mean. At least during the trial, like to anybody, like no, no, he wasn't crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. And then it, and then shows his speech. Are you gonna do the whole speech or just the ending? Is there, the punchline is well, really, it's whole, so long. It's the punchline that is the part, but the rest of it is just him describing. Doctor gave another the, six weeks. The horrifying. <laughs> The rest of it is just him doing the, the, the horrifying. The fact that we can fairly characterize it as a punchline oh, yeah. when it's supposed to be your huge cathartic, uh, cathartic moment. Is it's such really a, the line it's itself is it's not inaccurate. No. Yeah. Wait, I mean, there's like when he says it, then it cuts to all the people reacting. In the, it in really the blows everyone's <gasps> fucking mind. And you're like, wait. Hadn't thought about it that way. What? Yeah. Makes Whoa, you think. what? And then also like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> So it's like he's he's going through all the stuff that happens, and we saw the the way that they depicted at the beginning. You know, it's like kind of indirect. You know, obviously they're not going to show. It's like a horror, horrifying fucking incident. So they kind of indirectly show what happens, where you can go, kind of go like, I see what's happening, but I'm not seeing it. Thank God. Uh, and then Matthew McConaughey describes it in great, great, great detail, and presumably everybody in the audience, the audience, well, you know, you get it, you get the idea. Um, they're, they're is, is listening and going like, we know what he's talking about. He's talking about this trial. And all these horrible things are happening to a, a black girl, so we don't care. We're not. We're presumably unmoved, we're unmoved by all this. Presumably, like, that's what we're supposed to think. He's like, and thinking. then they raped her over and over, and they're like, uh huh, mm-hmm, whatever. And then he goes, <laughs> now get a load of this, everybody. Hold up now. He makes the jury all close Wait their for eyes it. too. Wait, he does, and they do it. I would, I'd never yeah, fucking do that. For Even the super racist guys, like, I'll play along. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what this guy. I'm going to allow this. <laughs> they all close their eyes. Better and be goes, going all right, somewhere. Check this out. Now check this out. Well, right. he makes them all close their eyes, and then he sneaks Sam Jackson out of the courtroom <laughs> while their eyes. Are closed. <laughs> and then it turns into a road movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You just hear like dum 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 when the car peels off. <laughs> Plane flying overhead. Then they drive off the they drive into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Let's hold, keep going, Sam hold, Jackson. Holding hands. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, cl- okay, everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. All right, now check this out. Check this shit out. Now imagine that girl was white. 
And everyone and he, goes, he essentially drops the mic. Oh. If he had a mic, he would drop it. He would have dropped I the mic, he, and they would have gone, "Ooh, bam!" And, and but every the like people the in the jur- their jury are doing like the woof, woof. They're doing the thing with that. And you see like people, thing. you see people like Oliver Platt going like nodding, doing that nod from the end of Purple Rain. Like, mm-hmm, I get it now, I get it. And then you see, uh, you see even Kevin Spacey. It goes like, "Fuck." He got me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that that is a that is a coup de grace. He does right there. he does I a house of finished. cards. There he turns the camera. He's like, oh, he got me. Oh, he and is doing his house. Of, he is doing his house of cards accent. Yeah, he is doing that accent. And, and, and so, thankfully, then we don't have to see the whole thing where they where he's where they're like the jury reads the thing because I'm ready to get out of the courtroom already. Patrick Bagoon is like, but why? Some, I, uh, there's a crowd outside, and then some kid just runs out and goes like. He's he's not guilty no, or he whatever. Says he says he's innocent. innocent. And they, and so and so <laughs> like he should so like basically they were trying to get him get him a an easier sentence like that he so he wouldn't get the death penalty for murdering these guys and would just go to you know somewhere where insane people go. But no, apparently he's they just set free. Apparently he's just set free because then yeah. the next scene is them at a barbecue at his house and he's like, "Thanks for getting me off." And you're like, Ooh. "Wait, what? Blew a man an innocent man's leg off." And he, and he, I mean, he did murder those two guys who, you really, did, whether whether or not they deserved it, did he? He did murder them. Yeah, they in got front a whole, of a whole bunch a whole of people. System set up to determine whether or not someone deserves it, whether it's, you know, <laughs> whether it's good or corrupt or works or not. There is a system I mean, in place. I agree with him that. You know, imagine the next Nobody's trial after this, where this is the precedent they cite. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you let that guy off. Yeah. Oh, guy just busted in and started mowing people down with his fucking machine Seriously. gun. Seriously, machine gun. Uh, and, and, he, and like they put, they put, they put so much work into Nikki Cat and uh, the, the guy from Lost who married a 15 year old, looking at just being as re- absolutely repulsive as possible. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You couldn't possibly give a shit. These people are navel lit, as uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Paxton would say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 pretty. I don't know what we're supposed to think about any of this shit. This. It's, oh, it's I know what you're strange. supposed to think about all right. of it. You're supposed yeah. to be like, yay, <laughs> justice. Okay, you're supposed to be like, mm-hmm. Yep. It's just a weird it's way to true. tell this story because there's just a million, a million, literally a million forms of injustice that happen in the South uh, along racial lines every goddamn day. Yeah. And this is the one that they decided to make the big deluxe uh, movie out of. It's sure. Very strange to me. I mean, it's very, it's very of its time. Well, based on a best-selling book, so John Grisham. It wasn't actually a bestseller until after the firm came out. That's right. Oh right! Because this sure. is his first book, and like nobody had heard of John Grisham. It didn't really get a big publishing deal. <laughs> wow. Like you know, it didn't go very far. And then Firm comes out is a huge bestseller, and they republish this one. And John Grisham always held this one closest to his heart. As well, well. It was his first novel because it was his right. first. But then it also kind of like I think he thought this was more personal to him. Gross. Than, than also <laughs> thick enough to stop a bullet. <laughs> literally yeah. would carry it on him close to his Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, thank I you. I mean, again, he, my he first is pressing notoriously of a very like uh, uh, like white liberal crusading type. Well, you know? I was reading Ebert's review today, and he brought up that around the time this movie came out was when Grisham was going after Oliver Stone uh-huh. yeah. because his friend was murdered by those people who then uh, were claimed talk- it was claim- because of natural born killers because a lawyer told them to like yeah. claim it was because you watched this movie and he was like basically saying Oliver Stone needs to go to jail for that and then Ebert's basically going like yeah but then there's this movie which like he's like whether or not the you thought that the KKK whether or not the intention of the way the KKK is presented in this movie it does have a sort of you know gross 
uh, allure to it or whatever. Like, he's like, some people could watch this and go, like, I do want to be a super racist like that. You know, I mean, Ebert's pointing out, like, this the sort of right. like, so John Grisham, I mean, maybe don't. Uh, I mean, maybe, he's, he's maybe making you're the wrong. depiction is not endorsement argument, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, so, you know, let's uh, get off your high horse there. And also, this movie <laughs> is far more repugnant than Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 100%. You know, which is at least fun to watch. <laughs> You got any more lines? Uh, this is this is one uh, quintessential. This is one that pe- that pe- someone could say uh, another like indirect way that you notice times have changed quite a bit. But th- nobody would bat an eye at this line, I think, in '97. But now it's it's like what the fuck? Where <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is talking to uh, Sandra Bullock, and his wife his his wife has has left town because right. they think things are heating up and they keep trying to blow his house up and burn his house things down. Things are and heating stuff. up in more way than one. Oh my. Blow his house up and burn his house down. And it's him and, and him and Sandy. He, I think this might be when he's wearing his uh, John Cougar Mellencamp cut uh, his cut off sleeve shirt. <laughs> that is my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, but uh, you know, he's he's been in the he, they've been in a in the riot together and he got stabbed in the butt or something. And she's like, pull your pants down. I'm gonna I'm gonna put back teen on your butt wound or whatever. And he's like, no nah, no nah, I can't do that. Uh, I'm not <laughs> Carla with Carla gone. The laundry's piling it up. I'm not wearing any underwear because he can't do his own fucking laundry. That's exactly why he's Mike Pence wouldn't be in the room with another woman. He's <laughs> Imagine that guy's your he attorney. Can't do la- <laughs> he can't do laundry. Yeah. He is literally not even wearing underwear. He just can't do it. They probably have a washer or dryer. <laughs> The whole thing, but you got to imagine the internet barely existed at this time. You can't look up how to do it. How do I, I mean, run this? The instruction manual for the washer. Is There's probably... like six buttons on this thing. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Clay permanent pressure. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I don't, I don't want to permanently press it. They deleted the just scene. temporarily <laughs> wash this. They deleted the scene where the house burnt down because he's like, I guess I got to dry these over the stove. Yeah, you <laughs> think you think the bad guys Let's burned his house in the down? Oven. And then he's like, the guys show up like, yeah, it must have been the clan. I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of bad guys after you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the Mr. Magoo version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I really wish there was a Leslie Nielsen version Beautiful. of this movie. Oh, man. <laughs> where he's a bumbling lawyer. <laughs> uh, there's um. Uh, this is the, this is a, a part uh, where Matthew McConaughey is like trying to. Uh, this is earlier in the movie where they because they they kind of have to like reassemble the KKK in the town where it's happening because there ain't no KKK there. Right. And so when everybody's worried about the people will be like, what about the KKK? Everyone will be like, pah, there's no KKK to worry about. But anyways, um, just, somebody burns just across standard, just other races, not organized yeah. races, just all these other races. <laughs> somebody burns across in in his lawn, in his front lawn or whatever, and they're like, "It's the KKK," and he goes, "Nah, nah, KKK ain't been around for years. This is just a couple of dorks with too much time on their hands and too many beers." Dorks. I'm like, well, what do you fucking think the KKK is in the first place? <laughs> a bunch of dumbasses with too much time that are fucking drunk. It's also telling that like the KKK, the bad guys in this movie are specifically because the way the movie's telling the story are specifically going after Matthew McConaughey and his family because he's the lawyer. Right. And not... What would actually happen is that they would go after the family of the black man who murdered their their friends. Or or both. Or both, but I'm just saying, like, they're they're left alone. Right. I I, I, I assume. It's never mentioned that they... Relatively. happening to them. (laughs) Yeah. You think that they would. 
right? It's already two and a half hours. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's, I mean, you got to cut at some point. Well, now they would make it into it's like a you know limited ten episode series. limited series or something. That should have been so, eight. Oh <laughs> should have been that should have been less than Matt two hours to start it, with. Watches it all thrice. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> Complains about it the entire time. I'm watching it again. I still hate it. I'm picking up on new things to hate every time. How is this getting a second season? I'll watch it. (laughs) I'll watch it. I have to rewatch the first season. Uh, Fuck it. I'm going to watch all these Marvel movies again, too, for no reason. (laughs) Masochism. All right, Snyder Cut. Here we go. Well, I mean, the Flash did enter the Speed Force, which did was the most popular moment of the year for me. Sure. So. sure. And this is just a line that uh, uh, you know, apropos of nothing, that I just thought was really funny. Is at the very it's toward the very beginning when the all the the bad stuff has happened, and uh, and uh, uh, Charles S. Dutton, I think, just sort of goes like, "No comment" or whatever to the to the media, and someone in the in the scrum of journalists the peanut goes, gallery goes, "What? We've got to get something for our newscasts." <laughs> <laughs> Things are worse than ever. Things are worse than ever. There's a lot of newscast uh, funny stuff in all three of these movies. Yeah, there is. There's a bunch of goofy shit at at the very end of of David, David Gale, Gale yeah. all these newscasters standing around oh, and it's like man. where you're oh, for, for a second I'm like does he think he's making natural born killers or something <laughs> I think he thinks he is it's where we didn't need a time to kill after Alan Parker made Mississippi burning right yeah I mean yeah, <laughs> we, that everything. one solved racism right, right there in the same yeah absolutely alright boy we, uh, ratings oh uh, I'm gonna give this one and a half Judds one of those is for Ashley Judd <laughs> sure yep uh, and the other half of Judd is for the combination of Sam Jackson just being awesome in general and the one good scene where he explains to Matthew McConaughey that it's he's part pr- of the problem. Extremely noteworthy. It's like, wow, that was an actual good point that yeah. this movie made after about two hours and 20 minutes at that point. It's <laughs> yeah. nuts. Uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it like what is the one Douglas, Douglas? Scale for something like this. Yeah, it's cuz it's certainly it's Stevie, a, but it is not remotely trying to be a, s- like it's, I'm going to give it's it a personal I'm going to give it one because of, you know, the 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 subject matter that you're the catalyzing incident and what happens to Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And just the general Oh, Sandra Bullock doesn't wear underwear. We we find out in the same scene where he goes like I can't do my laundry. I can't do it. <laughs> and then Sandra Bullock goes <laughs> I can't. I, can't Sandra Bullock goes I haven't worn I haven't worn underwear in years because mm-hmm. she's mm. trying to seduce him. Great. Uh, so, yeah, one Douglas for all that stupid shit. And I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 drunk-ass lawyers. <laughs> That's about that many, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. are so drunk. It's the South. Uh, I'm going to give it one Judd. I hate this movie. This is my <laughs> least favorite of the three. Absolute, um, Absolutely excruciating to get through. I can't fu- couldn't fucking stand it. I mean, I don't like Joel Schumacher. Sure. On a good day, he's got a couple that I that I like for ironic purposes. But this is just all just the N word and white white saviors, and mm-hmm. it's misbegotten and and horrible. Uh, burn the print. Uh, I hate this. And uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh-oh. I'll give it one. Douglas for all the stuff that Matt mentioned and and uh, Sandra Bullock's lack of underwear. And some d- filthy pile of Matthew McConaughey's underwear yeah, right? is festering <laughs> somewhere in his, in his giant mansion. Maybe it should be five Douglases just for that. Uh, <laughs> and actually, Judd is going to divorce him when she comes up. You didn't do laundry? What if at the end of it, Matthew McConaughey brought, brought his daughter to play with Sam Jackson's daughter and the laundry? <laughs> Somebody please do this laundry. I've also, I got you off. I've also just been eating, of this whole movie. I've also just been eating cold soup out of the can with a spoon. I, I made don't know how to, I just I, can't. I just put rocks in some water. I've been drinking that. <laughs> I can't fucking stone live. soup. Cold stone can't soup. Survive on my own. Oh. <laughs> I can't even unwrap these Twinkies. 
the lid broke on my pudding can. <laughs> my pudding is trapped forever. Uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 gallons of Ashley Judd's sweat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's, not, doesn't, she's grow, grew up here, presumably, but does, has not taken to the weather conditions. Just sweating. Uh, I'm going to give it two. Judd's? I don't know. Right. I didn't. I didn't absolutely hate it. It, it is like that thing where I found it entertaining, but it that she it's in spite of what it's about probably shouldn't be sure. entertaining. We will re- like I was revisiting not, that concept later. I was not this bored podcast. watching this movie, which is sort of a problem, yeah. right? Like yeah. you feel like I, not that I should be bored, but that I should be like disturbed or. But I was like, ooh, what's gonna blow up next? They lit that guy on fire right on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of like, eh. You know, when Sam Jackson blows those guys away, I'm like, yes. Not like. Mm, this is a this is a strange moral. I was happy when yeah. Chris Cooper's kneecap got blown off. <laughs> That's yeah. you know that part made me very. Look sad. at that kneecap go flying. <laughs> and and because I like like it's it's got it's got one of those loaded '90s casts where you go like, well, I mean, it's hard to go wrong a little because yeah. everybody every time someone shows up, you're like, all right, yeah, exactly. I'm like, is that Chris Cooper? Oh man, oh Chris Cooper's giving a speech now. All right, well, all right, fine. Cooper doop. Yeah, right. Uh, and I'll give it. I guess I'll give it one. One Douglas, yeah. I mean, it's like that kind of thing where it's like it's one and a half. It's very disgusting when yeah. you when you hear, especially his like description of what happened. But you can see life. the version where they start like five minutes later in the film, and it's just like Jackson finds out. Yeah. Uh, the the guys get arrested at the bar, and you just gather because it's repeated ad nauseum the context of what actually occurred. That's true. Right? That's true. But also like when Sandra Bullock gets kidnapped in it, mm-hmm. it like almost goes like, "Ooh, I see where this is going," and then you're kind of like, "Oh, okay, no, this movie's." holding back which is right. good because I don't want to see that but also like you know yeah. have some convictions if you're making this kind of movie uh, and I guess I'll give it one dog that didn't get burned down in the house Max <laughs> yeah. do dogs burn down or burn up it never crossed my mind until just <laughs> it depends on how they're standing That's right? if they're laying down then they're burn, they burn they up they burn up the pants have to be if they're standing up they burn down <laughs> I mean it depends if did he get did he start if the fire starts at his head he's bur- that dog's burning down right. the dog not dying is symbolic that they're gonna win the case it's yeah. also symbolic that this movie has, has no convictions he's like I don't think I can win this case my dog burned up Max Max you out there the I'm gonna lose the case and then he hears the dog coming he's like we gotta win the case he's like and the dog takes the dog takes the stand. He's the critical. <laughs> arf, arf, arf. <laughs> Mr. Dog, did you boin down or boin up? <laughs> uh, right. It's like the, my favorite gift. Hello, this is dog. <laughs> all right, best gift ever. Um, I I liked this the best of all the things we watched. Relatively speaking, wow. I'm going two and a half Juds. Wow. Um, I don't know if it was helped by the sandbagging of watching Mad City before it and being like, at least shit blows up in this movie. Yeah. Like the very, I mean, granted, things blow up <laughs> well. in Mad City as well. But it really was that sense of like, fuck, this is the most entertaining, but also that's not what that movie yep. should be. No. But there is the sense that like you do have some professional actors showing up and doing their jobs. And it is just that relative competency of like this movie is this movie in earnest for better and also worse. And so for sure, uh, all things considered, it's like, God, if I had to rewatch any of these and granted, I had to rewatch David Gale. um, (laughs) I don't know. I felt like I was just at least perpetually intrigued by its wrongheadedness. You know, Um, I guess I'll go with um, one Douglas for all the same reasons. You know, it just kind of feels like there is this fundamental inescapable scuzziness to the plot. But it's also the kind of movie that wants to be pretty polite about these things. Yep. Um, and I'm going to give it one out of two Chris Cooper legs. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Nice. You set him free. 
You said it free. He did the right thing. I hated that leg. Uh, well, I hated uh, that leg. Strike that from the record. Also, he's uh, he's not going to be set free. He murdered people. Yeah. No, he is. He's, There's no, oh, way, oh, there's we no can, way we'll let him walk right out the front door. Oh, we could do that. Okay, there he goes. Oh, well, never mind. The law is the law. What do I know? I'm just a judge, and you're the law talking, talking guy. Good. I'm just Judge Hanging Judge. That's my last name. I When they first said it, I'm like, so Noose is just like his nickname because uh, yeah. of his reputation. No, it's Omar and then you Noose. And see the nameplate, name and it's like, who boy? Yep. Uh, yeah, Judge Noose. Ha, that's ha, this nick, movie nickname. in a nutshell. Judge yeah. Omar Noose. All right. Speaking Ooh. of speaking of nooses, speaking of wanting to hang breaking myself, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I made the mistake of watching A Time to Kill and Mad City back to back, and that did not help Mad City. You be calm because I got things to tell you. Okay, I got two things I want well, to tell I'm you. I'm not listening two to things. you as long as you're holding that gun. I'll tell you. Mrs. Banks, get that stupid thing away. That was a shot, Mark. Right. Are you going to listen now? We're in the middle of a hostage situation at the Museum of Natural History where our correspondent, Max Brackett, is being held hostage. Uh, do you want to tell us why you're here? You don't. I don't think you're crazy. I know you're not a terrorist. I know you're just an ordinary guy who popped this top. People don't listen to guys like me. you got to connect with those people out there. I want everybody to back off, and I'm going to talk when I'm good and ready. How's that? Sounded good to me. With a simple demand, the madness started. You have to ask for a Learjet or a fast car. I just want my job back. I don't want him understood. I want him out here and arrested. With a reporter's ambition, the story grew. Yeah. Interesting. Which is not to suggest that it is worse or even better than A Time to Kill. It's just that I was so annoyed. It has less on its mind, which is both which is both good and bad. Because yeah. it's like, because it's like not, at least not trying to, it's like sure. what it's trying to say is like, so it's Trite. pretty toothless. Yeah. And it's also like, but also like, it's kind of not, at the end you're like, well, so what was that about? So for yeah. me, so for me, <laughs> I've, as I've said before, the competition between all these, I, I hate all these movies. I think they're terrible and misbegotten. So it's just sort of like, what's the most fun? That I, it that was I, not so this. Of course, Dave, but at least uh, I thought I didn't just think that a time to kill, kill for for the reasons mentioned was just like unpleasant and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, too long and all that. And this one at least has some very hilarious misbegotten performances in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, literally all of them. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Nobody is good <laughs> in this. What's the what's the issue in this one? The media. Oh, I it's like hate the media, this media, right? I absolutely man. hate this kind of movie. It's a it's a Ace in the Hole type thing. But Ace it in the Hole wishes. is good. Yeah, I I would say, I mean it's uh, Billy Wilder Billy yeah. Wilder movie um, with better actors and this and that. But I just don't like it. I don't sure. like that story. I think it's like weird, bleak. It's a, like made by a depressed person. It's super or something. cynical. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, cyn- it's cynical in a way that, that just annoys me. I also and, think there's a slack to the obviousness of 50s and 60s message movies, but by the 90s, it's like you gotta give us a little better sugar to go down with the spoonful right. of medicine. Right. Yeah. So you can't just do Ace in the Hole yeah, with John Travolta worse. and Dennis yeah. uh, Dustin Hoffman, but we're, but and also like, Ace let in us, the Hole. Let but us worse. do some homework. I mean, they basically just come out and say exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? They just. Right. I mean, the opening shots are watching the close-up assembly of a camera and a mic, and it's supposed to look like they're carrying out a hit. And surprise, they're jumping. Is it another yes. lawyer? He's or assembling. They're assembling microphones like you one would assemble a, a sniper rifle yeah. or it's something, like a, and that's the weapon. It's an evil banker or lawyer or somebody named Mister Burns, which I thought was. Funny. <laughs> but that, that was when I thought that guy was going to be in the movie, the rest of the movie, and then I'm like, oh, he's not the main. He's not the. 
bad no. guy. I thought it would be funny if it was like movie from ninety seven. They don't even the have bad guys. They don't even Burns. have the common decency to have that guy be involved in like Travolta losing his job and stuff. It's just with, no, no, no. Like that's just like oh, he gets fired from the museum instead of like some corporate thing. Like you could have actually gone up the ladder and made it this more like complicated. He was, he was pretty rightly fired. Yeah, uh huh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Also, it's it's also is another. We talked about this, I think, when we did domestic disturbance, where John Travolta playing regular guys is always funny because it's yeah. like because he's not. This well, has you know, got to be he, up there. He borrowed uh, Oliver Platt's sideburns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. sideburns. It's like this fuck? is what normal human pe- people like. This also does the thing that a Time to Kill does, where it's like, no, it's not a tragedy that this guy died. Like, it's not. Don't strap a bomb to your chest and take hostages. He's not great. Yeah, I mean, he's like a shithead. You but, can't point, don't point guns at people. But would he have done that if the media hadn't driven him there? I hope so. Maybe. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, the, I don't and the know. media is the one I who don't. forced him to, t- to put the bomb on in the first place and take hostages. Or something? Yeah. Or like, something. At least Ace in the Hole is like, the guy accidentally gets stuck in the hole. Yes. The, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy is a complete victim, and everything's just swirling around. Uh, yeah. Outs- and in this case, John, John Travolta is a security guard at a museum that yeah. has two security guards. He gets fired. I mean, it's John Travolta... I think he's supposed to be playing kind of like a dim everyman. It seems like yeah. he's supposed he just, to be a little bit slow. And yeah. he didn't do his homework correctly, and he's he is essentially playing a special needs person. Yeah, it's he pretty is rough. a mentally challenged <laughs> man, yes. and it and it's nothing makes sense in that context because it's like, how did he get the job? How does he have a wife? Right. Uh, he has about the he has the brain capacity of about a seven year old, I would say, and he's constantly like relating to the kids to a, but the way that he plays it is. Like he's got a like he got kicked in the head. By it's supposed to be that something. he's relating to the kids because he's a regular guy, right? But he's relating relate to, to the kids because he's of their same mental capacity. No, I know, if but not I, think, a little lower. I don't think that that's what they're going. I, I, no. feel, I feel like what <laughs> happened here is that uh, the you know, remember this is when Travolta's star was like rocketing, like he could get a movie greenlit like this. And I think that it it smacks of that was a Travolta choice. Well, the thing is, having not seen it until now, anytime I saw the VHS cover, if you told me the plot, I'd be like, oh, so he's the slickster anchor mm. and Dustin Hoffman will be the begrudging janitor. Although when I thought about that, it's like the moment he pulls the trigger on a shotgun, Hoffman's going to go flying against <laughs> yeah. the nearest wall. <laughs> and he's, he would not be a, a, hard man, a hard man to disarm. Like Mr. Burns with a fire hose yeah. just flailing around. But yeah, yeah it's absolutely. all the worst because Travolta's like, I'm just like you guys. Oh, Jesus. I'm married to a beautiful woman. How did that happen? Whoa, Jesus. Well, an ace in the hole is just like, you got to buy that this guy was caught in a, in a rock slide or a landslide. And it's like, okay, this it's like, this guy rolled in there. He's carrying dynamite, doesn't plan to use it, but wants to scare her. Accidentally shoots his buddy. There happen to also be kids there. And look, there's an anchor in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and what who, are the uh, odds? And who's, the, wait, who plays the other guard? Uh, uh, it, uh, I, I recognized him from character actor. Uh, shit, we're really blowing it here. Well, I some, wish we somebody had, look it up while the rest computers. of us go. As on. soon as I look at the name, I'll be like, right. Yeah, go it's, ahead. But he—it's it very similar to that Chris Cooper uh, thing where he yeah. gets because this guy gets shot uh, uh, accidentally because he, John Travolta gets like startled or no, he's—it's like a warning shot and he's like, yeah. "Don't make me use this fucking gun!" Boom! But he's not looking; he doesn't know that the guy's there. And then he turns around, and he's like, "Oh, geez, no, I shot him in the stomach." <laughs> but then later, but then, then later on, the guy's like, "I don't hold any ill will against the man. Let him go. Set right. him free." <laughs> 
and then I don't think he does that. Dies. And, then he, <laughs> and then he dies. And then his no, wife. It is Bill Nunn. Possibly because the me, of okay. the media. I thought it was. I, th- I thought it was Bill Nunn, but then I was like, wait, is it? I wanted to be sure before I said yes. it was Bill yeah. Nunn. You yeah. mean Bill the radio right him himself who come up in a window washer uh, <laughs> lift to pop into his hospital room? <laughs> a little sneak peek here. No, the the doctor said he can't talk to any media or he'll die later on in the movie. <laughs> We can't have it. And I mean, the dramatic arc in this is is supposed to be Dustin Hoffman like trying to trying to get climb claw his way back to being a national anchor, and then f- discover like discovering that actually he has a soul or something. Right. That is, it's, it's, uh, they can't figure out what this character is. Well, okay, it, you pointed it, it, something out to me last night, Will. That is very that is like very relevant to this, and also makes like what this script must have been originally like make more sense. Yeah, his, his oh, yeah. fallout with Alan Alda to begin with seems precipitated on him having a crisis of conscience about whatever this disaster is on the beach. I don't remember what. Oh, I love how that, how they don't give you quite enough information. Right. But his body's and, falling out of the sky. And so it's weird to watch him revert and be like, "You have to learn this lesson all over again about how these are human subjects and they are real people, and you are messing with their lives." You have Robert Protsky as mm-hmm. his uh, his his editor, who's just going like, "You know, y- you are not a judge, and we are not the jury." Robert Protsky from Thief. Yeah. yeah. As we discussed. And, the, and Last Action Hero. And Last Action Hero, the magic ticket guy. <laughs> and um, they're, they're covering this museum because it's running out of money, and that's why uh, Travolta was let go, but he's just like, there's not a story here, and then sure enough, lucks into the idea that Travolta's toting a gun and a bag of dynamite. The thing I was specifically talking about, though, was the Mad City title. Oh, yeah. So why is it called Mad City? Because originally it was set in Madison City, or Madison, and supposedly it's a nickname for Madison, Wisconsin. Oh. And it speaks a little more to the idea that this will be a story in the middle of nowhere, that this 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 um, that this, this former raised, network guy yeah, would network be working guy. in a shitty market, yeah. not L.A. And then they're like, and it has, you know, the, the multiple layers to the title, man. And then they just set it in a random California city that's close enough to L.A., and then every other character is flying in from New York to L.A. Yeah, yeah it's like Carnation of S- California something or something yeah. like yeah, that. I never ridiculous. was able to pick up on it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Give it, do it something. I don't know. It but just makes it just doesn't movies. make any sense that a guy who has supposedly had this precipitous fall from grace is is not is is in a basically a major market. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I hate these kinds of media movies though, and the way that and the, and the, the way that there's it's very childish to me. Like yeah. this this depiction of the media, and not that the media that the media is great or doesn't do unethical things or anything, but it's just not like this. This isn't the way it is. This is like a, yeah. just a specifically TV movie. I mean, this is toothless is the word to keep coming back to. Yeah, it's like you're not telling us anything we don't already know, and you're not being entertaining doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, I was getting Nightcrawler flashbacks. Uh, although oh, I would okay. I would argue obviously the Nightcrawler is a better movie than this, but I dislike the same things about it. Sure, I think there's a similar obviousness there that is compensated for me by the performances and, and, the, and the craft, and just, yeah, and, and just the the kind of uh, grotesqueness of like the stuff that happens in Nightcrawler. Kind of, yeah. I still I don't believe the Nightcrawler either, but it's also like man, this is some extreme shit. Yeah, they, at least it's like surreal. Also, like crazy, Nightcrawler, the stuff that it, it's toothless in the way that like it feels like this was written 20 years ago. You know what right. I mean? Like, Which it was. Well, that was, but this one, you know, actually felt like it was written in the 70s as opposed to, like, 90s. Yeah. Did we point out that this was directed by Costa Gavras? Yeah. Jesus you know. Christ. Allegedly one of the greats. Yeah. I mean, Z's great. Yeah. Uh, Missing. Missing's good. Uh, Mad City. Mad City. Great. Right? <laughs> great, great, great movie. Hey, it's the first film of his I've actually seen, so it's both the best and worst of his films, oh, wow. in my opinion. Well, there I've you go. I've got nowhere to go but State up. of Siege is good. 
missing. He, he did some yeah. like other oh, missing is really good. We mentioned that one. Oh, yeah. He just sorry, I was in the bathroom. Okay. You don't have to call me out. Look, I was peeing. Okay, everyone. Hey, settle down. Fuck. Simmer, Simmer down. Simmer down. Don't look. Don't strap a bomb to your chest objection, and take hostages. Objection. Objection. Y'all. I'm gonna, Kevin's I'm gonna, gonna fucking simmer up. You simmer down. Kevin's <laughs> waving his duffel bag of dynamite around. <laughs> oh, I, oh no. I, I do that all the time. I, I'm gonna. There's nothing new here. I bet I'm gonna forget that that exists and then be remind and then be like, why did that? Oh right. Also, it's precisely the kind of '90s drama where it's like, here's our Larry King cameo. Here's our Jay Leno cameo. Oh God! John, John Landis pops up as a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that was John Landis. Oh Landis. boy, he's yeah. buddies with Costa Gavras because like Costa, you know, John Landis famously puts all these directors as cameos in his movies. So Costa Gavras has been like two or three movies of his like movies. Missing Kevin. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah. Wow. John Landis, star of Missing. Well, Larry King gets to be the most <laughs> likable of the cameos in this movie then, because yeah. it's Landis and Jay Leno and the other ones. Hey, did you hear about this guy? If there's hostages? one movie yeah. you should see before you die, it is Mad City. All right, so, so the general idea is it's easy. It's pretty easy to sum up. So uh, Dustin Hoffman is this, he used to be major market, used to work with Alan Alda, and then they keep referring to an incident that drove them apart and ruined, uh, sent uh, Dustin Hoffman packing to this small town yeah. or this, this shitty lower market of media. And he's, and he's like, he's going around trying to find the next big thing and trying to climb his way back up. So he's... Uh, at first sight, seems like this crazy, ambitious, like uh, this, you know, his career at the, uh, above everything all uh, else kind of character. And then he d- he makes less and less sense as he goes along as a character. Why is he sniffing around this story of all places? They're like, uh, cover the museum losing money. Yeah. That's a story. This is media market is so. Oh, it's not stagnant. a story. It's not a story. It's not a very good story. And then it's, and he's like in the bathroom and John Travolta like shows up and Blythe Danner was his boss. Gwyneth Paltrow's mom was his boss. And she's like, I'm kind of a bitch, but I mean, you can't blame me for firing this absolute idiot <laughs> yeah. who he carries a shotgun around. I mean, I don't know why I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I run a museum. I'm not that bad. Even and one of the one of the thornier things this movie avoids is the idea that when she's kind of chastising Hoffman for prolonging the situation for his own gains, he's like, "You realize that your museum could benefit immensely from all this coverage too." Yeah. And a more interesting movie would make her kind of complicit in this and going, yeah. "Shit, he's right, and I'm desperate too." They tip. They they yeah. basically sort of try to maybe throw that idea in there and yeah. then don't do anything. You have to it. wonder how much of this got sanded off in, in respective drafts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a lot. I'm not. Just I'm not sanding. <laughs> keep sanding. Down I'm not suggesting that it. At once was great, but it seems like it has all the all the like uh, tracks on it of like having once been more interesting and then completely completely sanded down. Yeah, for sure. It is, it is quintessential. Like, what? Why? Why did you think anybody would want us to see right, this movie? Right. What? Did, what did you think this was gonna do for anybody? Well, it's in the line very I strange. like when, when he first calls into the news station, and it's just audio only on his mic until Travolta finds him in the bathroom. But he's talking to Protsky, and he says, "You know, uh, keep us on." They didn't pull the plug when the Challenger blew up. They play that footage over and over and over again. And I'm like, I don't know that this is quite an equivalent Holy news crap. story. Yeah. <laughs> As if imagine. Was, uh, thankfully, this did not come out after 2001. And they br- and they bring that up almost. <laughs> As if that was maybe like a, a, something about how cynical the media is too. Yeah. Can you believe how many times we had to see that fucking challenger? Yeah, a giant rocket exploded. Yeah, I think people kind of wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes people want to see crazy, amazing things, even if they're sad. Yeah, I mean, if it's a that's like a national tragedy or whatever, and this is a guy or whatever. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, a challenger explosion or whatever. Yeah. Or, well, if, I mean, if you, you care know, about such things, you know. National tragedy, yeah, or whatever. But then uh, this is like a guy who's in a museum. <laughs> with a, like, Inadvertently uh, kidnapped a field trip full of kids. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. 
Yeah. But the, I, I, did, I just a, a little digression here. I do remember the first time I ever saw a, a too soon joke was on the a play field. I was probably in first grade and the, the challenger had exploded. This is probably like a week after it happened. Th- this really fucked up America. It's hard to imagine now. I feel like another space shuttle blew up 20 years later yeah. and everyone was like, man, okay. Oh, no. uh, but at this time, <laughs> it was really devastating. And uh, and like some kid on the playground, and there was like five or six of us around. And some kid goes, "Hey guys, hey guys, do you know what NASA stands for?" And we're like, "What?" And he goes, "Need another seven astronauts." And all the kids <laughs> oh. went like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. Boo! <laughs> and the kid was like, "Oh, uh, I thought it was good. I thought I really <laughs> stuck is, it to them." That, that is good. Astronauts. For a first grader, that's solid. That's, <laughs> that's solid that's material. That's the joke Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's making on your October Sky Tattoo. You <laughs> yeah, got. yeah. It just says NASA, <laughs> and then it's asterisk. Yeah. Na- <laughs> no, you don't need to repeat. Need it. another. Need another seven astronauts. Need another seven astronauts. That's pretty good. The uh, plot of Armageddon. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah. Need another seven driller guys because yes. being an astronaut's easy. Um, it's true. I can't train these astronauts how to drill, <laughs> but we can apparently train a bunch of. Idiots how to this fucking is, be astronauts. This is the first sad Willis episode you guys are doing. <laughs> now that the news, now the news man, so, Oh, we might have to do another bummer. Willis episode, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, but anyways, man, so so John Travolta is, is like basically his plan, such as it is, is to just go back to his workplace with a duffel bag full of dynamite and a shotgun, a loaded shotgun, and get his job back, and just point a shotgun yeah. at his at his boss and be like, "Please give me my job back." That's gonna and, work. And she's gonna yeah. go like, "Oh, well, I didn't know you cared so much." So, okay, we'll hire you back again, shotgun dynamite guy. Yeah, it, I didn't oh, want any of this to happen. I just wanted to point a shotgun in an old lady's face and tell her to give me my job back. I'm a good guy. Who it's, can't it's relate to that? It's the media's fault. We're some, all frustrated. It's the media's fault. At some point in the movie later, he even goes like, I can't believe you just wouldn't give me my job back or something. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Why would she give you yeah, your some, job back? Some people even kind of like a glare at her and go like, why don't you just give him his job back? Like, what are you talking and the other about? Thing, it's like the victim and Ace in the Hole, non-idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, yeah. yeah, he's absolutely and immaterial stacking, to the rest stacking of that deck. And then it's interesting because like this has about as impressive an ensemble as a time to kill, but squanders them so immensely. Where it's oh, yeah. like, oh god, William Atherton's playing an asshole news oh, reporter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah I was, yes, crazy. I was. I kept wondering if he was supposed to be the same guy from Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> like right. two Athertons in a row. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We had Atherton in the last Atherton episode. In the yeah. last episode too. And, and he got uh, Mia Kirshner as his endlessly <laughs> smiling assistant. That but character is. See, that's is, the yes. That's the cynical part because it's like she becomes part. She, she becomes. Could, yeah, just ruined by the, the machine. System. Ruined yeah. by the system. There, there is a line um, really funny. soon after, like the hostage situation kicks off, where uh, you know she's joyously responding to him about something he says, and his response is, "Don't touch me, I'll get arrested." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when she's introduced to him, he goes, "I'm gay." I'm gay. Weird. And then it, it, it proceeds to immediately... Um, I did want to point out that this is fairly early early in the movie, and, and this is presumably when you're supposed to like... Are you supposed to like Dustin Hoppins? I think he's the protagonist of the movie. Sure. He's wildly unlikable. I mean, that's the Justin Hoffman, or Dustin Hoffman special. I mean, I would, I would say that he's maybe one of the most unlikable actors of all time. <laughs> Like, and he is like really in that gear. In this like movie. if somebody made a movie with Dustin Hoffman and Richard Dreyfuss, I think I would explode. <laughs> has that not been done? another another stakeout? I mean, if it has, I probably haven't seen it because I hate both Hyper of them so out. much. Hyper stakeout. <laughs> Hyper stakeout. Yeah. They couldn't get Emilio, but yeah. they got uh, no, they Matt, got Hoffman. Well, they couldn't get Emilio because he won't vaccinate. Stakeout uh, cubed. 
this is uh, Dustin Hoffman has his the little cute stakeout. Cute stakeout. Yeah, yeah. Cute stakeout. Right there. Wow, it's back all, to one. Hollywood, get cracking. Yeah, and there's another property you can resuscitate. <laughs> Uh, but th- Dustin Hoffman, before he, uh, uh, Travolta shows up with a shotgun, and they, they still just think it's the boring museum story. Dustin Hoffman goes in to take a whiz, and he's he's rigged up to his microphone, and he knows Mia Kirshner can hear him, and this is his kind of like way of hitting on her or something. But he's like he's like looking in the mirror. I think there's a mirror in in front of the urinal, mm-hmm. and he's looking to the mirror while he's yeah. pissing. And he's going, actually, you're standing at the urinal at the Museum of Natural History, and look who's here, your friend Dick, a fine, upstanding young man. No, no longer young and no longer upstanding. <sighs> and then and then he's, he's talking about his dick here, and then he starts talking to his dick. This goes on and on. God, I hate this so much. And he goes, like, <laughs> I kind of have a little tickle for that young camera girl. He knows she's listening, and he is talking to his dick. And this is his dick saying, I kind of have a little tickle for that young camera girl. And then he goes, really? She's young enough to be your daughter. And then his <laughs> dick goes, she's just right for me. And then it cuts to Mia Kirshner going like, yeah, she's smiling. <laughs> she's it's delighted. working. I mean, if that, I mean, you can't come back from that. No. You can't, like, there's no way this movie has a chance after the scene where Dustin Hoffman talks to his dick. Well, <laughs> you Mia say Kirshner that, but Alan Alda it. hasn't shown up yet, Travis. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> Alan Alda as the evil national anchor. I wish I could do a good Alan Alda, but I can't. I know some people can really do an Alan Alda. I mean, Bill Bill Hader Hader does the great. Hader, Sarah Finowitz does like a surreally good Alda. It's crazy. There's also there's there's you know we mentioned Protsky. There's um, uh, Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Levine. Raymond J. Barry. He's good in it. Yeah. Who's wrong? Who's wrong? Kid died. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. The wrong kid died. He can only be that guy. God bless him. Even when he's even when he's like Raylan's dad on Justified for twenty seasons or whatever. He's it's still like oh, the wrong kid wrong died. Kid died. <laughs> yeah, every time I see him, <laughs> he's the wrong kid guy. Died guy. Yeah, it's stacked. I don't know. I guess they thought that this was gonna somehow win awards. I, or I, honestly, get box office or movies something? like this were just stacked in this period. Like it was just they were just that's who that's who was around, and so you just the the cast were always just loaded because it was like here's who we've got. We'll put but all these people. It feels like in. it exists in this like echo chamber of self reinforcement where oh, it's yeah. like we all think this is important, right? And it's like you realize other people have to watch this and get something <laughs> out of it. And yeah, not the case at all. And I mean, uh, to not to defend Time to Kill, but like. At least that was. I'll allow enter- it, but at you better be going. Watch somewhere. yourself, counselor. <laughs> I'll give you a little leeway. At least that was entertaining, right? Like at yeah, least that sure. at least that, that was set up in a way that was like, here, here, I'm making a piece of entertainment. Whereas this one was like, we're making a point, and then forgot to be entertaining. Yeah, for like and, large and, chunks. And not entirely clear on what, what point, the point it is. is. Yeah. Other than media bad. Right. I mean, media bad. Hostage taking good. Hostage taking fine. At least I we want- all know that strapping dynamite to your chest and taking a bunch of children hostage to get your job back is a bad idea. But what this movie presupposes <laughs> is maybe, maybe it's it is a misunderstanding. <laughs> hey, look, I know the guy pointed a loaded shotgun at an old, old, nice lady's face, but like, come on, and accidentally all, shot his friend. We're yeah. all frustrated out here. <laughs> I like how you're talking about how old Blythe Danner was 30 years ago. I know. 25. She's years probably ago. in her 50s. Yeah. Um, I want to mention the scene where there where Jay Leno's on and he mentions he cracks a joke at his expense and he like, oh he said my name and Ugh. and and uh, Hoffman's like I met him and he's like oh really what's he like and he's like I met everyone from the Pope to Mel Gibson he's like Mel Gibson what's he like he's like I threw him softball questions he threw me softball answers and Travolta goes he plays softball I play softball 
It's really dumb. He's really stupid. I missed that. I think I was drinking while I was watching this. That's movie. the. I, I well, have and that, then later I have the, the callback is. He I was asked, zoning out. Maybe who, that's why who, I liked. He's it like, the best. who do you want to play you in the TV movie? And he's so like hopped up on caffeine pills and shit, and he's about to give up. And he's just kind of like. So he's taking notos Mel, the whole like, time. Mel Gibson. I guess I don't know. It's the first guy I could think of. Oh my god. This should get John Travolta. Jeez. This should get John. Jeez. Jeez. Oh no. They spent a lot of time on my bomb, and you disarmed it. Yeah. Looks like. <laughs> looks yeah. like I have that. I'll be posting that the part with the Jay Leno part. Um, it is also pretty funny because he goes like, uh, "He's a nice man." Jay Leno's a nice man. I've met him before, and he's like, "What's he like?" And he's like, "He's nice. He uh, he collects classic cars." Right? <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds right." Describing Jay Leno as this nice. Guy, another another media half truth. <laughs> this guy has met Jay Leno. <laughs> he knows about the car thing. You know, he's nice. I heard that he, Guy Fieri really likes to cook and eat. <laughs> he's nice. He won't touch his Tonight Show money. Yeah. Nice guy. <laughs> he's 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 nice. We can't say anything bad about him or he won't do this cameo. Uh, what about that Larry King? Uh, you know, pretty good guy. A lot of wives, right? <laughs> he Is wears suspenders. King? Well, he's really looking wives. for love. <laughs> All the right places? Mm. He looks like an owl. Uh, you know, nice guy. And the nice thing guy. is, on the outside, the thing that's supposed to reinforce the idea that there is some tongue-in-cheek nature to it is the fact that it becomes a circus, as they name. Sure. You've got motherfuckers with balloon animals on sale. That's true. Uh, you, you Literal point, circus, you, yeah. You point out the, 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 the T-shirts that were my favorite that's like, yes. Sam, yes, the system, no. <laughs> yeah, take that, and the like, system. Who is desperate to buy yeah. that? Really I, I mean, at this point, I am, and of course. Yes. What, I would kill for that shirt. And what system... Just that he got fired because he's bad at his job? Yeah. That system? The system, the system of, fu- of funding museums yeah. is all out of whack. The system that allows people to get fired for being lunatic shotgun yeah. people with the mental capacity of a seven. Yeah. But Hoffman keeps saying, like, these are the people who are going to relate to you. That's the core of public opinion. Um, there's the point where, uh, in the middle of the interview, he's like, we go to church. And one of the kids who's one of the hostages goes, I go to church, too, with my family. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that doesn't make this guy Settle down, Jimmy. dipshit. <laughs> if he was your dad, you'd be like, oh, I'm not, I don't know him. <laughs> Children don't talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Movies full of shit like that, where it really is trying to get you, like, the movie itself is, like, trying to get you in Sam's corner. And it's like fundamentally, no. I'm not in that corner. But it really, no. it really thinks that it has a. But I mean, it really thinks it has a point. Where, whereas, like you know, you could argue that Time to Kill does have a point, which is like all the, the stuff the bad guys are doing is bad, and racism is bad, and this system is set up against certain people. Uh, it's dumb, but and then this one is uh, is like, what's your point? Who versus? Who your are we? Point versus? is that the right. media is bad, but also this guy doing this to get his job back is. Fine. The media is bad. Okay, what's your proof? Well, this particular set of circumstances. Okay, that's never happened. But also, this in, is not a thing that has happened or happens. Yeah, and in the movie, like it doesn't really. I mean, I don't spoiler, feel that reinforcing the movie too much that the media is like. At the end, you're like, so he was maybe going to do that regardless right. of whether or I not mean, there was media. Spoiler involved. alert! At the end of the movie, the bomb blows up. John Travolta dies, and the last thing that that happens in the movie is Dustin Hoffman goes, "We killed him," we, and it's we like, "We killed him." Wh- we killed what? Him. And you go, "But did you, you don't understand? Did we though? <laughs> did we really? I don't I think know. He killed him. You know? He killed himself at the yeah, end. That's what I'm saying. They read that script and were like, nailed it. They did rehearsals, <laughs> nailed it. They watched the dailies. Man, people are going to shit themselves with this, you know, the, the punchline. Yeah. T- but not for a time to kill, but for Mad City. And it's just like, again, uh, the cheap seats are like, no, we got we got it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just you change anything where it's just like at least make Travolta sympathetic and not a complete dunce. 
or just have any sort of genuine criticism or moral, you know, quandary like with Bly Danner's character. And it's just like, you can't give us anything to hold on to. Or make the, the media very bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Or something. Like, make it be like, man, these media, this is cartoonish, but they sure are like... Right, it's not really like, turning this into a circus. It's not like there's any scene where they're like actively manipulating the situation to create more drama. Well, Ald- really. Alda tries to defend that he's basically going to do this, like, you know, he lands and does this a smear campaign against him, and he's basically right. like, you're sinking him, and Alda goes, no, he's already sunk. Like, we and saw that the polls. is 100% correct. They talk, is- they talk about <laughs> polls a lot, too, and now the American public, which is fickle, yeah. is turning on him, so now we now we go in with the knives well, the, piv- the pivot point is where the guard he shot finally dies, and then, you know, his wife is distraught, and Mia Kerr switching sides yeah. and working for Alda instead. And it's like, you're just as ruthless as Hoffman taught you to be eight hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it it wasn't that long ago. Her, she was an innocent babe in the woods. Her character yeah. arc is very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you taught like me how to do this. Within a day or two. Yeah. You all right? I learned it by watching you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a good guy. I, my conscience changed again. My dick all, has a tickle for you. <laughs> and My dick has a tickle for you. What, let's see what my dick has to say about it. Oh, I think she's very attractive. Oh, I'm not convinced about <laughs> the innocence of John Travolta. Of character. <laughs> all right, we all know what you think, little dicky. Now get back in my pants again. <laughs> I don't like it in here. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm suffocating in here. I need Wait, to he come brought, out. He brought him out? <laughs> <laughs> I brought you out because I can't do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> my dick can't do laundry. You can't all. do laundry. It's terrible down here. My underwear is piling up. The only, the only bit that actually intentionally made me laugh, and it's pretty damning, was at least an hour in, there's a part where Travolta's getting really frazzled trying to communicate his demands over the phone, and Hoffman takes over and basically tries to, you know, smooth talk his way into it, and then he goes to Travolta, he's like, anything else? And Travolta goes, Pfft. and Hoffman goes, Pfft, and hangs up the phone, like, just without, without missing a beat, and it's like, oh, well, that's not necessarily cutting to the media but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing that that, that makes the the whole the arc the whole arc of Dustin Hoffman's character just like complete a complete nothing is because like the shit that he's doing it it to be in the first half of the movie where he's just like assuming he's basically the PR for John Travolta yeah. is just wildly unethical. It's like insanely amoral shit that he's doing. And like sometimes John Travolta will like leave his gun and then John Tra- and then uh, Hoffman will just look at it and be like, "I'm not going to do it. I could stop this right now. I'm not going to do it yeah. because the the trial or because this uh, story is going to bring put me back in the big time." And you like by the time his he has some sort of conscience change, which is I don't understand. I don't remember well, what moment when. makes the, who knows when, when. when he blows himself up at the very yeah. end. I think <laughs> well, no, well, no, well, it part, happens like you know with like a half hour left. Well, part of his undoing is that earlier on when they're going to release the hostages, he's like. You shot a black man, you should let two kids go, and one of them needs to be black, or else people are going to turn on you. Yeah. And then later, yeah. that audio is played back to him, and Travolta's like, oh my god, oh my god, geez. you weren't on my side after all. He's like, I am now. They do bring race into the movie, too, because like a bunch of like Ruby Ridge people mm-hmm. like show up, a bunch of like white supremacists show up and be like, this is just like Ruby Ridge and Waco, and we're on his side. And John Travolta's like, but I want those guys on my side. Oh, jeez, oh no. There's like yeah, there's like a guy who's pretending to be his best friend that's getting interviewed, right? And his yeah. wife's going like, "I don't, we don't know that guy. What the hell are these people doing on my lawn? Get out of my flowers!" Yeah, it should keep cutting back to Travolta playing like hungry, hungry hippos <laughs> or speak and spell or something like that too. Like the, kid, always, the kids are teaching him. Well, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, geez, what I don't know what need to know that what NASA stands for. Tell me. <laughs> Hey, this is a good oh, joke. No. Charles, too soon. Charlie's got this really funny joke about the Challenger explosion. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought it was funny. I, I thought know. it was strange that, like, it's one thing when he breaks into the vending machine, of course, the kids just fucking lose their shit, and I would, too. It's like, I've got everything. Dinosaurs, Kit Kats, this place rocks. Yeah. And pizza. But then also with the pizza, they deliver shoes for all the kids so that with that place gets, like, a sponsorship? Like, is it just trying to be in the limelight? It's and part of the th- circus thing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. And it's Makes like, no I sense. Don't, I don't buy it. If you're yeah, gonna go that far, if you're gonna go that far over the top, you gotta stay there, and it can't even be bothered to do that. That's so. like a huge problem with a movie that bills itself as being a like issues oriented, like really like that from to its the moment, title on down is like, man, you guys just really need to think about these things. Yeah, the, title <laughs> the city's the whole city. city's gone mad. It's gone mad. I would say, this is I would madness. Say, forget breaking news. The news is broken. Oh, oh shit. fuck, dude, <laughs> have we gone mad? But it's but it's like <laughs> I don't but like you said I don't buy it I don't buy no. any of it from start yeah. to finish none of it is feels correct it's like this isn't the real world this you're you're mad about the shit that you just made up right. <laughs> like you're mad you want me to be mad about a thing that you just made up that's never happened before and wouldn't happen that way uh, I don't yeah. get it absurd it's absurd and then it's but like to me it's. Um, uh, these two uh, uh, unbelievably unappealing performances at the oh, center yeah. of it that kind of keep me like for, for some reason kept me more entertained than uh, a time to kill. I don't know. I I, I kept watching. Well, you weren't angry watching this movie. You were just like I was every I was, once in a while remembering it was on. I yeah. was fully checked out for like the last hour of this. I, like I said, I watched this after right after a time to kill, which was a huge mistake. It did it no favors, but I still would have hated it. Yeah, I watched it third. I mean, it's very close to A Time to Kill. I hate I hated both of them, but I just I give this just a slight edge because anytime John Travolta is talking, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh my god. This yeah. is really embarrassing. <laughs> and that's like some that's at least something. And then after this, he's like, you know what's a good idea? Battlefielder. <laughs> oh man. Boy, Dream he really project. He really put that Travolta sense to bed with with force. Yeah. I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> I got to shut it down. What can I do? Duh. My career's never been stronger. How am I going to fuck this <laughs> up? Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. He still had a few good years left. Because Battlefield Earth was like, what, 2000? 2000, yeah. yeah so he had Jeez. he did some stuff before that. But look, it's no Phenomenon. It's no Michael. It's no, no Face-Off. No Face-Off. God damn right. Those were all hits, too. <laughs> Crazy. Michael, that's and a, also, that's this came movie. out in November. It was clearly trying to be positioned in that awards season kind oh, of way. Can you also had the, the, the fortune to open like a month and a half before Titanic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But I'm just trying to imagine a world, even when you watch the trailer, it's just convinced, like, man, this thing's really going to stick it to us. And it's just right? like, I mean, I remember seeing this in the theater and, and not liking it, but that was also at a time where, like, I would just go see whatever because yeah. it was playing. Well, it opened the same weekend as Starship Troopers, yeah. probably the complete antithesis energy Which I loved. of this movie. Yeah. And wow. actually, Arguably, hey, is an actual cutting, satire. More cuttingly satirical, yeah. yeah. Especially about the media. And then has the courtesy of also being absurdly entertaining. Yeah. That movie's got giant bugs in it and shit like and that. Boobs. And boobs. You only wish And a boobs. green fiddle. <laughs> this has nothing. Fiddle. This has no boobs or green fiddles. Yeah. Couldn't, they, they, couldn't they have someone paying a green fiddle at some point for no reason? Well, that should have. That would have been cool if like they're all mobbed outside the uh, the fucking museum and like here's the beer and here's the entertainment and it's Jake Busey with a fucking I mean, but green like, fiddle. But like, I mean, you, uh, that's a joke. But like, also, no, like, that would have made it better. Like, if they had like gone full in and gone like, all right, we're gonna make this movie crazy, but they were like holding back. Because it's that, that bullshit they do where they go like, but this is a movie about stuff, and it has to take place in the real world, and then, but then you're like, but it already doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It already doesn't take place in the real world, so make it fun to watch, at least. But at the end, he blows up because Jake Busey from Contact runs in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Mia Kirshner's season on the monitor is like, wait, go back. He with the crazy eyes. Yeah. Who would follow that guy in a religious cult? Come on. 
but they, they also just to point out how there's just layers and layers of uh, insincere stuff that you don't buy about like the, what happens, the incidents that happen. There is a rap group that releases a song called What About Cliff? Yeah. Um, you the, remember, that's you the buddy. This? No. Yeah, that's no, the this, buddy. No, this is just... Uh, yeah, Cliff is the guy who Cliff got shot. Who, yeah, yeah. Well, and, every, and everybody else in America, he's got like 60% of America is like, I think it's fine to point a, uh, point a shotgun at an extremely old woman's face. <laughs> in a 90-hundred-year-old woman's face. <laughs> I think that's fine to I'll bring a duffel... Oh, Blythe now. She's like a million years old. We Who hasn't brought a duffel bag full of dynamite into a museum full of children? We all do it. We're all frustrated. And then, uh, but then the, I feel these, like this, that somebody actually might say that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, open carry. So they, yeah. Those cafes that the New York Times always interviews about Trump co- in yeah, Trump right. country. Um, <laughs> uh, but then this rap group, this is on the other side, and they and they have uh, written a whole rap song apparently in the, over the course of three hours or something like that, written and recorded a rap song called "What About Cliff." I don't have the lyrics because they, they it well, just shows Cliff bars. It just show, shows them going, "What about Cliff? What about Cliff?" Number one, Johnny Carson ruined his question on. Or his joke on oh, the Cliff, Tonight Show. Cliff Clavin? Yeah, I mean, what about Cliff? Let's be honest. <laughs> you watched my joke, jo- jo- Johnny Carson. You watched my joke, Johnny Carson. Anyway. <laughs> and that made him MAGA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like one thing after another. The, the t-shirts, the circus atmosphere, and you're just sort of like, nope, nope. Well, and nope. the thing is, it's like, oh, people made a rap song about the black guy who's a victim of this. And again, it's like, if you flipped that and made that guy the lead, drastically different movie. Yeah. Or at least oh, yeah. should be. <laughs> right, right. <sighs> yeah, but thing, anyways... Any uh, more lines from this? But it, like, uh, uh, we got we to gotta cover the ending, too, because oh, it's pretty wow. funny. Um, John Travolta, Travolta is already has the in, the, the intellect of a, probably about a seven, and, uh, like a particularly dumb eight-year-old kid, I would say. <laughs> like a, like a, not a particularly special eight-year-old kid. But then he doesn't sleep throughout the whole yeah. thing. And after like a couple days, he's like, whoa, I'm even stupider. He's like... <laughs> He's maybe a gerbil. He's got the brain capacity of maybe a gerbil. They should have. They should have shown his backstory where the reason he's like that is because he got hit in the head with a giant cartoon <laughs> mallet. <laughs> boom, boom. There should be like little Tweety birds, like little <laughs> cartoon birds, going around his head all the time. Whoa, jeez, I don't what know. if he doesn't want to lose his job because it's like a night at the museum scenario where he's like, I'm gonna miss the magic of these dinosaurs coming to life. Oh, <laughs> all my friends live here at the museum. Oh, There's Charlie and Steve. Yeah. Just wait, just wait. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt's here. He's my friend. He does give a big speech where Robert he's Williams like about playing. the about that uh, Native American chief and, and starts he waving sure his gun around in front of the kids, and, and they're just like, This is fine and delightful. And the snipers upstairs. Whoever's like, going around with these kids. Then the SWAT team like blows the uh, Native Americans' hand off with the, yeah. with their guns, and you're like, "What's that supposed to mean? Who knows? Yeah, or so if any, if anything, maybe something. What uh, happens at the end? But anyways, though? he's getting stupider and stupider <laughs> as it goes along, to the point where he's like, "Boo!" And he's like, he's like, he's like losing his integrity because he used to have this charm that the people liked, and this is yeah. why the polls are switching. And he starts talking to Dustin Hoffman and being like, "Maybe I need to get mine. I need to get some money." And then he's like, oh, "This wasn't supposed to be about the money. You used to be cool, man." <laughs> happened to you and then it's and then it's like uh he eventually uh, cl- uh the cliff dies yeah. yeah probably because the media kept interviewing him <laughs> probably <laughs> and Mia Kirshner actually euthanized him and and john Tra- uh, smiling the whole yeah. time and hoffman kept on going like saying to him like it's fine he's not dead everybody likes you you can get out of this you can do it just like a couple years in prison it's gonna be fine and then he's and so this, he's killed a man now it's like he's fucked and he seems to know it it's like one of the only things his brain is capable of registering and so then he's, he starts to have this idea of sort of like, all right, this is over. He lets all the kids out. 
And then it's just him and Dustin Hoffman left. And then he locks Dustin Hoffman out of the building, too. And Dustin Hoffman's like, all right, everybody, calm down, calm down. down. down, down, And then it blows up. Well, before that, Travolta tries to to, uh, blow his own head off, but he's wasted his two shells both times accidentally. First time is that he accidentally shoots his partner, the second time he gets startled, and then it's like you brought no more shells. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. one is he was sleeping in a chair, and then the shotgun goes. Like, case in point of why this is, like, not some innocent... I mean, that's that's what this is one of the many reasons why this is bad. Yeah, is you can always, the gun can go off and blow on his kid's head off. Come yeah. on, but, but anyway, has this defeated sigh, and it's like, well, it's a good thing I brought this dynamite. It's actually really funny. I wish I'd. Uh, it's I, I just didn't. I'd like to put this video up, but it's probably just in poor taste. But it is extremely funny, John Travolta like putting this shotgun up to the bottom of his head and pulling the trigger twice and it clicking, and then he just sort of goes like, "Eh," he does like a shrug, <laughs> like a "Ah, jeez, I tried not my, not my day." I'm all out of ideas. He does have a bag of dynamite, though. He does have a whole bag of dynamite. He blows Chekhov's, himself up. Chekhov's dynamite. Chekhov's dynamite sack. Armor hot dogs. Why did they name that thing after the guy from Star Trek? Because he's so cool. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> anyway, I have no. I can't yes and that in good conscience. <laughs> Anyways, uh, John, uh, Dustin Hoffman's in front of the museum. It bl- it blows up. Uh, uh, he's uh, Travolta has been liquefied, vaporized, ah. and thankfully the museum is now damaged enough that it'll probably close anyway. Great, so. cool. Two birds, one stone. Travolta museum. Travolta never has to leave his work now. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. He's, he's definitely he to stay there, buried there in a way with all of his friends. <laughs> And uh, there's a really funny part where the because um, he's uh, Hoffman has been blown to the ground, and the, these SWAT guys come in and like pull him up, and it's like trying to, and it's like two guys trying to like move a cat because he's a <laughs> tiny, tiny man, and he's just sort of like swinging from their arms. Like, we got him, we got him. It's fine. No, we don't need any help. He looks bigger on TV. He's very small. <laughs> and Mia Kershaw keeps trying to butt in and be like, so what What happened? How are you doing? Okay, right? Cause so we can go ahead and get now you you're the camera, s- right? Now you're, the, you're story. the story. Now you answer my questions before you pull that no, knife no, out of your stomach. Yeah, don't wipe the blood away. It looks better on yeah, camera. Yeah, don't wipe the blood it's away. Like, oh my and God. then the wow. final, just like, yeah, the final shot him. is him being mobbed by everybody. and then From overhead, overhead I, pointing down. I actually down. like that shot at the end where it's like everything's freeze frame except, except for the police lights. lights. I was like, I mean, it, I don't know what, it, what, it, what it's supposed to say, but it, I thought it looked cool. It's cool looking. I was yeah. like, oh, that's a cool-looking shot. It's the only cool-looking <laughs> part of the whole thing. But this oh, is neat. The, but this is the part where it's like we, we've reached full-on like moral hysteria, yeah. and Dustin Hoppin's being scrummed by every reporter in the entire continental USA, <laughs> and he's going like, we killed him! You don't understand! We killed him! Is that my daughter in there? <laughs> Very is much that my energy. daughter in there? Yeah. It should have just ended with Alan Alda like, in the news truck going like, great story, guys. You know, like, <laughs> good job. And then the devil yeah, comes yeah, down. Yeah, and you're it's getting like, there with that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, better than I could ever do. Yeah, the devil comes down and is like, good job, Alan Alda. You and I are best friends. That's right, we sure are. <laughs> or Alan Alda just fucking Mia Kirshner. Yeah, ooh. Yeah. Mm. Mia Kirshner, who would go on to blow up uh, the airplane at the very beginning of 24. <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> they had to delay that a couple weeks because of 9-11. That's she right. did it just to get more news coverage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are there any more other shitty lines for this stupid uh, fucking movie? Oh, boy. Uh, I, I have a, a very small anecdote once you're done. Someone refers to him as the, the this guy's the poster child for the disenfranchised. Boy, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, poor disenfranchised. They're like, just, leave, just more, they're used to it, I guess, at this point. Disenfranchised, the guys are like, leave us out get. of it. Yeah. 
It's we're almost that, ironic. We're not that disenfranchised. Jesus. <laughs> this is really Do me funny. a favor and stay off our side, John Travolta. <laughs> it's like when he says we killed him, it's just like, what is this we shit? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah, taking I mean, any uh, fucking yeah. blame for this. Uh, Fuck you. Seems um, like he did it. <laughs> Yeah, I really think that Travolta honestly gets the most blame for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but this is John Travolta being interviewed when Dustin Hoffman's like setting up interviews, and this is when America's falling in love with him. And he goes, we're a good family. We're a good family. We're a good family. We don't do drugs. We don't cause trouble. You just <laughs> caused trouble. Yeah. What are you talking? You're literally causing trouble. <laughs> Willfully. Um... This is and and then to conclude the interview, Dustin Hoffman goes, "Your name is Sam Bailey, and you're asking for the most poignant ransom of all, forgiveness." <laughs> <laughs> when there's nothing to believe in, believe in hope. I mean, I laugh my ass off. Uh, this is why this is slightly gets the edge uh, over a time. To you kill. can say you can write this shit, George, but you can't say it. <laughs> But uh, and then at one point, uh, Alan Alda likes like they, they interview John Travolta's uh, mom and, she, and she's like, "I'd like you to meet his dog. He's got this nice old dog that he loves, so he's a good guy." Good dog. And then uh, Alan Alda's like, "The public's gonna eat this shit up, like especially that pathetic, mangy, <laughs> tick-ridden dog, because he hates, he the, hates he, the he's dog. He's so bad. He like he even hates the dog. He's what so a cynical. what a cretin." Yeah. And uh, you even you even cut back to these like slickster guys with their in these empty New York conference rooms. Yeah. And they be like, man, this guy is ooh, his polls, his numbers are taking a turn. He's not gonna get he's not gonna get <laughs> out of this. Who's running all these polls yeah. and, yeah. and whence? <laughs> They're so fast these polls. And who's getting paid? Who's getting who's making money off of that? Yeah. Why is that happening? I mean, the guy with the t-shirts. Yeah, I guess that so. Guy with that the guy made some money. making out. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about good. Now he's got good a whole, sloganeering in the next yeah. movie. Now he's got a whole garage full of those. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, ratings. Uh, one more, one more quick thing. Oh. I, I read uh, that apparently this might be apocryphal. That Dustin Hoffman has nicknames for the movies that he's in that he doesn't retroactively like. Oh boy! And I mean, I'm sure we can all guess because he's so clever uh, that this I, one is Mad I, Shitty. Oh, okay. I was I gonna say Bad Shitty. No, Bad Shitty. Mad Shitty. Apparently, is this one. What's his nickname for a hook? I don't know. He probably loves that one because he directed part. He probably likes that one because he directed part of it. I like that one because I'm really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people believe that. Yeah. Bad people. People. The kinds of people that go into museums with dynamite probably think Hook are, is good. Millennials. <laughs> yeah. The disenfranchised. All right. <laughs> Poster child, children for the disenfranchised. Uh, ratings. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this one star. It's terrible. Like, stem to stern. One judge. Excuse me. Stem to stern. This is bad. Has no no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And uh, yeah, there's literally nothing good about it at all. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't hear us arguing. Uh, I'm going to give it zero Douglases. Well, I'll give it a half a Douglas for the, the tickle in his dick. <laughs> yeah. His, he does talk to his dick for a little yeah, while. I'll, go, I'll give it a half a Douglas for that because it's disgusting, especially because it's Dustin Hoffman. Like, cool. I'd, rather, I'd rather have Alan Alda talk to his dick. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 tick-ridden mangy dogs. Boy, oh boy. Uh, um, yeah, one, uh, one Judd, terrible, terrible movie. I just slightly liked it more than A Time to Kill because I was laughing uh, semi regularly throughout the whole thing. Where you just like it's incredibly <laughs> poorly conceived and misbegotten movie. So in in a way, if you're real, if you're really into like the black belt level of bad movie enjoyment, you might enjoy this. But otherwise, stay the fuck away from it. Uh. I'll give it a half a Douglas for Dustin Hoffman's 
uh, shriveled old man dick. And I'm going to give it uh, hundreds of bodies falling out of the sky in the incident, <laughs> yeah. the precipitating incident that we never really find out what it is. A plane crash, uh, maybe? Tell me, are there body parts? It's supposed to be a plane crash, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, are there body parts? What are you talking about, body parts? Yeah. There are bodies falling out of the sky. Yeah, you took mine because I thought it was going to be like, one out of one body parts. You want an arm? You want a leg? What, what is it you, you want? want you want a wing? He's a wing. What do you a like? Wing. A literal plane wing. <laughs> or do you still want the old hearts and lungs? Yeah. <laughs> What if this is him reporting from the Challenger explosion? Oh, like, oh no. We need another. Alan, we need another seven astronauts. <laughs> but then NASA. for some reason. NASA. Like, and for some reason later on, that, that's something he resents again. Yeah. You know? He was real sad then, but now he's like, God, they just really ate that shit Since up. I, I was on that beach collecting body parts all day. I found oh. an arrowhead. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm going to give it one and a half. It was like, probably, it was above the time to kill before we started talking about them, and then I was like, yeah, nothing, <laughs> this movie's nothing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, like, time to kill, at least had the decency to have, like, some good performances. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and this one is kind of like, eh, you know, the two leads are bad, the, whatever it's trying to say isn't, it doesn't do, or it isn't, or it's doing a very poor job of it. So one and a half, Judds. Uh, I'm like, I'm going zero Douglas. I don't give a shit. He talks to his dick. I had forgotten that part. You don't so that's give how... a shit. He talks to his dick. Nah. Kevin, what happened to you? Yeah, mad shitty. When did you lose your sense of joy? Yeah. Well, when I saw this movie. <laughs> wow. Well, we can pin it down. <laughs> and I don't even remember what uh, what else is in this movie. I'm going to give it uh, caffeine pills, bombs. Jeez. In yeah, a completely ineffective, yeah. ineffective yeah. pairs of shoes for the kids for some reason. <laughs> yeah, with light novelty <laughs> T-shirts. I'm gonna give it one great story about uh, about this about this uh, Native American chief. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just charming to the kids. Very, very cringe. Yeah, yeah. super, super cringe. <laughs> super cringe. Uh, I'm I'm basically with Kevin. I'm gonna do one and a half. Judds, we're really splitting hairs here, but it's got that certain they remember to take the lens cap off quality <laughs> yeah, to it. They did really film. Does. They, they did. technically made a movie. It is a movie you can put in and watch. A real sit down. Yeah, sit they down didn't and watch. do any irritating like stylistic ticks. You know what I mean? Right. It just was like we filmed the movie and cut it into that the correct like, order. It's like I could <laughs> resent this more. This technically could be worse. <laughs> um, but but thankfully we were gifted this version yeah. instead. That's just honorably tedious one. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna go like zero Douglases. It's just again, it it, it strikes me so little, especially relative to the discomfort Sexless. of the other two films. That it's like, well, yeah. it's start. It's part of how toothless this film is. That at the very least, it's not even it's doing like a that. non-starter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like his dick. Oh, <laughs> my dick doesn't start anymore. Doesn't start as well as he used to. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. He used to start up all the time when I was harassing Meryl Streep on the set of Kramer vs. Kramer. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we did. We uh, is that, that you did, that's it. Did good. you give it a did you no, give it a final? Oh, um uh one out of one trampled flower beds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so mad about that. That's the, first thing, that's the first thing she's mad about. She's, like she's the maddest about She's like, I'm upset that this uh, guy isn't my husband's friend and that they're doing this. Hey, get out of my flowers. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the title Mad City comes from. Yeah. How mad, mad she is she about the flowers being Her name originally in the early dress was City. Oh, was wow. Mad, Mad City. Mad City. We've got City. Mad City here, and that's the most poignant forgiveness, forgiveness of all. Ma D City. <laughs> wow. All right. Mod let's, City. Let's go. Right. let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get to the best. Yeah, the piece de resistance. <laughs> 2003's legendary debacle, The Life of David Gale. How do we start? You telling me what I'm doing here? Well, I have a hard story for you to tell, Miss Bloom. No one who looks through that glass sees a person. They see a crime. I'm not David Gale. 
I'm a murderer four days shy of his execution. The murder's way too clumsy. This guy is a major intellectual, top of his Harvard class, two books published. It doesn't make sense. Three different courts found him guilty, Zach. There is a record of exactly what happened that afternoon. This is where the tripod was. They never found a video or anything. They wanted me to die knowing that the key to my freedom is out there somewhere. Someone's framing you? Oh, it's more than that. You know I'm innocent. No, I don't. I think this, this, is, is, this a one is the most famously... tremendously entertaining piece of shit to yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's Ooh, the most famously wow. bad of the three. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. it is. No, I can't get on board with it. I, I think yeah. we're, uh, Kevin and I are on our own little I did not here. find yeah, yeah. this boring for a second. I was just in tears laughing at most of this movie. <laughs> it is laugh, so stupid. I did laugh quite a bit. Wow. Oh, my God, it's I so bad. I just thought it was bad. It is literally, is technically and literally worse than the other two that Alan we talked Parker about. Alan Parker retired after I, this movie. I completely <laughs> Is he done? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he retired. <laughs> I completely I mean, I agree. Think, I think he might have, I think that might have been a decision before, the, I don't think it was because this movie came right. out and people hated it, but I think he was just like, I'm going to retire after this movie, and then you watch this and go like, Good. man, okay. <laughs> That'll work. That's fine with all of us. This he, is just he, like the epitome of smug like Hollywood issue filmmaking. It is the epitome of why did you make this into an, a, an exciting, <laughs> allegedly exciting thriller. Yeah. It is the what epitome is the of putting uh, putting very talented actors and making them do the absolute worst work of their careers. That's having a, having yeah. a crazy twist ending just for the sake of an ending that makes no that makes sense. no sense. Nothing, like there's nothing you and can get out of it. And is in fact incredibly tasteless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ebert's zero-star review list was legendary. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I looked it up the other day because I was like, I want to read it, and it's just the thumbs down, and I was yeah. like, oh, there's no stars. I forgot he oh, gave this zero, zero stars. stars yeah. Oh, no. You got to talk about this, Ebert. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he talks about it in his review. Yeah. Oh, I thought that it was just... No, no, no. no. I mean, but, there, but usually there's like a star rating at the On top. On the site, it's like, almost like they have no way to indicate zero ratings. Yeah, zero it, just, it, it just has yeah. the thumbs down, and it's, there's no stars. one there. of a select club of like, what? Like, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Yeah. And this is an equivalent cinematic. <laughs> Hate crime. Yeah, <laughs> I love. Not wrong. I love that because like a time to kill. We didn't like that, but then but people at the time were kind of like, sure, this movie maybe this is an important movie. I don't. Know. Nobody fucking even knew Mad City existed, but but David Gale came out and didn't fool anybody for a fucking second. Yeah. No. They, well, it was clearly supposed to be an important did movie, you, uh, possibly Oscar bait. Did you see that there's like this it. Filipino politician who like yeah. is is was very very staunchly pro death penalty, and he said he watched this movie and it changed his mind, and now he's against capital punishment. Yeah. Wow! And, and coming from the Philippines, well, that's kind of crazy because they they do enjoy the capital punishment in that they country. They sure do. So I guess we got to give this at least four judges now, right? Just in <laughs> at principle. least. The other two films didn't have a fucking effect I mean, on the real world at all. I don't think that's, that they changed anything for that, the better. That's no. true. I watched this movie and was like, well, who would fucking, how, who, who's made with this who change? But this apparently yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. Apparently there's somebody out there who would watch this and go like, you know what? Yeah. They made a good point, which that's, is not, which they didn't. They did not. They, have a bizarre, it's they didn't a make a point at all. It's a bizarrely complicated plan that yes. they have too. Well, let's get into it. And we only find out that it is a plan kind of at the very also, end. Also, this is the type of movie that has like this, it, it takes like, it, like Laura Linney's it's one of those where it takes like this this actor that I that I really like mm. and then like exposes them literally in like the most horrifying ways you can a person and then it's in just this fucking piece of shit. I'm assuming yeah. that's a body double though. 
right? I mean, I, who cares? I don't think so. She, no, act, she actually said like that. This was that that was like the hardest thing she's ever filmed was the stuff where she was handcuffed on the floor. Yeah, that was Laura. Just, that was really Laura. She's ba- a bag yeah, over it's her. And you, it's and in those sustained takes, and I also just don't buy that in 2003 the face replacement stuff would be remotely. Oh no, I think it's 100 percent her. I no, also she, think no. That, I mean, she said it was. Yeah, it's okay. her, and and also because it's like we're. Look, we're all <sighs> actors here, and we're making a serious. That's what I mean. Movie. Yeah. But I mean, that's what sucks is that I like do this for just any trash that you're yeah. doing that. And she's I would. and she's actually kind of, I think she's pretty good in it. But it's also that thing where you go where it, at the end when they you see the movie put together, the way the scenes of her murder or mm-hmm. whatever uh, non murder uh, are uh, are we'll put are put together. It could just be anybody. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Or even without the face replacement stuff, it's just like the bags over. The, you know, it's like. Yeah. So I was like. Oh, Laura Linney didn't have to. Do, I mean, I guess good on her for being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it myself. I mean, at the same and, time, are you, but do, also oh, like, do we do want? Do we? Would do we, we want to congratulate her for making some like nobody uh, actress have to go yeah. through that for her shit too? No, no, no. I, but I just mean, yeah, no, I know nobody. It should yeah. nobody should, should be have, nobody. Yeah. Nobody should have to do that for a shit movie. But it's it's somehow more sad when it's someone who I'm like, uh, you, you should. Oh yeah. You wouldn't have to like that. Should be someone who's like, oof, I wish I hadn't had to do that at the beginning of my career. That's Instead of like, like, I did this because I thought it was important, and then the movie sucks. That's like when we watch Cat Chaser, and yeah. Kelly McGillis yeah. is just naked in, in comfortable, uh, uncomfortable situations all the time, and just for what? Yeah. For just this absolute piece of dog shit. <laughs> and it's just like, man, this is this is quite a and, business. And, and she had a terrible time doing it. And she it. had a terrible yeah. time yeah. doing it. God almighty. Uh, yeah, but presumably Laura Alan, Linney did not have a terrible Alan time. But this is Alan Parker we're talking about here. Yeah. Unimpeachable director of Mississippi <laughs> Burning, a movie that holds a movie that solved racism than, better than almost any other yeah. he solved but, racism but also, he solved angela's ashes also also uh angel heart like which we fame. all liked yeah, yeah angel fame angel heart yeah. i mean he made good movies pink yeah. floyd the wall you know he, he, he solved the wall he's a director yeah. of some renown yeah i haven't seen midnight express i have never Mi- seen midnight, midnight express, express is good it's not bad <laughs> yeah there's definitely it has some... a le- it has now in a sort of an attributed legacy legacy of racism but you know yes and a lot of people think that some of his story was made up but yeah Probably. it's a good movie Stone wrote it. On Oliver Stone's script that, yeah. that, that's that, a little bit embellished. <laughs> you don't Oliver say. Stone, really? Yeah. yeah. The guy who wrote Conan the Barbarian, which yeah. I found out isn't real, didn't actually didn't happen. Didn't actually either. happen. Fucking one of one of Oliver Stone's few non actually happened movies. <laughs> yeah. Grisham was pissed when he found out. Yeah. You turned famously a true story. Uh, okay, like let's, that happen every yeah. day, let's man. dig the fuck in. The let's get into this plot. meal, this juicy steak. Mm. This movie starts with some of the most <laughs> some of the steak. most uh, in, inert, listless, in media res shit that you'll ever see. Because mm-hmm. it's Kate Winslet's car in a long shot with car, with smoke coming out of it, and then it stops because it's broken down. And then she gets out and starts running, and then it's like, well, let's find out where that. Came. And you're like, wow, that's it. yeah. <laughs> it's just just you don't like have to start. Tw- with, it's like 25 seconds, uh, yeah. and then it's like, all right, let's. That was fascinating. But let's back up and find out how. Why we is got that lady there. running in the middle of nowhere? And one pickup truck swerves around her to say, "Fuck this!" Yeah. <laughs> and then you see her, and you're like, "Oh, she's actually from New York." You couldn't just start there. Yeah. <laughs> she works for News Magazine. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, they're good. The 2003 print media is still a viable option. Yeah. News magazine. News magazine. And uh, they find out that uh, David Gale has not been granted a stay of execution. Yeah. Yes. And they already made arrangements that if that were the case, he wanted Bitsy Bloom, mm-hmm. played by Kate Winslet. Specifically. Bitsy not Betsy, Bitsy. Bloom. Bitsy Bloom. Uh, her and her alone to come down and interview him. Because? And she had previously gone to jail to protect her sources in a story about 
uh, child pornography ring. Yes. yes. And he thought, okay. Uh, this actually, person has ethics. She protected a, a kitty porn. Well, she has a very that's she has a very specific ethic that yeah, until yeah. the very end of the movie, you <laughs> think like, well, why was that? Uh, oh, I see. This movie sucks. I want to mention her editor, whose name is Malarkey. It's not spelled exactly the same, but it's right after Noose on the kind of like on the <laughs> yep. uh, but, but he goes like, he's concerned about Gail giving an interview, his first, to a reporter now famous for protecting sexual deviance. <laughs> that's right. It's like, yes, Kevin Spacey was very, very adamant <laughs> about finding someone with that kind of credential. Uh, yeah. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, there's a lot of Kevin Spacey in this, too. This is in the in the midst of one of the most incredibly awful career uh, career uh, yeah he was phases in a, he, that anybody has ever had. Right around Capex was yep. this, this came out. He too, kept yeah. he kept making these the huge swings for um, prestige yeah. that everybody hated every fucking one of them and it's like because there's nothing's more embarrassing than a bad presti- attempt at prestige yeah. like that's the worst kind of pay movie it forward. You can pay it forward and yeah. it was pay it forward the shipping news, news yeah. uh, K-Pax this one and several others yeah. yeah and it's just one after another you're like what the fuck dude I'll pay it forward beyond, pay it the, forward. beyond the sea Pay it forward yeah. is a that was a passion project though, right? That he directed. He directed, he directed that. that. Yeah. Him and love interest Kate Bosworth from Superman Returns. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he was and he was playing Bobby Darren, yeah. who died at the age of like twenty. <laughs> right. When he was like forty seven <laughs> or something. Well, people that was his immediate follow up to this was yeah. was beyond the sea. Uh, well, anyway, uh, good job, Kevin Spacey. Uh, so she's so she's so gonna anyway, go. All, also, all also, also, there's like a five hundred thousand. They have to give. They have to bring five hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Yeah. Which you will, which will become important again mm-hmm. at the very end of the movie. I'm trying to remember if it was fifty or five hundred. Yeah. Uh, it's a anyway. It's, it's five hundred. Yeah. Is it five hundred? Okay. Because it's his first interview, and it's like you got three days to do this before he he. Uh... And this is a big deal because he hasn't talked to anybody. It's mean, funny is I I had forgotten about that detail. Also, when I was done watching this movie, I think I was. I was texting you and I was like, "What's the deal with the money?" And you told me, you explained yeah. it to me. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's all there's. Like, it was confusing while I was watching the movie. Yeah. honestly, like I'm like, "What's going on with the money? Why is this guy doing that? Yeah, is that postcard real? What's happening here?" There's yeah. a lot of stuff that this movie's famously bad for, but one part that I I, I would just like to like bring to the limelight of uh, that is particularly bad is this intern that is brought on mm. to oh, work yes. with Kate Winslet. She's like he's like you gotta work with an intern. She's like what? I always work alone. They're like no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna saddle you with this douchebag <laughs> who smokes cigarettes all the time and fucking sucks. Well, she, by some... she insists that that it's sexist of him to insist that an intern goes along, but he's basically like if we're spending this kind of dough, we're going to. But her reputation. As as quote Mike Wallace with PMS, which is not exactly the <laughs> most great real line. Mike Wallace with PMS. Can you imagine? Try uh, Mrs. Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is at one point he, she's driving with his uh, intern. I, I'm sure he's probably been in other stuff. I don't know the actor's name or anything. I didn't Gabriel recognize him. Macht? Gabriel yeah. Mann. Man. Gabriel Mocked. Man. No man. It's Gabriel Mann, right? They both were yeah. just Gabriel Mocked is a different guy entirely. Yeah. yeah. Does not register as a character. He's only annoying when he's there, and he he's the guy who is like this. He's like that's not Jason Siegel. That's what I was thinking the whole time <laughs> yeah, I was sure watching. It sure isn't. Uh, but this is him talking about David Gale, where he's like, "Man, you got to admit this is a good story for something to happen to a guy like this, David Gale. He's an intellectual stud. Look at his <laughs> wife, a regular Grace Kelly. Old money, svelte. Father was ambassador to Spain. <laughs> wow." This movie also like old uh, Bunny Svelte. 
<laughs> speaking of his wife real quick because she doesn't show up until a, a ways into the movie and so I hadn't apparently been paying close enough attention so I thought Laura Linney was his wife uh-huh. and there's even a scene where she goes I'm not your wife and I'm like ah uh, uh-huh. okay yeah. good because the movie's so poorly edited I think in general oh, that boy. it's kind of, kind of confusing what's actually happening in the movie and and it, it's important that you know what's going on because at the end it all it is one of those movies where it all comes together it's dumb yeah. but it all everything actually fits in somewhere and it's poorly edited and they do these stylistic ticks when he does the flashbacks where the words. camera spins and it's got the words showing up on it's screen it's like times- fuck and i'm like fuck off oh, fuck you yeah. i hate i hate i hate that that's why i hate this more than the other ones is because when when filmmakers try to do irritating visual tics and they absolutely don't work, right. it's like it's like fuck off. Fuck well, off. Parker, I found it tremendously amusing in this case. I was just like, oh, so, what are you doing? So yeah. fucking irritating. Yeah. Alan me. Parker's a famously a visual stylist. Angel yeah. the wall is great. I mean, wall. Angel Heart, you know, right. but and, and nothing like that happens in this except like every eight minutes they yeah. break it up with these weird like montages where they cut to a bunch of different words written down. The camera like spins yeah. and and they plays this like doing up a doing music and you're like, what the fuck there's some like chunk it's just there's like chunky editing in it it just feels like some of the cuts are like off or something yeah, like and that yeah. and i don't know everything's it's, off it's just like a little like what and so this a lot is, of the this performances is a movie that is trying to be a prestige oscar yeah. bait yeah. movie about the death penalty presumably yeah but these uh coastal elite journalists I go know. down to austin where about half this film was shot Woo-hoo. wow um, yeah there's the right. there's the only shot i recognize is there's this one long take on sixth street yeah and he mm-hmm. passes where the he passes where the ritz drunk the ritz is in the background yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. and he's like drunkenly ranting about something because he's oh his, man his drunk his drunk performing in this is just something to behold it really too. is but, but one of the lines that I think the intern has is Texas has, quote, more churches and prisons than Starbucks. And I just want to say, since 2003, we've come a long way <laughs> yes. in matching one for one a Starbucks oh, right. every really? prison and church. And I like how, he, how he's a coastal elite guy that per, that like says that as if it's a bad thing that right. there aren't very many Starbucks. And you're like, it's a bad thing when there's Starbucks places. Yeah. I, I it's, bad, say, it's bad that they're places. You can get better uh, coffee in prison, so... Uh, <laughs> Take well, I'm gonna Starbucks. I'm gonna take that Starbucks. Just yeah. stick a fork in Starbucks, <laughs> but at, please. But not at church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible, oh, terrible, coffee terrible church. coffee. It tastes like wine. It tastes like wine. <laughs> well, that's, so this so isn't it's, perking me up at all. It's good wine, terrible, yeah, terrible coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the, that's what the sign says above every church. Good wine, terrible coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, or I mean, were you gonna? No, go on. Yeah. Uh, so they go out to the prison where where David Gale is is held yeah. and. Um, She's only allowed to go in alone. She can have no recording equipment. And in the meantime, her intern's going to fuck off. The intern can't be in there. Other exposition. Yeah. Um, and so she sits <laughs> down with David that. Gale, and he recalls over, you know, three days before. Because um, they're getting like three interviews of a determined amount right. of time before yeah. he's executed. Yeah. 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 So we go back another, we go back another level deep. A few uh, years uh, before. A few years. So we like start with Kate Winslet running, and then we go back, and then we go back again. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, to like the mid 90s. When yeah. he's hot shot, killing it, Showtime at the Apollo professor, <laughs> yep. David Gale. Oh, man. Do you have some of the lines, he's just, the, the jokes he cracks in the classroom? Yeah, I don't remember what the context, I think he's a philosophy professor, yes. and, but I don't, I don't remember the context of it. It's about how desire supports fantasies or something. Yes, that if you and ever accomplish that desire, that, that it's it's moot. And this is him fucking kill. If you've ever been to uh, college before, you know it's mostly professors just absolutely, like <laughs> the, the students just enthralled by their professors. Just nailing it. And he's like, do you fantasize about meeting some genius hunk, ostensibly bad, but secretly simmering with noble passion and willing to sleep on the wet spot? 
I don't know what that means. All right, we love it. They're all laughing. And one of his students goes, I'll take two. And he's like, ha yeah, we're all friends. She'll take two. Yeah. But there's a point where he mentions, like, do you desire, like, a Nobel Peace Prize? A Pulitzer Prize? Everyone's crazy. Like, an MTV Music Award? They're like, oh, yeah, we're young. We relate to that. I'll take three. I'll take three MTV <laughs> movie awards. You've got the one girl off to the side who's trying too hard to be the class clown. <laughs> She's uh, so funny. Time. Great add-ons. Great add-ons. Really yeah. good. Uh, and then in the end, the only way we can measure the significance of our own lives is by valuing the lives of others. Ah, okay. Oh. Great. And this is where we are introduced to the character of Berlin. As if this movie already doesn't have enough going against it, yeah. there is a fake rape plot that happens in and like, this movie. And like it sets up it sets up his life. But like at, at the end of the movie, we were, I watched it with Sophie and she was like, why did that happen in it? And I, and I had to like, and then I was like, well, because if that didn't happen, then the rest of the movie wouldn't happen because right. his life would still wouldn't be in shambles. But it is almost like, yeah, why why did that happen? Is it superfluous? To, no, it's not. But why did that have to but be why the precipitating? Did that have to, yeah, exactly. Right. Like there that could be has a million be precipitating events that ruin his life. But no, it, in this case, it is a woman faking, lying about being raped. One by of him. his students. Right. Well, and he she he only sleeps with her because she's been suspended that very day. So she's yes. not his student anymore. And when they run I'm into each other at a party anymore. that evening, she's like, "I'm not a student anymore." She traps him. And in she the also bathroom. she goes, she's "I didn't. Like, I wasn't after the grade. Rip yeah. my underwear. Bite my shoulder. Yeah. There. I'm not." Trying to set you up for rape, and also he's he is like he is so drunk in mm-hmm. that scene that you're like I don't believe. Yeah, that. I don't, I'm not sure he could get it up. I really I, like he's like and and also Kevin Spacey. I, I'm 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 not sure that he has ever actually been drunk. Like the way he acts drunk in this movie, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't know that he has that he actually drinks or knows how to be drunk or has been drunk because there, there's other scenes later in the movie too where he's like and you're like. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a drunk person act like that. And this one, he's particularly like, oh, no, I'm black, I'm drunk. And she's like, you have fuck me. And he's like, I don't, and you're like, I don't think he would be able to. Ossifer, I'm not drunk. You know, it's just like comedy, <laughs> yeah. movie, like comedy drunk. Yeah, like there's a, uh, when he's going up the stairs before he goes to the bathroom, he's like, yeah. he's stumbling and everything. Before they get to that, we get to see like we the, uh, an incredibly oh, realistic yeah. profi- uh, pr- depiction of the intellectual class where him and all of his fellow professors are at a pool party. What is UT and Austin? They're, and they're all just, uh, it's, it's, it is it's UT a fucking, Austin. It's a or, fucking rager. Or, in the, or, or they call it in this, <laughs> they call it University rager. of Austin. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought was weird. And yeah, they're all no. exchanging uh, <laughs> like intellectual dirty limericks back and forth. Right. I think that they're riffing or something. I'm not entirely sure. I think the young have people you, really enjoy you, it when we get down verbally, don't you? Rap, oh, for have you sure. heard of a rap battle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is cooler than this that. This is the Lily White version of it. And one of his, I, I don't have them all written down. I did record it, so I'll, I'll post one of them. Uh, the one that Kevin Spacey does that ends with him like thrusting at the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's awful. But it begins with, there once was a lesbian from Cancun. Ha ha, yay. <laughs> and they're all, they're all Keep drunk. Keep going. I don't remember. Well, you'll see. That. I'll post it up. Uh, but then uh, then when uh, Berlin corners him in the bathroom, this is where she's going to fake. Wait, what about the rest of his limerick? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have it written down. Oh, fuck. I haven't recorded. God, he was it. laughing too hard. I was, it was too to funny. It was phone. too yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, but he goes, uh, but then she saw, witnessed the, yeah. the rap battle, and she goes, there once was a girl named Berlin who liked a bit now and again. Now and again, but na- not now and again, but now and again and again, or something like that. It's about, I had, she, to, like, I had to go back and, and I can watch see why they kicked you out of school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, it's I like have the she limerick. Wants to get, oh, like, you got it. She wants to get I ha- bone wait, I have to find it. Hold on, I lost something. it on my phone here. Okay. 
I have the Your limerick. phone's trying to save you. It's going to be worth it. It's really good. There once was a lesbian from Cancun who took a young man up to her room. This is not a good limerick. <laughs> uh, That's why no, I know. Right. Yeah. Where they argued all night as to who had the right to do what and how much and to whom. And everybody goes, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> And he's and he's famously like a drunk too. Is that we supposed to be a, is that supposed to be some kind of consent satire? I don't know. I think really? it's just supposed to be funny that the like but lesbian it, and a guy are gonna do it. Yeah, that's like li- I, yeah. I, I okay. don't know. I literally it was think a it's simpler supposed, time. It's supposed to be like that was <laughs> we dirty so and he then. said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He said lesbian and they implied sex. Can you but, believe but, a lesbian would do a thing? But earlier that day, Lenny's basically like, "Don't get too shit faced. You have this uh, TV appearance against the governor in the morning." Yeah, and sure <laughs> enough. <laughs> Racing he gets shit faced <laughs> and fucks one of his students, and yeah. then I find out in the next scene that Laura Linney is not his wife. Yeah. This, TV appear- <laughs> this TV appearance against the governor, though, is really funny uh, because the the, <laughs> the the host is the, the host is the uh, the alcoholic dad from Boyhood. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like one but of the stepdads. The, but it's like, you know how you ever see arguments on TV but in issues like this that have been argued forever? And, like, nobody wins. They've all got their, their sticking points that they to stick to and stuff. But this is a movie. So everyone's, it's like they're exchanging blows back and forth. And then David Gale will make a point, And then the host will go, he got you there. <laughs> and, then they, and then someone will say something back and he'll go, touche. What do you have to say about that, David Gale? He's like, points, <laughs> points. And then the governor guy. wins. And then the governor wins because Kevin Spacey loses his cool. And he can't, And he can't, I guess, produce a name of somebody who was innocent that was actually yeah. executed or something. Which, Which is should, like, uh, I, he, should be, he should be like, well, the point is that the system's so broken that they couldn't, you couldn't prove that this guy, because this guy, what's, what is the proof anyway? Right? Like that, like you, the guy was gu- found guilty and then they couldn't prove him innocent so he was executed right but like what so what so what what are you saying governor but he wins he wins he wins i mean let's set aside my personal moral indignation that the state should not have the capacity to take somebody's life but okay yeah sure (laughs) one of the the things that the 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 host gives david gale points for is uh is uh he goes because he he goes to the governor like well would you agree with the statement uh that a st- a st- the statement that um, justice is really good and you gotta I don't know the, I don't know the <laughs> yeah. exact statement yeah. justice is really good and we have to do whatever we can to get it and he's like yeah that sounds like something that I would say and he goes that was Hitler yeah, sir yeah. <laughs> and, and the guy goes oh touche yeah sick burn woo <laughs> But anyway, Kevin it's, Spacey it's, loses. It's really this yeah. is the stupidest movie you've ever seen in your life. It's and then incredible. he's immediately arrested for raping Berlin. Yeah, poor Rona Mitra. Who then drops the charges? Yeah, she dropped. But that doesn't matter because nobody they they just think that he had a lawyer so like talk her out of it. So or something. he's lost his Even job. Even though she did send him a postcard years later that says she's so sorry for uh, faking she, the rape or whatever. She regrets it more than anything. That postcard yeah. comes up. And then he's working much, on much, much, much later. <laughs> See, it comes up at a point when you have forgotten <laughs> that a postcard was discussed. And you go, what is that? But, oh, like, right. like Ashley Judd, his wife uh, takes the kid and leaves for Spain, where yeah. it seems that he knows she's already carrying on with another fella. Yeah. And um, so now he's got nothing to do but get wasted and wander down 6th Street and philosophize at strangers. Doesn't he end up getting a job at like Radio Shack? Eventually. Like that? Like, yeah, like but it's Radio Hut. Like, radio yeah, Hut, radio yeah. Hut. yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, this is, this is Texas. We don't. 
Oh, Everything's big. Game. Everything's if, big here. If more of those Starbucks have been open, I know job growth. In SD, the area. You know they're making unions. Yeah, you, you work there for 20, 25 years, you get the union going. Uh, yeah, he's working at a Radio Shack, the lowest of the. Nobody's ever lived had lower uh, life than this. But his drunk rant on Sixth Street is something to behold because it's. I think it's. It's either all one shot. It feels like it's all one shot. It is. It is, it is. endless. And, and it's it also. Goes on it's also uh, not staged. Like they just yeah. shot it on the street with a real Which crowd. Is pretty clear but it's also like yeah. it's also just him like going on and on and it's just about lesbians worst, from Cancun some of the worst drunk acting you've ever seen Socrates Socrates, Socrates, Socrates was he was ugly Plato was fat yeah. Aristotle was a prissy dresser <laughs> now, Kevin Spacey has been good in things before but I think it's things like Seven and Glenn Gray Glenn Ross where he's yeah. not you're not like getting a human character per se oh usual suspects you usual could argue, suspects you know, like you could the, argue I didn't think he was great last time we watched that but like when he has to be like a normal, a regular guy, there's nothing. It's more, the Travolta. More it's the Travolta problem. A little bit. It's the Travolta yeah. problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But and, uh, he's like, not an everyman. Yeah. Like uh, in the negotiator, that that scene where he's like right. with his family and a kid, you're just like, don't buy it, not buying it, yeah. not buying it. And, and he has to do all kinds of stuff that you're just like, nope, like drunk, drunk person. He's got a kid in it. Oh, you're the like, kid. Nope, the, nope, nope. The nope, talk nope. with the like scene with his kid. Any of the scenes with his kid were were the ones I was cringing at the it's most. It's probably the most cringy. Not because, like, not I for no reason except that it's like, Ugh, like the kid's bad. <laughs> sure. And yeah. then also Kevin Spacey is bad in those scenes, so he's like, what do you want for breakfast? I want waffles oh. with syrup and strawberries. Okay, yo, and Kevin and Spacey's shavings. weirdly overacting, too, and you're The way like, he talks what? to children is, you're just like, It's just how he does it in movies. Yeah, but it's, it's very strange. really necessary because that kid's got a toy, a stuffed animal yeah. that's going to be very important later. Uh, oh, and also his flounder. last meal... Yeah, calls yep. back. It's all this whole movie. Like it's like they built this thing and they went like, "Yep, we've got all the yep. parts coming together." And then you're like, but, "Yeah, but to what end?" <laughs> but the first day's interview ends with him getting arrested. Yeah, and then Bitsy and her intern realize that they're being tailed by this gentleman in a cowboy truck with a cowboy hat, but he listens to opera music. I don't think that's even legal around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> they also go to a place called Sam's Barbecue constantly. Yeah. yeah, they don't go. They don't eat anywhere else. They're always eating. They did Sam's go. To, they barbecue. do go uh, to Vicks at one point. Do they? All those. All the shots are like this place at Sam's Barbecue. Yeah, and they're just there outside once, of they Sam's go there Barbecue a few times, and yeah. it's like I feel like there's got to be other. Places. There's probably somewhere else. Yeah, I don't think there's that much. Uh, I mean, I haven't been to Austin, but, but they don't have barbecue there, right? I mean, it's Texas. Yeah, yeah it's Texas. We're talking about occasionally. It's mostly sushi. From what I can gather, <laughs> but they're out near like Huntsville or something. Right. That is where the prison is. is, and the mm-hmm. motel they're staying in is the Parker Motel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, because someone's like, you know what movie needs cute Easter eggs in it? <laughs> yeah. The life of fucking David Kale. Well, people will appreciate this on their third and fourth viewings. Oh yes, of this movie when they really That's keep coming back. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then what? She keeps interviewing him. She, yeah, she it keeps going fir- back, and then you get first or second night she comes back to find the second tape. night. Okay, I think because it's like you know. And then she finds, yeah. So they, she comes home and they've found her. Well, what wor- happens in the second interview first? Let's let's start. That's there. when he gets drunk and works at Radiohead, I think. And then <laughs> that's when he, love this and story. that's when he finds out that, like, you know, he shows up drunk at Laura Linney's place because she's always putting up with him. And her buddy Dusty is there, who's the gentleman Craven. in the cowboy hat, played by Matt Craven, yeah. part He's- of their Death Watch um, community, but seems to be more of an extremist than anyone else involved. Right. And uh, Laura Linney's there and passes out bringing the mail back in and she had been mentioning bruises and stuff earlier and kind of being very coy about it 
But she he accompanies her to the hospital, and a nurse says sometimes like, "Do you know that like leukemia patients really can't handle this kind of thing?" Yeah. And he's like, "What do you what mean? Do you mean? Like, she didn't tell you. Yeah, she has leukemia." Oops, that really should be something that she told you, I guess. But also, yeah, I should cats check out of the you, bag. I should check who you are first and whether or not yeah, you're her absolutely a HIPAA violation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ebert calls the guy the cow, guy in the cowboy hat his uh, rena- his, my, his his renamed principal of the unassigned character, formerly known as the law of economy of character development, which right. is essentially that like. Like as soon as that guy showed up and it's like, "Hi, I'm the gardening guy." I'm like, "I recognize that actor. He did it." I mean, yeah. right. obviously, this movie convolutes that, sure. but essentially, that's what that's, the movie that's, gives you no other options. You meet his yeah. attorney. Yeah, you know it's not David Gale because right. the movie's otherwise. Why is the movie? About well, you him? sort of know that. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know what? Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. go like, well, why would they? You know, right? And then yeah, his attorney. And then this guy in the cowboy hat, and there's a murdered lady. And you're like, well, it's the guy in the cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, the first day, <laughs> they go it. and check out the crime scene, which is being run oh, by right. Melissa McCarthy and yep. full goth getup. Yep. It's a museum now. Yeah, it's a little museum. And it's like a little comedy scene almost. She's like, I've got reenactments of the tape. This one where you can see my tits. Yeah, there's a 50 video. Bucks. It's this 50 bucks because you can see my tits. This one's 35, this 35 without, without the tits. Without the tits. Yeah. yeah. Great, great job, she Melissa McCarthy. Sucks. She's she, a loser. she has a crucial scene later on. Yeah. Yeah, she's this this loser lady who's like trying to make a profit. Because they live off in the murder house. By the way, I wanted to, I wanted to point out his lawyer because his lawyer's a really fun, funny side character who's like supposed to be this like kind of a slick huckster like with a southern accent. He's got like a ponytail, yeah. right? He has this great line where he's like, "I'm no more afraid of the Grim Reaper than I am of a Presbyterian on Mother's Day." He says a bunch. It's of like, funny what stuff. the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> sir? And we find out later that he's a she, as a lawyer, he's a joke. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we saw, we've been watching the movie. He's like, he reminded me of the hyper chicken from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you was corn. You and a whole 12-piece bucket of trouble, son. Exactly. At least we're not subjected to a bunch of fucking courtroom scenes, though. Good point. That is true. They just go like, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, Jim Beaver is the prison Yep, Jim Beaver is the, <laughs> is the Beaver. prison guy. Yeah. <laughs> Great but, guy. But yeah. basically, um, Laura Linney's... You know, uh, part of Death Watch, but the people at Death Watch have disavowed themselves of having David Gale involved because it's not going to help the cause. Right. Um, and then they lose another fight to um, free an innocent man. And she points to this. I hope you have the line about the wall of losers. They have all these black yeah. and white headshots of anyone oh, they're yeah. trying to protect. And they put a big old red X through everyone that dies. <laughs> that does, yeah. yeah. And she calls it a wall of losers. There is a because uh, they lost them. There is a fantastically prescient shot uh, it, it, towards the end of the movie when David Gale goes to spoiler uh, is killed, and uh, they cross. Well, this is called the life of David Gale. And you see a close up. You see a close up of a red pen crossing out Kevin Spacey's <laughs> yeah. face, and you're like, yeah, that'll work. That's the one part of this movie that hasn't uh, aged. Poorly. Yeah, that's the part that's aged the best. Is cancel, cancel, <laughs> put a big red ass over oh. that fucking face. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so stuff. we were go-, go back to Matt Craven real quickly. Like I remembered how this ended. You did not know how this ended. Well, I haven't seen it. No. Right, you hadn't seen it. I I had seen this more than once. Also, like it's not one of those things where you guys were like, "Don't read how this ends." But you would have to read a whole bunch of stuff. Like it's not like you, if you just if someone just told you the twist at the end is that he's in this video, you'd be like, "What does that mean?" Well, right. you see, you'd have to explain like it's not sure. like a, no, fifth, I, you have I to know, explain like fifteen I just other think things. It's not so, like a six cents. It's so thing funny. Where you just go, and, yeah. I know it's just so funny and tasteless that I was like, I really hope that you can go through this like unspoiled. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's ta- funny, tasteless, and meaningless. It's yeah. just it's just funny because it was like I was going like, "What's the what's the thing gonna be?" And then yeah, it's yeah. like, "Oh, the thing is something that would have to be like explained right, right. in a dissertation if you were try- if someone hadn't seen this. You would have to literally." explain 
explain the entire movie to them and then explain like why and then and that's why the ending is right. so crazy. All right. Well, the, re- <laughs> well, the reason I brought it up though is just because you were saying that like the law of economy of characters is like yeah. Matt Craven did it and that's sort of true. Yeah. But knowing what I knew about the movie going in, I was like I didn't remember that they were trying to set Matt Craven up as a red herring. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> And he's not? He's not, but he sort of is, yeah. Right. So, as we gradually come to find out, we, they've only been hinting at these certain details. So we, we find we see this tape, and it's Laura Linney. Presumably, there's the, there's been a, there was a tripod in this house that Melissa McCarthy now owns, yeah. and she has been made to strip naked, and, ha- and this bag has been put out over her head, and her hands have been handcuffed behind her back, and she writhes around on the ground naked, and it's apparently actually Laura Linney. Jesus Christ. Yep. According to Laura Linney. According and the character to Laura Linney. was forced to swallow the handcuff key in yes. a further seemed- act of indignation. Which right. really bro- bothers people. They're like, "Oof, that's the worst and part of it." And it's a method that David Gale once wrote about. Yeah. In the and so they, so, so they so went like, "Oh, up. that's what." And that was the real nail in his coffin for because they're like, "Oh, he know because he he talked about that once yep. in an article." And it's hugely important to these because at least apparently in this time or in, in this movie, uh, <laughs> in the world of this movie, it's never happened that a person has gone to the has been has been put to death and then found not guilty later on, which I believe happens all the time. But maybe I'm just talking about the world of DNA evidence I that maybe existed think, after this or something. I think it happens sometimes. Um, but in the, in the world of the movie, such a thing has never happened before. <laughs> so they don't have that as, as a weapon in their wheelhouse. Right. And so the theory is that perhaps some sort of crazy uh, abolitionist like this, uh, like the cowboy guy, who if you don't know the actor's name is the guy in Crimson Tide who goes, you don't put on a condom unless you're going to fuck. I mean, that's <laughs> that very guy. good advice. And so they like, Otherwise you're some wasting crazy condoms. abolitionist is framing up this guy so that they can, pr- and then they'll release the second tape later on that shows that he didn't do it so they can prove that a non-guilty person was in fact put to death. Yeah. And, and so that's like the, the theory that they're going on. There's this, and they, and they just have where, part of the where, tape. Because Bitsy free, sees the first version of the tape and then she goes, look, she moves her foot. She's clearly gesturing to someone off camera, which okay. I thought was pretty specious. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a logical leap there. <laughs> but then the second cut of it shows that Craven was there, but she still committed suicide, technically. And yes. they're like, oh, they both work together to frame Gale. Yes. yes. And then the, yeah, and in the second tape, you see the cowboy guy go up to her dead body and be like, yeah, well, I sure did it. And then look at the camera like, yeah, it's me. And you're like, wow, okay, well, uh, there you go. And that's the tape that Kate Winslet is running with, because this proves that Kevin Spacey. Well, first didn't they do go it. to the. But attorney. that's way later. But yeah, that's, they, that's they, the they end. go to the. But that's, that's the plot of the movie because they give him the money from um from the, the from news, news magazine. magazine. Yeah, and then he basically says like it's too late to have this kind of evidence. We wouldn't be able to appeal or, or retry him it's or like, whatever the deal is. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. It's all their their plan is it's like one of those plans, those clockwork plans, kind of that like if things had gone slightly differently or it would be their plan wouldn't really work well, okay but oh, no they what? break into his house and steal the version of the tape that has this. eventually at the end yeah yeah that sure a, sure a, a well, great. to me there are three tapes there's the one where it just cuts off after Constance dies, the yeah. second one where you see him, and then obviously the last one that well, she yeah, receives yeah. after the we'll fact. We'll talk about it. Right, but the second tape is like towards, not at the very end, but towards the end when she, that's what she's so running the, with. The tape in the hotel room is Constance. The <clears> second <throat> one is the one they stole and the one she's running to. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then the, the third room. tape yeah. is the is the, the punchline. Yeah. yeah. I just want I just want to point out, I understand what the goal of the plan is, but it still makes no sense that you would, to lack of a better term, execute this plan Uh. uh after his appeals are exhausted, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, give like there. Why there's no avenue for for the evidence to be submitted? So like the yeah. evidence is meaningless, and it can't you can't it can't just go like gotcha. I mean, I guess that's their point. Yeah, but still, it's dumb. 
There's also a great scene. We we brought it up where Kate Winslet breaks into the cowboy guy's house and is going through his VHS collection and putting them in and seeing things that aren't the thing that she's looking for. Yeah. And I don't know if this has been done before, but somebody, you can edit this any way you like. Because yeah. Kate Winslet keeps putting in VHS tapes and seeing a thing, and then it keeps cutting back to her going like, ah, no! And then she's pulling out the tape. She's frantically panicking. like, oh no, these are episodes of like Mr. Ed and shit. And it's like, do you think he was going to keep a tape like that right above his TV with, with all, all his, his fun watching stuff? Stuff. Yeah, with all of this <laughs> nice casual watch copy stuff. of Crimson Tide, <laughs> me killing her, ninety two. <laughs> but like somebody do this where where she keeps on putting in episodes of like the, yeah. the, of like Big Studio on the Sunset Strip, or she something should, or like she that. puts in and then it's a video of uh, of eight millimeter where Nicolas Cage is watching the snuff film and they're just screaming <laughs> oh, at each other. So she puts meta. the next one in and it's a uh, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> So, there's like any any infinite possibilities, but somebody's got to do something I mean, with this. It should just be Kate Winslet scenes, the scene of Leo drawing her in Titanic. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Just the other other low points in Kate Winslet's career. Then there's Eternal Sunshine, and she's like, I forgot about that one. Oh yeah, that was a good. One. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate Winslet needs to be pointed out is bad in this, but I will. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. she, and at times embarrassingly bad, but I also, but I also. She got a pretty good American accent. Sure. Yeah. She does. I, she really got that American accent down. I'm telling you. This she is, seems like a girl named Bitsy. This is really one of those movies where, like, it's honestly feels like it's hard for me to blame the actors because what they're given oh, sure, sucks. You know sure. what I mean? It's but I like, enjoy making fun of Kevin I don't think Spacey. that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, but I don't it's think terrible. that anybody is, like, uh, where it's like that thing where you go, like, yeah, I guess they said the lines correctly. There's a lot of, like, weirdly wooden performances from mostly like the secondary characters where they're saying lines I'm like I mean everyone exists almost exclusively as mouthpieces for viewpoints and the thing is the one scene of Linny's I actually really like is when she and Spacey are talking about the fact that she doesn't want to seem like the portrait of grief because she is going to die of this terminal illness and then they talk about how many sexual partners they've had and stuff and like that's where I'm like oh look she's a real human being contending with this stuff displaying a sense of humor for the first time and then ultimately deciding to get pity laid by Kevin Spacey of all people not pity though he says it's not pity but like and then we see the sex scene a little bit and I gotta tell you this is the hottest thing that I've ever seen if you ever wanted to watch Kevin Spacey having sex with a hysterically crying Laura Liddy who insists goes, that he stay in no no, oh, no. Yeah. Stay, yeah. Inside stay inside me, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah the I mean, life of David Gale man it really it's got a lot of tools in it it's getting it's, well, I mean, she, here's the thing, also it's, she insists on that for a good reason yeah <laughs> and, and then also and then I like, guess she, her plan comes at, or, well, I don't that's know that's what I was it trying to figure it comes to fruition well no I was trying to figure out how where they figured out the plan but also <laughs> also all those flashback scenes we're seeing are him telling the story to Kate Winslet and he's right. purposefully leaving out stuff yeah. so who knows when they planned that right well, you just it's you weird they I have mean? that sex scene and then you're outside and see establishing shot of the house and a light comes on although weirdly it's like upstairs and I'm like well wouldn't they be in the kitchen being like alright let's do this shit and I just I mean well, we they did it getting, the next day yeah but it's the right the next day because the thing is he's not just been charged with murdering her but also raping, raping her, her and yeah. it has that they, precedent they did of the find his season. semen inside her exactly. yes. and he doesn't like, there's deny a good that, reason. there's a good reason for that but he that. doesn't want to yeah. talk about it but the story of, of them like you know having sex and having that conversation is probably completely fabricated probably. I don't know I think I it's part think... of the movie's point is the idea that he never yeah. technically lies Sure. I guess. Manipulates, sure. And um, Leaves, omits, it, things. omits things. Yeah. I think that that part, that's probably how that happened. But then he they leave out the whole part where they lay either before or after that. We're like, okay, now here's how we're going to do this. I feel like the <laughs> this, plan. Well, let's get to it. I feel like the plan is such that it would have, they would have known exactly how they were going to do it already. Yeah. Like weeks, if not months, if not years in advance. And so the idea that they happened to have sex and that coincided with the plan 
is not logical. Which is too bad because then, like Will said, it's a one human scene in the whole movie. Right, but I think and it sort of makes it, it. Did that not happen? Then? I think I think you have to accept that it did yeah. not happen that yeah, way. I do. I do think like they should interrupt that scene and cut to the present day with Kinsey. Like, and I was like, uh, uh, and she was like, she was crying. She was crying so oh, hard, but she wanted me to stay inside her, and I was like, it's like, like, a, it's okay. like that, and then Kate like that cut in uh, like, in right, McGruber like, where he's fucking Kristen Wiig on the gravestone, and then it cuts back and she's not there. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, Maya Rudolph, yeah. And you yeah. see him doing the finger thing. He's like, I was like this. She was like that. It was so hot. It was hot. And let me tell you. And she was crying so much. She was crying so she much. Was really, she was like, oh. but she didn't, No, she told me to stay inside her. So. Go inside me, go inside me. And you yeah. see Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet's nose is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he goofed in just her. Extreme, okay. cl- <laughs> extreme close-ups of what she's writing. She's, drawing, no, she's drawing pictures the way Jack did it. Yeah, she, she's drawing stick figures of them fucking and like big dicks like jizzing and stuff like that. Yeah, gotta keep your... Her methods are hey, unorthodox. Hey, she's, she's, Mike she's Wall- good. Mike Wallace like with PMS here. She yeah. learned it from interviews. Well, this she learned how to d- describe sex quickly on doodles yeah. from interviewing all the kitty porn guys. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, whether or not the one good scene in the movie actually happened, right. uh, then then sh- th- what happens? Let's get, to, let's get to the ending. I mean, though, because... Well, because, okay, so she's got the tape that shows that Matt Craven was there. Mm-hmm. Her, her car broke down. They, keep, they keep bringing up that this car is going to overheat. And then she sees a check engine light at some point, which made me laugh because she sees a check engine light and goes like, oh, f- shit, or oh, fuck, or something. And I'm like, everybody knows if they have a car, the first thing to break is the, the check engine light, which just stays. I've had cars where the check engine light stays on for years. Yeah. Well, like, the check it, engine light means shit. Yeah, People just the, put stickers on it. But it's just funny because the check engine light comes on, minutes later, the car breaks down. That, now, that, that'll never happen. The intern's explanation <laughs> is like, it's a rental car. It's like, yeah. any right. car. <laughs> anyway, the car breaks down. <laughs> she's running. Car. She's running for the prison because she's got this proof now. We're, we're back to the beginning. That it was actually a planned thing, that it was a suicide that they planned, and they framed David Gale to go she, to, to, go she's to prison running to the as part of a point. She's just going to run up to, like and stop the uh, the execution from happening or something. Like, I've got a tape. Stop the execution. It's like the end of the player. Well, yeah, wait, exactly. are we going to talk about the crowds that are mingling amongst each oh, other? Oh, yeah, and they start fighting. Yeah. Because other. it's before it's announced that he was actually... Execute. And this got, is the part where the media stuff comes circus. into it, where like the media people are being like very like, uh, like very like. Uh, well, oh, because this it's like, big, this oh, this show. guy was the biggest advocate against the death penalty. Looking at the article, and yeah. And then when he's ordering his last meal, it's that same dipshit recipe. His it's boy pancakes comes up and with. it's pancakes yeah. and. Strawberries, maple syrup, and, and strawberries, shavings. and they're cutting back and forth from the guy listing the ingredients of the pancakes. <laughs> this is a real thing lips. that happens uh, to like the hysteria in the crowd as they're. Let's as talk they're about the ready. signage. Is one of your favorite things? Yes. Yeah, the signage is great. I, I didn't catch any of them. Oh, one of them's really good. <laughs> one well, of them, them sent me is hilarious. Uh, one of them is Fry, comma David Gale, and the other one is Fry. Or no, what is it like? The one, the one I like the most just says "Waste David Gale." Well, oh, waste. oh even, that's the actual signs themselves. They yeah, don't yeah. even electrocute him. <laughs> they inject him. Yeah, I can't remember. But at one point, somebody is. And can you imagine? The, like this is very trenchant. As somebody is selling T-shirts, and one of them is like, and they're two different t-shirts variations. Yeah. And one of them is like. Don't kill David Gale, and one of them is do kill David Gale, but they're very similar in 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 the verbiage. Like your vote, it's like the it's but like the, the Bud Bowl. Like you have to vote yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the same van is selling both of them, right? Whoa! Yeah. And they keep interviewing people who are like, "Well, I don't know, he did it, so he should get executed, or whatever." 
But I always, but it does, it does the the thing that we talk about a lot on the show. Whenever there's, whenever there's a political protest in a movie, it's both sides are all in the same crowd together, yeah, right. and then they actually start fighting with each other yeah. at some point here. Oh and, yeah, so for, yeah, you had you had waste David Gale. Waste David Gale is really great, and then they're all mingled in together, and some of them are like, I think execution's bad actually, but the, like one of the signs, and this is the real sign, and it's and it is really a TLDR <laughs> where it says, <laughs> Why do we kill people who kill people to show that killing people is wrong? That's all on one side. <laughs> I am tired of people making fun of my giant hand. The first such incident occurred. <laughs> don't do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> I could have made this clear. Isn't there one that says murder is murder is murder? Murder is oh, murder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Murder. That's right. I do, I do remember that one. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. She, good she point. She makes it to the front of the line of she, the crowd. She and, gets there. And, but, and right in the, the moment that somebody steps out and goes, David Gale is dead. Jim he's Beaver. been executed. Yeah. Jim Beaver comes out and says, he's been executed. And you go. You owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, she, right. she literally drops to her knees in slow motion. The and platoon goes, shot. No! Yeah, it yeah. totally is the platoon shot. I'm not yeah. kidding. She really, that really happens I laughed movie. so, so then you think, Oh, my God. I love this. Then you think, like, okay, so they're going to go get Matt Craven. Meanwhile, he has, like, he's leaving the country. He's taking the money. And you're like, oh, so that was their plan. They were going to take the money, him and the lawyer or something, right? Yeah. So they, so he's leaving the country with the money. Um, I guess he's probably on a watch list somewhere where they're like, because they've turned over this tape and gone like, here's but, what actually I mean, happened. They would, he would have been eventually. And now but they're not like, yet. now they're going like, oh, it was actually he was framed. And, and it's cut in there with he like, didn't do with it with like news footage going, uh, news footage of people going like, it turns out that maybe he might achieve in death what he could not accomplish in life <laughs> because guess what? We found out that they one time uh, executed yeah. an innocent person, and so now yeah. we're probably going to not have the death right. penalty anymore. Right. Even though, of course, we That's know in, in hindsight with, that this right. happens constantly. All the time. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. We, we know in hindsight. We knew. I mean, they, they knew then. Yeah. <laughs> that happens all the time. I'm pretty just, sure they knew then, too. They're creating this scenario. I mean, we, we, we now have countless real-life stories of people, of like judges, like appeals courts, going like, look, we know he didn't do it. Uh, there's DNA exculpatory evidence, evidence yeah. that he is not the killer. We just really want to execute him because yeah. we have we can't undermine the authority of the state to carry out an execution, so we have to kill this innocent guy. It actually and a is, large portion yeah. of the American public is blood like, is okay. bloodthirsty maniacs anyways. Yeah. Like we're not a particularly moral country, so like yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. So they oh. so, well, all right. Anyway, they get I don't know. It's like they there's, there's, that's going on, and anyway, it's cutting to Matt Craven mm-hmm. flying to Spain, and you're like, oh, he's in Spain. Okay, so. Wait, he's going to give the money to... David Gale's wife? David Gale's uh-huh. wife, ex-wife, and yeah. I have to assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's so he and leaves that. And includes the postcard from Berlin yeah, then, denying So then she opens she the money in front of her new Spanish husband, yeah. and he's got, he's got his sweater that he was always wearing, his Harvard sweater, and then the, the money, money, and the postcard from postcard. Berlin that's like, sorry, I did and that. it's like, hey, David Gale, you should have shown her that before. Yeah. Yeah. So, because <laughs> well, this is the reason right. she divorced him. Right. And I guess we find out why he didn't at the end, but not the, really. Uh, not really. Why didn't he? No, the exactly. I don't, think, I don't think we find that. The out. timeline doesn't. No, no, make no. Sense. I'm saying that, like, at the end of the move, very end of the movie, you're supposed oh. you're supposed to go. You see, he didn't do any of that stuff before because it wouldn't have. Well, the, okay, there's so, only one reason to, for the for him to do this, and that is to be a dickish martyr to his yeah. wife. Right. So, but, she'll, so she'll see it and go like, "Oh, he's dead, and I was wrong." Once, once again, that fuck. doesn't that doesn't make and a lot of sense. He was innocent sense. twice and, over. Although he did still fuck a student behind my back. Although maybe she was cheating on him anyway. Who she knows? was she was cheating she on was him cheating at him. the time. But yeah. also, whatever, like. Whatever, indeed. I don't want to know. It's hard, it's hard to follow their. I just feel like thing. you also are missing the information of how long it was between 
him getting the postcard, you know, like from from the rape allegations to him getting the postcard, yeah. because that means that maybe she sent that postcard six months later and that's how long he's been planning this shit. Or did yeah. she send him that postcard <laughs> right before he was arrested? You know what I mean? It's just like a weird little it's a detail that doesn't need to be there and just com- convolutes things. He well, got the whole, it presumably before he was arrested. Yeah. But yeah. we don't the know only, when. The only thing that matters is that at this point, after we see all this money being spread around and all the loose ends being tied up, we cut back to Kate Winslet and and she's got this new tape. Uh, well, she's David in the Gale's newsroom. Everyone's sitting there watching the wall of TV, so proud of her. America's ending the death penalty. I guess she's uh, restored yeah. her reputation after doing the kitty porn piece. She yeah. is Mike Wallace. Sadly, the news magazine is going yeah. to have to shut down. <laughs> yeah. the, the mail person comes by and drops off a FedEx box. She opens it up. It's that kid's grimy ass little sheep. Yeah. And she's shaking it up until she hears a tape inside. And it, there's yeah. a note there's on a it. Note that says David the key Gale is in or whoever, inside. It says the key to your freedom. Yeah, right. the key your to your freedom. freedom. Give me a break. And uh, and she's like, "Oh, it's the stuffed toy." And then she shakes it and it makes a little VHS tape sound. And yep. She's like, "Oh, this tape!" Rips it open, goes sprinting. Rip rips it to open the, to the nearest. By the way, rips the ass part of the sheep <laughs> toy open. I yeah. don't know why I, I, that detail just stuck how do, out. How do you do it? I mean, I guess <laughs> yeah, that's Kevin. the easiest. That's where the that's the easiest way to tear. Of course, it. the tape <laughs> is marked off the record. Yep. I kind of wish it said like. Constance's suicide, unrated extended cut. Like, <laughs> it was just trying to sensationalize. Too it. hot, for, too TV. hot for yeah, too hot for admission in court. And she pops it in, and then we get the same tape. Laura Linney, actually Laura Linney, Jesus Christ, uh, writhing around naked. Then the cowboy guy going up and looking at the camera, and then he, the cowboy goes, guys, goes, we got it. Yep. And then David, and then another, okay, another guy walks in. Turns, we see him it turns around. Another guy turns are you, around. Are you not supposed to know it's him until he turns around? Uh, I think well, that's so well, funny. He, 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 plant, he plants his half a thumbprint on yep. the bag on purpose because yep. that's what, another thing they had on him. Right. Yep. And then turns the camera to be like, bum, 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 Exactly. And that's the right last up shot of the movie. Yep. It's the really me. It's her just being so shocked and distraught in this edit bay alone. It's one of those endings that's supposed to make you go like, oh my God, I got to rethink this whole thing but it just instead yeah, makes you yeah. go fuck that what the fuck well, and I was well then you do rethink it and it's like well that doesn't wait. make any sense and also like <laughs> and it was also like wait why did he martyr himself and then you had to remember oh okay because his life was over because and that's why there's the original fake yes the like, fake rape, rape stuff thing. but it's also so like you're like this guy couldn't get his life at all together at all because of that one thing that he I, was well, like, I mean, I'm going to martyr myself and go to prison and become executed. That's why the, the speech that he gives to his students at the beginning is so important because he basically says, that's why I did it. Yeah, like the Lacanian thing about true. like the, the the sum of your life is is what you do for other lives. It's and just self-sacrifice gets name checked like two times and then it's part of one of those dumbass montages where it's oh, like, here, right. the, the word of the day. It is, but it, it really is one of those movies that thinks that like they're onto something and that you're going to watch this movie a second time and get all that stuff but by the time it gets to the end of the movie I've forgotten so much of the stuff that happened at the beginning of the movie because it's also play, it's also p- supposed to be paced like a thriller like right, you're solving right. a mystery and then when they go like actually you should have been paying attention the whole time you're like well he didn't make a good movie that I wanted to pay attention to the whole time and so now what am I stuck with yeah. this smug Kevin Spacey looking at me from well, a video going like I think, oh, we did it I think what you're stuck with is one of my favorite things is a monumentally miscalculated and self-serious yeah. <laughs> parody of I itself I want to see the pitch scene where like Craven comes home and Spacey and Lee are hanging out. Like, all right, we've been spitball. Just hear us out, yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. We had an idea. Look, David, your life sucks. I have cancer, 
So this guy loves opera. Yeah, Laura, this guy. This Laura, guy lives in a shack. He'll do whatever we say. And we say. get five hundred thousand dollars for your kid, Laura. You're gonna have to take the brunt of this, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to die. You could go out peacefully and in hospice, but uh, in this, no, me, we're gonna have to well, put you through. What hell. do you think's worse, her suicide or death row? Because I bet death row is really not. Awesome. He gets in fact, he prison. Gets, he gets bad. waffles. He yeah. gets a. Final I mean, yes, meal they of, give you a pancakes. meal at the pancakes. end. No, I mean, but before that, up to that point when he's in prison, is probably very bad. Yeah, and he, like at some and, point you know, he might be like thinking, "This was a stupid plan." Yeah, death I row. Don't like, I don't like because he's he's not he's on death row, but he's also in prison. Presumably, he's like right, but death row is especially bad in right. prison, and also it's not like you know this happened last week and they executed him pretty quick. I mean, he's been in prison for presumably years. many years. years yeah. yeah. Thank God I'm in a So I feel like maybe David life. Gale does indeed take the brunt of it, he but ha- still. He has the faith and thank and he has the uh, good fortune of living in a fake America that is going to give a shit yeah, about right? all this at the end. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> at least Supposed, he gets to supposedly. martyr himself. Yeah. Also, are we supposed to believe that she's like not going to like cuz because it's supposed to be that she didn't didn't give up her sources earlier, so we're supposed to believe that she's not going to release this tape to yes. anybody, which changes everything. And I kind of don't cuz I'm like why Wait, would Wait, we're supposed to think she's not going to release the tape? I yeah, because it says off. Because it says of, off the record. And that's, that's part why of he why asked for he her. Because yeah, she because okay. she, she went I'm, to jail for I'm, her. Previous I don't believe sources. for a second that she would not release that. I don't tape. either. But I, I think that we're. I think that we're supposed, we're supposed to, to think. We're that. supposed to think that because that's the whole point is that she yeah. asked for her specifically because of that reason, and it says off the record. I certainly don't understand why that's the key to her freedom. I certainly don't understand because she feels bad that she didn't get there in time. I don't understand why he knows that. No, I don't understand why that tape exists or even if it does why you would let her see it just to make because it could bad. ruin your plan <laughs> it's going to change then the, then people watch the plan and go like oh so i mean he was in on the so he wasn't framed a guy who was innocent but he was part of the plan to frame himself right to Oh boy! That's then it's gonna. So come. It's totally. It's totally just for the audience. But it also, only exists to yeah, to give to, you a shot. A a and and but that's what I mean. That's what yeah. I'm saying is because we are also supposed to believe that she is going to hold right. on a tape and then go like. Mm. And if they ever do catch Matt Craven, right. you know, and go like, "Hey, you're under arrest for like the aiding and abetting the suicide or whatever," that she is then not going to ever release that tape and go like, "Also, David Gale was there or yeah. whatever." I you think know. it's it's kind of <laughs> fucked that this movie is trying to support their point and, and clearly take that side, but you're suggesting the only way they can accomplish their goal is fraudulent. Fraudulent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely duplicitous. Right. Because uh, this is a particular scenario that you're not expecting to be replicated by anyone else you're trying to get off It also kind of reminds me of the end of the village it's... where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> that twist at the end of the village, it only reminds me because it's like you watch that movie and it all kind of, it all makes sense when you think about it, except like, okay, they created this commune to keep themselves safe except. From, from trauma, except why are they doing it old timey yeah. style? <laughs> right. That's for only for the audience. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I mean. That's the part, the audience will be like, it takes place in old timey That's times. the part that still pisses me off about that movie. Yeah. I think that, somebody makes a half-hearted reference to somebody was a hist- history major in that group. Right, I mean, like, they like, were more and, innocent and times. this was the best part of this Point of History. This was a better time. Yeah, yeah where it, women were oppressed and Goody, <laughs> Goody Custer was like a witch. Pure, I think you the Puritans had a lot of good points. Yeah, exactly. The 1700s, that was the best. Yeah, it is. never did better than that. It definitely has that. But it's like, you know. 
Whoa. Similar twist. Anyway. Can we talk about the scene on the last day, I believe it is, where they rush back to the uh, crime scene museum, and she's basically lugging the oh, TV yeah. from this the motel with yeah. her yeah, and tells Melissa McCarthy, like, I'll give you a hundred bucks and you'll just jump when I say jump and do anything I'm about to tell you to do. And at one point in the kitchen, she starts to, like, uh, reflexively take her shirt off. She's like, no, you don't need to do that no. because people <laughs> will pay extra to see your boobs. Yeah, and then, she's and, such trash. And then Kate Winslet reenacts the well, suicide. she tries to get McCarthy to do it, and basically McCarthy's not doing it right, and she's not comfortable with yeah. the whole thing so it's like I'll do it myself don't do a thing time this for three minutes and see yeah. how long you can hold my breath and it's like oh god this is a great scene where we get to see Kate Winslet putting a pe- plastic bag over her own head and yeah. taping it and then writhing around on the ground she doesn't swallow the key she does Jesus give the key Christ. to the other guy to her intern yeah. so that's good what an absolutely absurd and he's just movie. like clocking it and being like I really need this college credit <laughs> <laughs> but also we should save her right right should we stop her from she's Mike Wallace with PMS yeah. I mean come on now She's huge. Uh, we don't want to make her cranky. Uh, and also, I, she and took I, the TV from the hotel. Does that is that explained? There's, they, they didn't have cell phones at this time. There's nothing else they could do. No, but they took the VCR and, and the, the tape. Yeah, just why to, did they you take? Can't the, count on them having a TV there. But I yeah. think. I assume that those people it's very didn't. important. Did they? Did they? Where was it established that those people didn't have it a TV? It really seems like that part bullet. seemed. It seemed really confusing to me. Like grab the TV too, and you're like. What? She's it presuming really that like by the time they get there, she won't have one to use. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they will have, I'm sorry, we sold our TV while just on the way over here. We like money hey, so much. That's Austin. They're so weird, man. <laughs> Keep it weird. Um, boy, yeah, you're right. Uh, I hadn't thought about how weird Austin is. I always love the cognitive <laughs> cognitive dissonance of a twist ending like this that doesn't work. I, I did see this movie in the theater. And uh, just hearing, and I, it wasn't like a packed house. Nobody wanted oh, to see. Oh man, I saw this in the theater feel. too, and it was delightful. Yeah, and it was it was about half full. It was at the Metro. Yeah, and, people uh, go, uh huh. And it was you just to hear everyone. It wasn't like boo or anything, but you hear everyone in the crowd going like, <laughs> <laughs> like this collective sound of people going. <laughs> I mean, I remember. I specifically remember me <laughs> laughing. Yeah. But- <laughs> I didn't see. I, I would have remembered a, a cackling noise. Uh, nobody was laughing. It was just people going. What the fuck I feel like I must have come into Scarecrow after this, going like, guys, boy, oh boy, <laughs> did you see this? Did shit? I ever Maybe. see something more like David Gale's laughter? <laughs> yeah. I remember is hearing how bad it was and just being like, well, why would I ever watch that? Thing? Right. Yeah. And then you know, feeling that way still, but I did it for a reason this time. You're like, I'll probably see it 30 <laughs> years later for a podcast. I can't. No time to explain what that is. Yeah. And it came out in February, which suggests to me that it was punted from the previous award season, where they're like, oh, this thing isn't gonna work. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. At least with the, like Mad City, they didn't realize. In this one, no. they all seemed to. Somebody watched it, and then everyone <laughs> tells like, them, everyone tells themselves the line of like "Silence of the Lambs" came out in February and made it all the way, and it's like, but then nothing like "Silence of the Lambs" has followed suit. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. And, and also that was. Like that I mean, movie, also that was good. <laughs> and nothing like nothing like that movie had ever been done before either. And so. it was a time where the marketplace would have the longevity for things to genuinely have legs and stuff, and it's yep. far easier to dismiss David Gale when you can move on to right. X Two X Men United and yep. Dreamcatcher. It's exactly. way easy to dismiss David Gale. For a lot of reasons. That's true. <laughs> Isn't can people gonna... say about some things, Kevin, but not about the life of David Gale? Oh, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy, actually. Uh, I can't go... wait to forget this entire fucking movie. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll send you a this tape. Will, I guarantee you, this will not be the last time I watch The Life of David Gale. <laughs> I, don't th- I think I'll watch it again. Wow. wow. Well, <laughs> this will be the last time I watch it. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much guarantee that. I mean, I, I will talk to somebody about it if they bring it up. I'll sure. be like, oh, yeah, isn't that movie dumb? But uh, I don't think I can. I just like that 201, every time you guys each tweeted that you were watching that movie, everyone would pop and be like, oh, God, that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. People, somebody would go like, oh, Suspense Kills is doing fucking. Oh, yeah, it's great. I was like, I, yeah, and then after watching all of it, I was like, oh, it was my favorite of the three. Yep. <laughs> it was kind of fun. 
I don't have a whole lot of lines, but I do. The this is the bring it back to that shitty intern that I hated so much when they were watching the second tape, and they're seeing uh, the the lady uh, or Laurel Linney writhing around, and then the guy coming up. You hear the intern go, "This isn't cool." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a pretty <laughs> funny thing to say when you watch that. Uh, ratings. I'm gonna give this two Juds. However, I've enjoyed it enough for a four Judd movie, but it's technically terrible. Sure. So I'm going to give it two Judds. Uh, I'm going to give it like three Douglases for uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the dumbass yeah. sex scene, the rape stuff. Boy, oh boy. Both, both sex scenes. Uh, you the to dr- see the bottom of Kevin Spacey's ass during oh, that sex God. scene? Yeah, that no, I didn't, didn't like that. But yeah, I'm going to give it three Douglases, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 uh, waffles with strawberries and maple syrup and chocolate shavings. Yeah, well, we sure we know the ingredients of, of those waffles. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it one. Can't pancakes. This is a terrible, terrible movie. It's technically worse than the other two that we talked about, but like like Matt said, I would agree. I, I was laughing throughout the whole movie. I don't I, usually I, like shit that like that. I'm not, I usually, I don't usually watch movies this way. I do. But I, I know you do. I'm just saying like, I can't usually do it, but I couldn't resist this time. It was so, it was, it was really funny. And pretty, like all kinds of stuff was funny about it, but probably the, the part that I was laughing the hardest at, at was Kevin Spacey being drunk or like running mm. around doing the, like that. There's, there's, a, phone, there's a scene where he's on the phone with this kid in, from calling he's from a payphone. Oh yeah, he crashes the phone too. He also like tries to call Spain, and the lady yeah. won't understand him, or at least won't put him through. <laughs> I just want to talk and you know more. he's at a shitty motel, and his life is on the skids because uh, the pool is full of mud, and there are a yeah. bunch of, of of children of color uh, just prancing yeah. about. And stuff. I was like, they're whoa, playing in the, bu- the pool. Really, the pool is really full hit. of mud, and they're having yeah. fun in it. And you're just like, boy, this guy must be at the lowest point in his life to be around uh, these people. The kids are enjoying the mud pool. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yikes! Too bad. Uh, the kids are enjoying the mud mud pool. I feel real sorry for David Gale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not reciting limericks now, are you, buddy? Um, to himself, maybe. Yeah, I'll give it three. I'm going to give it three and a half, honestly, yeah. Douglas's, just for the fact I didn't, I assumed that was a body double and Laura Linney did that fucking hell. It was just a naked lady ri- with like fake bruises painted on her body, like writhing around with a bag on her head. God. It was weird Ugh. that they played yakety sax over it. And they they shouldn't have done that. It was also, again, a little somebody, tasteless. Somebody want to put that video together? Oh, no, please do not feel do, free. Don't do that. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, if you do, send it to some news reporter and write off the record. Hide it in a. This will be the key. This will be the key to your freedom. Key to your freedom. Goes to, goes to spam. <laughs> if this happened now and he sent the video and it went to her spam and she never noticed. Oh <laughs> no! I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Fat Aristotle's. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it one. I'm tempted to give it one a half, but I'm gonna give it one. I didn't. It didn't like actively irritate me enough. Just. Wow. Ever, whenever the camera started, whenever it was like the thing started spinning and it did the close-ups of the words, I was like, fuck off. Right. Yeah. Fuck off, movie, you trying to be bitch. I was like, yes, keep it up. Ugh, <laughs> so irritating. Uh, and I'm going to give it three and a half, Douglas's. This movie's pretty... It's, it, go, it goes there. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and also the scene where they're having sex and she's like bawling and saying like, "No, stay Fuck inside me. me." You're like, oh, "All right, goof inside me." I, I really, I really like. Okay, a, she's I not really even saying she's not even uh, saying like, "Come inside me." She's like, "Like, stay, stay inside, inside me." Yeah. So I really like, admire a movie that, that will that will quote unquote go there, as you say, because it thinks it's doing. Like, oh yeah, because it thinks it's really pushing the That's envelope I mean. and like like into yeah. it. It's and also the like, scene, and also so like not to mention the the 
scene where he has sex with a student at the beginning in the bathroom where she's like smiling at herself yeah, in the yeah. mirror while she like claws him and goes like, <laughs> I've got this whole plan figured out. And you're just like, I don't know. That part, Rona Mitri has, like, has a history of playing like sort of shittily exploited women. Yeah. Like she's also the rape victim in fucking Hollow Man. Oh, that's oh, wow. right. A neighbor, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Interesting career. Yeah, started and, a career as a Tomb Raider uh, cosplayer. <laughs> I'm going to give it, uh, let me get uh, 10 out of 10 uh, hee-haw tapes or whatever that guy fucking has. <laughs> it's like like guns, she puts in his gun smoke and is upset by it and then it's Mr. Ed. It's Yodel just, and Zeke, Butterball has, Jackson, and they're all labeled, Big Shirtless they're, Ron. They're all labeled, yeah. There's like, and then there's, it's like cutting from like, yeah, from like old sitcoms to like an uh, to opera. Because yeah. also at the end, yeah, we see opera. him in Spain or wherever in Europe somewhere at an opera crying. And One of those like, classy movies where plan. someone finally has an emotional breakthrough <laughs> watching opera. And he, well, he fi- he's finally free too because he like doesn't have to be part of this long-term plan and also their plan worked. He knows their plan worked and the death penalty is going to be rescinded everywhere. <laughs> of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> A plan like that, you just know it's going to work. Wow, well this has to work. It's ironclad. At least David Gale got to go to prison for years and then be executed. Yeah. <laughs> just like he, just like he was. His, his he's, life in prison. He's thinking to himself, like, I didn't have to do anything. I'm still alive and everything. I guess I win. His life was, and his life was so bad that that was a better alternative for him. Yeah. Uh, to prove and to murder himself and prove a point. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, I'm going one and a half Juds. Uh, for me, something I kind of discussed off mic with Matt was the sense that this movie is trying to ambush you with its wrongheadedness ultimately and in a way like a time to kill delivers on what I'm expecting it to be from the top and granted I saw this by the time it hit DVD originally and it's just this thing of the fact that it wants to be this gotcha moment instead of making it a whole movie that wants to explore even the potential Mm -hmm. moral qualms of again this completely insane plan uh, it just wants to wash its hands of it and so um, I found it a bit more tedious during the flashbacks and stuff than it seemed that you did but yep. all in all it is still a reason there's a reason it's still a remarkably um, not fondly remembered movie but critically right. regarded uh, nearly two decades on Yeah, um, <laughs> Three Douglases you know it's the same thing where it's weird I don't know if it feels slightly less skeevy because it keeps going back to the same scene or if that makes it skeevier. Um, yeah. That's but again, we are splitting choice. so many hairs this episode with these three <laughs> gems. It's mm-hmm. hard. And I'm going to go out of uh, one out of one inexplic- inexplicable uh, Japanese prison Zen gardens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm prison, glad that, that came up. This is our, and this guy. is our Japanese Zen garden. Anyway, that prison warden guy seems like a good egg. <laughs> he yeah. seems friendly Jim from uh, Deadwood and... <laughs> yep. uh, that's Breaking right. Bad? Yeah. Yep. Weird. <laughs> hey, we got our Zen garden here. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Don't we ask you not to throw coins in the pond? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I know you're okay. used to movies with wardens who are scumbags, but I'm actually a pretty nice guy. So, yeah, anyway, goodbye. No razor blades in the pond, please. Anything can be used as a weapon. <laughs> Only uh, cigarettes. Yeah, so that was the uh, life. We fucking did yeah. it. The life and death of David Gale. Mm. What are we doing next time? Hopefully, next, so, hopefully there's one of these a... that's actually good. Yeah. The next one is uh, uh, well, you're welcome. Next, we're returning to... <laughs> thank uh, you. Oh, by the way, <laughs> thank thanks, you, Will. Thanks, Will. Thanks yeah. for coming by, and thanks for making me watch all these fucking movies. <laughs> no, th- thanks for having me. This was like the... <laughs> there were like five or six other Make-A-Wishes that passed, so this was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one, we're returning to a previous uh, theme what we that we at the time called Scoop There It Is. Yeah. We investigated some bad reporters. So we're going to do part two of Scoop There It Is. We're going to go back in time a little bit for these. Yes. Uh, we're going to be doing The Mean Season, Street Smart, good. and Eyewitness. 
Haven't seen the first, the first and the last. Of I've never heard of any of these. Streets. I've seen all three of them, of but not in a very, very long time. Street Smart is uh, Morgan Freeman's star-making role. Yeah, he plays oh, yeah. a killer pimp, I think. And, yeah. and the Sigourney Weaver and Christopher Reeve, I believe. Are in yeah. The uh, no, it's William Hurt, William Hurt I believe. Well, I know it he's is a, definitely Christopher Reeve. In, no, in Street Smart. In Eyewitness, it's Sigourney Weaver and William Hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Street Smart is it's yeah. It's and not Sigourney Weaver. It's Morgan Freeman. I get them confused. Yeah. And then Mean <laughs> Season is uh, Kurt Russell, and I forget who the female lead is. Oh, I've seen that one. And uh, Richard Jordan, and it's it's he's like a reporter tangling with a serial killer. I watched that last year. I don't remember a fucking thing. I about forget it. who the woman is. All right. I, I want to say it's like Mariel Hemingway. Well, we'll like that. Ru- I can't remember we're gonna Mason? <laughs> rep- no, remember James him. Mason. We're gonna report back. Uh, after yeah, <laughs> Come on, guys. It's Richard and Richard Jordan is the killer in that. Yeah, yeah. we'll so you, report you got back. Anything that you want to you want to promote, Will? Uh, yeah, no, not plug some. Go shit. see the Black Phone when it comes Please out. Go in June. see the Black Phone in theaters June twenty fourth. Yeah. My <laughs> boss co wrote and co produced it. <laughs> yeah, fucking a. And I happen to think it's a pretty good movie. It's too. pretty good. I've seen awesome. it. It's good. Yeah. Thanks for doing the podcast. No. It was thanks uh, again it was for great. having me. I mean, the movies weren't great, but it was great having you. No, I yep. needed a three-hour alibi in Seattle, and here we are. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> we did it. Good uh, yeah, follow us all on uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, all that good shit. Sign up to the Patreon. Yeah, we're, we're so we're like nine away, which is so get far. Us, get from us to one twenty-five. One twenty-five, and then you can, and then you can leave us again. <laughs> I mean, just get us there for the just, just get sign us, up. And just get us that there. You did it and do those monthly payments. Do it's that. Fine. Do that. You do that with like fucking Amazon Prime already, probably. Yeah, we're better than Amazon Prime. <laughs> how, can we trick, how can we trick the Russian bots into just signing up automatically for Patreon? Right. Yeah, let's get the Russian. Let's get some of that exactly. sweet Russian money. <laughs> rubles. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do that. And then, uh, oh, that's it. Anyway, that's it. All right. Until next time, the suspense is killing. Bye. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to be. To everything.